You already know what we be rocking. We rocking those Tito knives. And I got to give my man Luke over there some major props. I personally love his new drop on a knife called the Tito Air. Some call it Tito Air. Some call it Tito Air. I don't care. It's a bomb-ass knife, and I love it. Uh, guys, check them out at TitoKnives.com. And when you're at the checkout, use our code GU15. Damn, Cody, everybody be liking what we're doing with this Bullhorn app. Yeah, what's not to like, man? You get to text, you get to call in, you get to run your mouth with your favorites every episode. Man, we love it. I love the interaction we get with our uh, listeners. Guys, if you guys want to become a part of your favorite podcast, download the app, bullhorn.fm, your podcast app. What is up? Man, I got to give a big shout out to my boy over at thehangercode.com. Luke and I have teamed up. And I am excited about this one. Man, I've had European mounts all over this place just laying here, just taking a space, really not displayed in any fashion. And now he has pimped out all my European mounts. I literally got this tabletop one. Now I'm displaying right here on the podcast table. It's the Javelina, and it is sick, and I love it. Guys, check him out. Go to his website at www. Uh, thehangerco.com and that's h-a-n-g-r co.com guys he has european mounts uh for everything he has it from deer bobcat from all your african games like literally he has it all and guess what it's american made and it's a small business so let's support that uh guys but that's not it by listening to this podcast you get to save 30 percent off your uh, purchase Guys, type in that code, GU30, at the checkout. Save that money. Okay, the cat is out of the hat. And yes, that's right. We have teamed up with Sig Sauer. And there's nothing better than teaming up with the best of the best in the business. And I'm talking anywhere from their optics, firearms, and ammunition. Me, personally, I've been rocking the Zulu 9s for the binos. And I am loving them. Me, I think they're the alpha of the glass. For the fraction of price that you pay for, guys, check them out, the Zulu 9s. But I must say, I went down to the Six Sour Games, and I got introduced to the Zulu 6s, and I had no idea their technology was so advanced. And I'm talking about their stabilization. You guys hit a switch on these binos, and bam, it's all smooth. No rocking, no motion, nothing. It is, and you know how heavy I breathe. I'd be breathing heavy, and I'd just be tired, and i pull my glass, and it's just wobbly all over. And I hit the switch, bam, it's clear. It's like being on a tripod. Guys, check them out. Their technology is off the charts. And I'm talking anywhere from, you know, their rifle scopes to their range finders. Uh, they all introduced the new BDX system. Guys, check them out. Support a company that supports your favorite podcasts. SixHour.com. This podcast is brought to you by Kafaro International. It's gear for life. Extreme hunting products. Packs, frames, tents, shelters, sleeping systems, stoves, and more. Did I mention it's American made? I love it. America. America. Hey, guys, check them out. It's Kafaro.net. What up, what up, what up, what up? We back on this Friday night, and we got the boys in the house. I mean, we got the full house, actually. We got Cody run the Bullhorn app. What up? Uh, we got Tomas making us all look all pretty and shit for the IG. 
<laughs> he's like, orale. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, tonight's guest, I, I mean, um, honestly, it's it's this has uh, been a long time coming. I've been wanting these guys on here um, just because I've been a fan of them, um, just with what they do in the outdoor industry. But they have a product that I have literally have used now, and I, I mean. I, I'm gonna tell you right now, like I'm, I'm, I'm I should have got guy of the year after using that product. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if I could fucking guide some people into some shit with that, yeah, it works. It's big, good. It's giving big, big stuff. Big stuff, right there, right? <laughs> you had a good year. Yeah. Um. But anyways, tonight's guest it is the ultimate fighter or ultimate fighter. Ultimate <laughs> fighter. See, there you go. The ultimate predator gear. Um. Danny and Lane, Ferris, uh, boys. Welcome to the show. Thanks, brother. It's good to be here officially. Yeah, thanks it for is. having us on. Hey, man, I honestly am glad you guys had to do a little drive. Yeah. Where is home? Peyton, about halfway between uh, Peyton, Colorado, and Elbert. Uh, south. No, yeah, it's south of here. Northeast Colorado Springs. Yeah, northeast of Colorado. Northeast of Colorado Springs. So on a, on, a on a Google Maps, how long of a drive was that? About an hour and a half. Well, fuck, I appreciate this. <laughs> Eat all the pizza you want, dog. My yeah. ass don't eat any of this. Um, but honestly, like, I appreciate it because I knew you guys were not local. And but for everybody, like, I throw things out on the IG, and I'm like, hey, who do you want on the on the show? And this and that. Um, you're you guys have been like. Non-stop every time I put it up oh, And I'm like Well fuck man Appreciate I don't know that. I wish they liked me I don't know <laughs> But you guys are busy well, I mean you, you're, you're bringing them in I you, mean because <laughs> There's no way we could pass up this podcast Oh well so, I appreciate that Tuning there. in and everything I mean it's just It's different Oh yeah It's different being here To to, to Watching it live um, And Listening on the road But I will tell you this When we get done With this podcast If if people don't realize how good your product is, fuck them. <laughs> because I, I'm going to tell you my stories I, on using I didn't this. say that. No, loop, I, I did it. I will say it. Because if my Darth Vader breathing ass, big no. ass guy could go down a goddamn field and use their product and get the animals. Yeah. Anybody can. I, 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 I strongly, truly believe it. And, um... You know, before we dive into the product that you guys created and uh, developed, I want to know a little bit about you guys. Like, you know, Danny, being the dad first. Yeah. Let's talk to you first. Let's let me. How do early age of hunting? Uh, I started hunting. Shoot, following my dad around when I was like ten years old, mm -hmm. and then you know, uh, I think the first year that I actually hunted, I was twelve, and then. We moved up here to Colorado, and I had to wait. I had to skip a year and wait till I was fourteen. But I, yeah, I've been bow hunting since I was fourteen years old. Bow hunting the whole time. Yeah, but well, bow hunting and rifle hunting. Yeah. But uh, really, I would say for the last twenty years, it's been almost exclusively bow. Bow. Hunting. No shit. And you know, I'm not. I'm not one of these. It's not a religion for me. Yeah. You know, I enjoy rifle hunting. It's just that I'm involved in the archery industry, so yep. that most of my hunting yeah. naturally becomes bow hunting. Hundred percent. And I always tell people, like, on the rare occasion that I go out the door with a rifle tag in my pocket, I, that feeling is great. Because mm -hmm. it's like, 
don't let me Success. see you. Don't let me see you today. You know what I yeah, mean? Because yeah, yeah. if I see you, you're in trouble. You yeah. know? Yeah. That's 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 the thing when it you know where where most rifle hunts in is where bow hunt first begins. Yep. You know. Yep. I would hundred percent. Yeah. Agree with that there. Um. So I guess what I want to know where where was home at when you started with your dad. Uh, Texas when I was a okay. little kid. West Texas. El Paso. Oh, no shit. Yeah, it's been annexed. It's actually part of Mexico now, I think. But, um... <laughs> well, but... Yeah. Yeah. You thank your president that's for that. What, yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, so I was there till I was in middle school. And then we, my dad got a job up here in up Colorado. Here. And, and we came and we've been here ever since. Yeah. And, you know, so, uh, you know, I spent the... I went and did a stint in the Navy, got out of the Navy, got a job with a uh, commercial fitness equipment company and was selling commercial fitness equipment. And then in like 2002, um, I got hired by a, a bow hunting magazine as a sales rep. And I've been in the industry ever since then. Since 2002. Since 2002. Good for and you. So, um, oh, fuck. I, we, could dive, we could dive into all of that right there. How much has that fucking changed? Oh, it's changed a bunch, man. I mean, it's it's a different world in the industry side of things than it than it was back then for sure. Yeah. You know, but um uh you know, I guess it's been a it's been a fun career, you know. It's it's I've got things do. that I never ever would have gotten to do. Um you know, it, it I I don't regret any of it, you know. Um so I spent most of my career with Bow Hunter Magazine and and Bow Hunter TV, and um, it, it's funny this Ultimate Predator. I didn't create this product, but I tried to get a certain company to build a product just like it. We were using uh, another manufacturer's decoys mm-hmm. on Bow Hunter TV for a long time, and man, I I basically made that decoy out of their product you know okay. I, w- I got out the scissors and the sewing yeah. kit and all kinds of stuff and i s- sent my buddy over there video i was like dude this thing I, w- I used it on turkeys yep and it was insane like the first the first time that i ever had a turkey come in on me with that thing it was insane how well it worked you know yeah. and i begged them like you guys need to make this thing and they him oh, hard no you know kind of yeah. never Not went anywhere. well in 2015 all of a sudden, I see this decoy pop up, you know, with a bow mounted on the front of the bow, exactly like what I had done with their decoy. Uh-huh. And there was a couple of guys in Colorado that had started this thing. And I took one look at it, and I was like, that is, that's my decoy, the one that I was making what out of the other stuff, yeah. you Damn know? Damn it. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> and like, oh, I should have done that, you know? Right. Well. Which I think we've all been there. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And so, hey. Anyway, long story short, at the time, you know, I I was hunting a lot of whitetails out in western Kansas and wide open terrain. And in 2015, I had had a buck jump, jump the string on me while I was spotting and stalking him. And it was the biggest whitetail I've ever had a chance at. I mean, he was a monster, a monster deer. And Stay I lost rec- him. Stay record. And it, it, well, it was like 200 inch whitetail and it was big 200 inch oh, white tail he was huge he was pushing it he was right there you know he's going to be at least in the mid 190s but he ducked the string i hit him in the back straps and i lost him and i was thinking to myself you know how do i get it 
you know, how do I hunt these things and kind of keep their attention off of me? And I was a, I've always been a decoy junkie, like for a long time. And I was just like, well, shoot, I'm going to start using a 3D buck decoy out there the same way that, you know, I do out of a tree stand. I'm just going to put it in a wide open, like out in the middle of everything, you know. And I'm just going to put one of these decoys on my bow, one of these bow-mounted decoys, stalker decoy, and I'm going to sit down 15 yards away from that other decoy and make it look like this buck has a doe pinned down in the grass. Mm-hmm. And the first time I did it, I had a 160-inch buck just come freaking stomping in, like no you way. Know, all puffed up like a gorilla. And I, I drew on him and shot him at 12 yards, like right first in his time. face. First time. And I was just freaking blown away and i actually that buck ran off and died and i went and recovered the arrow and i come back and i'm i'm kneeling there talking to my cameraman about blood on the arrow and this and that and he says dude there's another buck behind you and i look over my shoulder and sure enough there's this other big whitetail buck he's 40 well he's probably 50 or 60 yards back and he's standing there staring at us and i have to like get up and get back over by my cameraman, sit down, and pull my bow up and put the, put the decoy up in front of me. And this buck watched me do all of that. Well, it took him a little while. Like, I had to do some stuff and move the decoy just a little bit to kind yeah. of sell him on what he was seeing. And I, you could almost, like, look at him, and he's sitting there thinking, what was that I just saw? And then he was like, well, it must have been her butt, you know, or yeah. something, you know? Yeah. And he comes all the way in and ends up at four yards in front of us. Oh, four fuck. yards. And... Like, literally, like, looking at me and that cameraman and looking at the, at the 3D buck decoy, and then finally he kind of spooked <clears throat> off about 15 yards, and he stayed there for 15 minutes on camera, like, turning circles, opening his shoulder up to me and stuff like this, you Promo know? Promo video. Oh, okay. and I could, you know, the beautiful thing was Sitting I'd already... waving at the damn thing. Yeah. I like, was, while he's looking at the 3D buck. I was like, doing all kinds of crap like that, and the beautiful thing was I had already shot that big 160. Yep. You know, and so usually when he came in that close, I'd already done shot him. Yeah. But that gave me an opportunity to, like, sit there Test and, and, and see, see what going. I could get away with, you know. And I was just mind blown. And so anyway, long story short, we kind of signed that company to a small sponsorship of Bowhunter TV. And I kept using the kill the bull with it, killed another couple of turkeys, killed another uh, big, like, biggest whitetail of my life, big 170 buck at 15 yeah. yards with nothing between us and so then i all of a sudden those guys told me you know hey we're thinking about selling the company and that's when i was like i'll buy it you know i'll, I'll i think what I, better person to buy the guy that uses it and believes in it yeah exactly that's, i mean that's honestly i honestly i mean the people get a bunch of business opportunities all the time like, yeah. yeah you know profit this much or this and that it doesn't fucking matter for you. You knew what you had for That's, a product, dude. I'd been, I was a, I was a user. I was a believer before, yeah, before any of that stuff, you know. See, and I didn't know that, and that's yeah. something really cool. Be so, so you took over. You, you, you obviously bought it, um, and, and this was two thousand what? Uh, nineteen. Oh, when 19. I when I bought it. So it's still fairly new underneath yeah. you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's still fairly new, and. uh so, you know, I still work with Bowhunter. I'm a columnist for Bowhunter Magazine. I have a column in there called The Empty Quiver. Um, I know. I'm, I'm basically a co-host on, on Bowhunter TV. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, let's see. I, I am the ho- one of the hosts of Hoyt's podcast, yep. the, the Hoyt Bowhunting podcast, 
our setup isn't as nice as this. Yeah, button, we can we, we can work with you though. Yeah, we might need some. <laughs> it starts with the Matthews behind you. <laughs> <laughs> I just bullshit. Uh, yeah, I, I, I said it's a nice setup. Not all your props are that great, but um, I'm, I'm missing the main thing here. I think it's yeah. the fucking ultimate predator. So you know, like I've, I, I, I'm one of the board members in the Colorado Bowhunter Association. Mm-hmm. A couple of years ago, I decided I got to stop sitting here and bitching and ah. and get involved, especially you know? nowadays. Uh, you have. You I'm have the same to. way right now, dude. I and really I, I'm, I'm going to de- deliver a little message on behalf of not just the Colorado Bowhunters Association, but whatever state you live in. If you are a bow hunter and you are not a member of your local bow hunting association, your state bow hunting association, Do shame it. on you. Do it. Shame on you. You have to be right now. You have to be. We are. Otherwise, it's going to anyway. be gone. Oh, yeah, dude. I, be gone. I, 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 and I'm, I'm a perfect example of all of that. Uh, I would say, dude, I, I, what did I pick up a bow in 2000? I don't know, 10 years now. 10 years I've been shooting bow now, and I love it. Yeah. Even as a kid, I always wanted to fucking do a bow, but I just, I wasn't around the right people. I was just rifle hunting, and yeah. I always wanted to do it. And then when I moved out here, I was like, fuck, man. Yeah. I, brought, I bought a uh, bear archery bow at a garage sale, and I would fucking rig it up shoot carp with it yeah and then that's what i used in nebraska when, and then i moved out here and i was like man i'm gonna go get my bow from back home and yeah i want to i want to start shooting my bow out here i mean i'm in colorado i why the fuck yeah. wouldn't i here yeah. mecca fuck <laughs> i had no idea like what the fuck i was getting myself into but i knew i wanted to shoot a bow and i literally the best thing i've ever did was take that bow in no limits archery yeah Phil, God bless him. Oh, he's a good cat. Uh, he, he fucking looked at me. He goes, you're that fighter dude, right? And I said, yeah. He goes, "We you fighting again anytime soon? I said, actually, in another month, I get a fight. And he goes, all right. I said, I just, I want to shoot a deer. Or, you know, I if I get a chance to go elk hunting, I get to go elk hunting. Yeah. I said, I don't, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah, I, yeah. I know how to deer hunt, right? But I don't know how to elk hunt. He goes, okay. He fucking sat out all these bows on a table, and he goes, shoot them. Yeah. I said, hmm, okay, but you got to show me. I didn't. I I really yeah, didn't really didn't, know shit. Didn't know the mechanics and all that. I didn't yeah. know shit, dude. I mean, I was using my fingers. I didn't, I didn't <laughs> even have anything. You know, I never hey, used a wrist racket, dude. Yeah. And so these these bows were like probably like sixty pounds, fifty pounds. Well, I'm gonna tell you they were at sixty. Yeah. And you're you gotta I was like pretty stout prime, dude. Prime didn't have right. those muscles to build yet. Dude, I'm fucking doing the old skyrocket <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, I had wrist surgery, dude. I can't I can't do it. Right. Yeah. He's like, Well, let me just turn it down a little bit. Dude, I swear to God, I bet I was at forty five or fifty pounds on a few bow and I couldn't fucking do it. Like I did I was like, what the fuck? But if you don't know, you never knew, yeah, right? That's exactly and I right. was like, fuck, I'm a pussy dude. Because <laughs> like I did I couldn't draw back. I'm all doing this. You just you never here's, do that motion. Ever. 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 Like, especially here's a, here's a girl's bow. Yeah, pretty <laughs> yeah. much. That's what that's what pretty much what he yeah. said. He's like, and uh you fight in the UFC? <laughs> I was like, "Fuck you, dude!" I mean, I felt like a, a but I loved yeah. it, right? I, 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 and you know, here's 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 what happened. He set five bows out that he sold at the shop, mm-hmm. and I didn't know fucking 
yeah. apples from bananas, honestly, yeah. at this time. Yeah. I did it. It was the Matthew Z7 Extreme. It was a little short little thing for me, and it felt good in my hand, and yeah. I went with that. Yep. I shot, I think I shot Elite three years for like three months uh, after that, but I've always shot back. It isn't not that I haven't sh- tried a Hoyt or I haven't done it. Yeah. I, dude, I just have always <clears throat> shot uh, Matthews, and I don't know. I just, I'm a guy that doesn't like to jump 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 and you know yeah and like even nowadays like i get a you know I every bow has its own signature style and so yeah i work at a i work at a pro shop down in Colorado springs this drink break is brought to you by killcliff.com energy that doesn't suck killcliff is the clean energy drink with no sugar and 150 milligrams of clean caffeine now with 100 percent more winning because losing sucks and losing is for losers that i mentioned is totally american and a proud partner of the Navy SEAL Foundation. Guys, check them out. Killcliff.com. Type in our code GU15. It's actually Bill Pellegrino's. Yeah, I had them on. Yeah, and so, I mean, yeah, you had Bill and Josh. What's up, guys? Um, But down there, you know, we're pretty much the everything Southern Colorado. We bring everything into that shop, and... The cool thing about working there is, you know, I'm obviously, I've been a Hoyt guy because of dad, really, mm-hmm. my entire life. And so, like, I've gotten really accustomed to shooting. You know, one of the biggest things about the Hoyts is you got a really deep valley, which is hard to find on some of the other bows uh-huh. um, without rolling over a big hump in the peak. Um, but no matter what, they all shoot straight now. It's yeah. all great. Yeah. yeah. But there's just different feelings and there's different like, you know, Matthews, the deadest bow on the market. And they're si- and they're dang near silent. Yeah. So I mean, it's just different. I, different no, folks. and that, and that's just like me. I'm I'm I don't know. I'm not a I'm I say I'm a gear junkie, but I'm really not because I meet some gear junkies and I'm like, oh fuck, I'm a bitch. I ain't no fucking yeah. gear junkie. I just like to have nice things and new things. But I know when it all comes down to it, it's just it's the person. Yeah, and behind it, right? Gives you, what gives you confidence, right? So you're you're getting into archery, and we were going back to like I was talking about me saying I need to just stop bitching and start getting involved. Uh, yes, you know what I mean. Yes, and and that's what I was doing for my entire life. You know, I don't have time to go over here and deal with this. You know, and, and you know, I still if you talk to the rest of the board members, they're like, he doesn't do a dang thing anyway. You know, <laughs> but. I do when I can, you know, yeah. and and like right now is a big time. Yeah, good time. I mean, one of the one of the biggest things you can do is just join your local archery association because they 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 need we we need a big group voice. Yep. You know, we absolutely do. But um, you know, back to like I I brought up three boys and my daughter that I was telling yep. you about earlier, yep. and all three of my boys were all of my kids were hunters you know, to some extent, but my oldest son, you know, he's kind of like, he's kind of hunter that's good for one good hike. And then he's like, let's, let's road hunt. (laughs) You know what I mean? Where's the ATV at? Yeah. And then the the youngest son, he's kind of like, he loves it, but he's not, he's not going to kill himself. You guys are all on it. Crazy. He's, he's not going to break his neck for it. You know what I mean? My middle son, Ever since he was this tall. Yeah. Uh, first year that he was hunting, he was eight years old, and he insisted, I, I, I want to bow hunt a turkey. 
I don't, you know, he, he would not, the other boys are shooting shotguns. He would not shoot a dog on shotgun. So we're sitting there in a blind, me and three little kids, you know, and I had somebody else in there too. There was actually four kids, but all three of my boys, Cody Marsh and this one, um, I was like, okay, I'm going to let him, you're going to shoot first if we get something to come in because you're shooting a bow. But I told the other boys, I was like, if he misses, you clean their clocks. Boom. You know? When he misses. (laughs) (laughs) Was that what what happened? Dude, (laughs) we called these turkeys in. Two big toms come into like, what, five yards? It was close. And (laughs) Lane, little. How old were you? Eight. I was like eight. Oh, fuck. You're good, And he, he draws back and he shoots right underneath them. And I immediately told his brother, kill him. And his older brother just <laughs> shoots him and, and kills him. And this one just goes, tears. <laughs> just freaking bawling, crying, you know. And oh, no. I, I was like, son, if you're going to be a bow hunter, you're going to have to you're gonna have to get used to some of this, yeah. you know. Well, now, facts. The, the best saying that he ever told me is growing up, you know, bow hunting is going to supply the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. Yeah. And because I can tell you, you know, like two of my best experiences, but I can tell you in detail the two worst experiences. That was one of them. Yeah. Another one was a coyote that I missed at eight yards when I was like 12 with my bow dead asleep in a bush. I missed him three times. He ran away unscratched, and I really questioned my bow hunting career. Oh, he was- After the year I had last year, I'm glad that I didn't drop it entirely yeah. because, you know, I – like I said, I work at a bow shop, and I mean, it's yeah. just my life. It's everything I well, do. I, I, I mean, I can literally tell the way he feels. Oh, dude. Like, he's, like, the like way this he is speaks. a kid yeah. from the time he was that tall. If he thought there was a spike buck over the top of Pike's Peak, he's he was it. going. Yeah. You know what I mean? He had it. But this is the one that that really got into football as well. Yeah. And football and bow hunting it sucks. They, yeah, like literally. <laughs> that's Derek Wolf. Derek right Wolf. <laughs> Derek, you yeah. know, that's why he's gone bananas all of a sudden. Yeah. He got done with football, and now he's, who knows what that he sucker's going to do. He has oh, that dude. thing fucking yeah. all over. He's just freaking <laughs> bouncing all over the place and killing everything. Yeah. But um, this one, you know, he he didn't go get to go to the pros, obviously, but he, he played all the way through college. And as soon as he was done with college ball, it's the same thing that we're seeing with Derek yeah. Wolf. Like this year. I seen it. He he went to work for a pro shop. He's like, I didn't know you were. I didn't know you were working at a pro shop. So oh, that's yeah. cool. That's cool. That's that's a, I mean, that's why that's I picked good. up your bow over there. I was just like, oh, yeah. let's see what we got. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah man, I, I love it. I love it. But so that's all he's involved with right now. And me and mom are what like, a, you know, what are you going to do for a career? And he's like, uh, uh, well, I'm I, for I don't know. <laughs> I am thinking about my future, though. And my yeah. future is in September. I'm an elk hunt. And then, you know, yeah. it, enjoy it, man. Yeah, enjoy that. Right. Yeah. I mean, but honestly, though, Dad, like, I, here's the thing. I mean, you see a little Marcus. He's three. Yeah. And I got a daughter that's seven. But, you know, I don't want him to get that big right away. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, but I, I will say, like, man, you got to be proud. I oh, mean, yeah. you know, I know you're proud because it's just, you know, it's him. But to play college football. Oh, yeah. And he was I mean, good. He was, he was I, a good dude, college I, dude, football I, player. I, I checked you out. I'm like, like, literally, like. I'm, dude, you're you're great. You're a great athlete, and and to you know to play in, um, you know at that level, and like I deal with a lot of wrestlers, you know, yeah, to, you know all that, but academics, yeah. everything, like you gotta, you guys got a lot to do, like yeah. so when I graduated high school, full time job, it is, yeah, it is, and then that's why you know you guys, 
you know, when they give you a scholarship, you better not Dude, fuck it up. And not only was it a full-time job for him, now, you know, because with, with the magazine, with TV, and with the company and things like that, I do a lot of hunting during the fall. Well, dealing with high school football games was one thing because, you know, I'm one of these – I won't – I did miss a few, but not very many. I started 43 college football games, and you missed two. Yeah. Damn, Dad. Two. So – High school football, I might be in Iowa. Where, wherever I was going, I could plan my schedule for the fall around football games, and I might have to drive back from Kansas to Colorado and then go, go back to Kansas or something. But when they go to college football, now, oh, this game's in Utah, yep. and this game's in Idaho, yep. and this game's in South Dakota, yeah. and this game's in New Mexico. And I'm like, dude, just scheduling a hunting season around Can't that. It. It's fucking brutal. Dude, there were so many nights the where cost. I drove – all night long and and uh, you know to get to the game and then drove straight back out there and by the time i was back out there i was freaking exhausted there there were times where i had to beg him not to come to my game because he was on elk or something like that and i was just like if you come i'm gonna be mad you want to hear something messed up one of the like you said i missed two games or whatever one of the games that i'm i was hunting in kansas and i can't remember it was in new mexico that game was and I couldn't, I couldn't get down there for that one. He was like, "Dad, just watch that one," you know, on the TV, you know. Yeah, and, and you got it. And I was like, "Okay, I'm going to." And it was a, it was a streaming deal. And yeah. my buddy Matt Palmquist, some of you might know who he is. He's a great guy. Anyway, I was hunting with him out there in Kansas, and so he got me set up down in his basement. We got everything hooked up for the game to stream on his TV, and all of a sudden it stopped streaming. Like the streaming, the stream didn't work, and my buddy had his cell phone going over here and you know his his internet service yes. just wasn't yeah, good yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah. So he was like on analog data and he's just watching, you know, kind of the play by play. And they were on defense and all of a sudden they go up by seven and he was like, oh dude, something just happened. They just they just scored. And then the next thing that came up, Lane Ferris like 65 yard touchdown and, ah, fuck. and I was like, are you freaking kidding me? Like yeah. Yeah, his it was his only you know as a defensive player yeah, touchdowns tough. don't come yeah, that it, often. No, it doesn't. And I missed his only college touchdown. You know it was oh it pissed me off, dude. It yeah. still pisses me off to this day. But, but we all went bananas. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. What positions did you play? Inside backer. Oh yeah, that's my dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was it was a ton of fun. You know when I was going into college, there was a lot of speculation from you know some of my high school coaches, friends, all that stuff like. Everybody thought because I was super skinny, you know. When I when I graduated from high school, I was probably 180 tops. I mean, I played my last game at 165, and now they're tell, telling yeah. me I'm going to go play linebacker in college, where you got to be 220. Yeah. And uh, so the first year that I started, uh, you know, they were thinking, oh, maybe he'll play outside, or maybe he'll go play safety. Yep. Well, I ended up getting the starting job at inside backer at a buck 70 because oh, I got shit. I got, were, I got real sick. You were a dog. I lost 20 pounds, but. Uh, you know, you was just a dog. Then. The, the only thing that I was any, the, well, I mean, I'd like to think that I was all right, but the bet, the thing that I was the best at was just, I had a nose for the ball. So, I mean, wherever it went, I was going to be there. If I wasn't the one making the play, like I was going to be on the pile. So, I mean, they put me in the middle so that it didn't matter, you know, if it was pass run, wherever, if it stretched out to the sideline, if I was playing middle, I could get to the ball. So, yeah. and that was the best that. College was the best experience of my life. It was awesome. I loved to play football. So up there. I guess I guess so I played I played high school football and I loved I was defense. That's all I did for fuck. They wanted yeah. me to catch balls, but I didn't want to do that. Kick? You know? <laughs> That's a good game. Uh, I know. I, I was outside linebacker. 
yeah. in Class A, and I'm gonna tell you right now, I didn't give a fuck. I was a I mean, I became a fighter. So you yeah, know, you, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like I didn't give a fuck. I, I just loved fucking people up. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That fuck. was. And um, I had a couple opportunities to go play college football, and I and it was no division, it was division two, whatever. But yeah. um, my little brown ass. I was just like, dude, I'm not big enough to fucking play that level, right? Yeah, yeah. And let alone, when I go to college, am I really going to be fucking focused on academics and football? Yeah. I knew who I was. Yeah. I mean, you know who what kind of person you are. Yeah. I knew who I was. I knew, goddamn, I'm going to waste fucking money, my mom and dad's money, hard-earned money, and... Somebody that has a real fucking chance to do something, give them the partial scholarship. You know what I mean? Yeah. I knew I wasn't going to be. I'd go to college and I'd just try to fucking well, party. You, you, were, you, were, you were scratching your competitive itch in other yeah, places. Yeah, I was, I was. you know. Yeah. You know, it, it, it is what it is. But it made me who I was today. Like, I, I said, fuck it. I, I, was, I went to uh, welding school instead. Yeah. Got certified in welding. I did the whole program. Um, and I would never change that back. But I went to work. I did a internship program for the power plant. Yeah. And I was like, I come home from work and I was like, what the fuck am I going to do? I'm just dirty as fuck. You know, can't even go to the bar after work because I'm a fucking mess. Just dirty mess. as fuck yeah. and tired. And I was like, dude, there's no way I'm doing this for the rest of my life. Yeah. I, I said that. Yeah. I literally looked at myself in the mirror and I'm like, man, I, I do all tw- get a 12 pack with my buddy and we drink and I just wake up in the mirror and I'd look at myself and you're, and you're looking at a guy that I was an athlete my whole life. And I was like, dude, this ain't me. This ain't it. Yeah. Well, I mean, we were talking about Derek Wolf earlier. Yeah. I mean, Derek will tell you the exact same thing, you know. Uh, you know, for me, I was born with a football in one hand, a bow in the other. So, I mean, <laughs> battling two loves and it's an they're competing all the time. You know, like my coaches get mad at me because I'd be on Onyx looking for the next place <laughs> where I was going to go for a weekend. And this guy, he's watching special. film, dude. He, yeah. he's, he's not watching film. He's not eating. Uh, you know, he's skinny. He's not putting on any weight. And, I mean, I just I, – I don't think I physically could have done it any other way. I mean, I just – like I had it too bad and – yeah, he, he, I needed to man, look and you know, like I, I got to brag on him a little bit. Like he was undersized, but he was tenacious. And I mean, the kid, we didn't know what he'd do when he when he went into college, but he ended up, a, you know, a four time All Conference. That's linebacker. huge, dude. Four time All Conference That's and huge. leading That's the a, league in a bunch of different, yeah, in a That's bunch huge. of different categories, and and on several top five lists in That's school good. history. That's a, you know, yeah, the columns, right? so like, yeah, he man, he he balled out. He did, he did the best he could with what God gave him. And yep. I told him, you know, he had an opportunity, he had a couple looks to go to the next level. He went and did a pro day. His biggest downfall there was his forty time. You yeah, know, mine too. I was like, I was like, dude. You, Running's overrated. My dick's too big. You're, you're, yeah. <laughs> Dragging the weeds. Me, doc. Well, I know who his dad is, and that ain't his problem. <laughs> well, nobody can call me out right now, so yeah, but, I'm going to uh, run with this. I, I told him, man, the, the, the issue is you got the wrong dad. I'm sorry. You, uh, you I mean, the best you could with what I gave you. you know? I, th- I personally think, you know, I mean, I did everything I could, but 
now, I mean, it's like I've been telling dad for a long time now. It's like, you know, the football thing, I gave it everything I had, but I've got a bow in my hand and I'm ready to go. I mean, yeah. because hey. there, there's, there's, no, hey. there's no questioning where, like, I want to be because, I mean, if that was on a gridiron, like, oh, yeah, that's cool. I, I'm all for it. But I would much rather be on a mountain where I don't got no cell phone coverage. There's elk bugling everywhere. I got a decoy strapped to my bow, and I'm going to go and run an arrow through something. Hey, let me tell you so, what. Derek Wolf. okay, he just a month ago, he went down to Texas deer hunting down there and he and you know i sent him a decoy sent him you know one of our one of our stalker decoys and i told him gave him some tips on how to use it and they're going down there to the part of texas where or did, where, did you get him going on us no, we, we uh we were talking about it on on josh's podcast here. oh uh, okay so when you know I, I gave him some tips on how to do it and they were going to be you know hunting from the ground rattling and stuff like this well he sends me a picture of dead deer and says it worked exclamation point and i was like oh that's awesome you know or whatever but then he called me and he was just bouncing off the freaking walls like holy i couldn't freaking believe it he was like i am not i'm not bullshitting you danny like the rush when that deer came in and did that right in my face like that i can honestly say that the that the rush from that was more intense than sacking a quarterback during the super bowl Yeah, and I was like, "Oh shit, that's that." That says a lot that about says, what, how he loves hunting. Yeah, the product and it says a lot. Just, just well, everything, it right? Says just a lot from, about all of us. You know, you're <laughs> you're a fighter, okay? And when I was younger, I rode I rode bulls. Oh yeah, you, you know, same thing. Yeah. And and like literally, we're kind of adrenaline junkies. You know, guys in that category, even the foot, the, the football side of things, it's it's an adrenaline junkie thing, and that's why we all naturally gravitate yeah. over here to bow hunting because when you get those close encounters 100%. like that, it there's nothing more that that gives you that kind of that's our drug. It is. It, it's our drug. It is the drug that I will fucking love. <laughs> For the rest of my life, for as yeah. long as I live, I yeah. it is the drug that I do. I mean, I get to carry on my drug because I get to still coach. You know, some of the yeah. you know best guys. Like when when Gaethje goes out, like that's that's my my drug. My hair sticks up just like you know. Yeah. When, if I would have an elk come in, that's yeah. what I practice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, you know, like shooting a whitetail or some whatever. That's my why I like bow hunting. I do. Now, granted. Do I like rifle hunting? Yes, yeah. I, I I do. I really do like it. If I had to pick and choose, though, what what do I want to shoot? I want to shoot my bow. Yeah. I do. I, I swear to God, I do. Does you're, it always happen that way? If no. You're, if you're gonna kill a three fifty bull, you, you if if he's standing there and you got a rifle in your hand, you're gonna shoot him. But would you rather have that three fifty on the wall that you're looking at for the rest of your? Oh, 100 percent. Would said you rather 350. have it? Yeah, I said. I, I mean, I yeah. wish I motherfucker I, would. I want. I want to see that thing tilt its head back and start pissing all over. Yeah, it because that's what screaming. they do. Yeah, I mean, and just like you, those are things that you don't get to experience as an ever. Elk hunter. Ever. Now, your freezer is gonna be a lot more full luke's well, cut off i can't really i can't really say that i mean because you know our, huh. my, how many 350s have you killed none zero yeah zero. Shut I haven't the killed one. Fuck zero. Up. But, uh, as far as you uh, kill what no i i don't have a 350 
I like drew, it, I, I, drew, I drew back on I drew back on a 340, 350. I'm not gonna say that. I'm not, well, uh, today. I'm not gonna. Leader. I'm not gonna. I didn't I didn't kill say. shit. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's what it could have should have. I've had opportunities at a couple three really bulls. I've had opportunities, but I didn't capitalize. Yeah, you know. Yeah, me too. But yeah. That's part. That's part of bow. That's bow hunting. Yeah, that's bow is. hunting. It I is. mean, it's not guaranteed. You know, you get that bullet. You know, 100, 200, 300 yards. Hell, some people four hundred yards. And I mean, it. Drop in the bucket. I mean, you still got to make a good shot. 100%. But all you really got to do is see the thing and have a clear lane for your for your bullet to run through. I mean. Oh, he said a lot easier. Oh, I'm going to tell you that right now. He's at, he's he's at 400 yards. Well, well now with it's a, like with 600 a, yards. With a, bow, with a bow in your hand. It's like, oh, well, now I just got to go up there and infiltrate it. And then you got to worry about his 30 cows. And yeah. So, yeah. I mean. Oh, yeah. There's just. It's so much. More it's it is, and as you, a competitor, and that you why, want that. That is why I'm zero three the last three years. <laughs> hey, but I'm not going to stop. I'm not yeah, going to stop. Yeah, I do. What do you got, Cody? Yo, we got Levi. What's up, man? What's good, boys? You got me. You there? Can you hear me? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, we got yeah, you. Yeah, we got good. you. What's up, guys? What up, man? What up? You got a question for us? I got a couple, man. Hang on. Wait, wait. Where are you calling from? Thanks. I'm calling from Woodland Park. Oh. Where? Woodland Park. Okay, yeah. It's kind of down in our neck of the woods. Oh, is this Levi? Levi, Levi, the American Bowman Levi? Yeah. My dog. First off, I want to say thanks to Lane. He was working on my bow the other week and it's shooting like lights out. Oh, shit. Uh, second off, it looks like you guys are both having a hell of a season, or it did in 2023, so congrats there. Uh, my question is, in reference to solo elk hunting, where do you see the most success with your decoys? And maybe even, you know, the elk that you guys killed this year would be a good story. But Ten yards. Well, I, you know, the first bull that I killed with that, with that decoy, and, you know, something I do want to say, is that, you know, I, occasionally I hear guys, oh, I, I don't need a decoy. And it's like, yeah, I've killed most of the animals in my career without a decoy, you yeah. know. But that don't mean when it the opportunity arises to use one that you shouldn't try and use one. I'd rather like, have something than not have something, there, you know what I'm saying? There are times where it makes a big difference. And the first bull that I killed with one of these decoys, that stalker decoy, he was, I was by myself. And I, I had a buddy with me that injured his knee the day before and had to go home. So I was up there over the counter unit, public land, and I went down into a bowl and threw one little calling series in there. It was real early. I think it was uh, uh, Labor Day weekend. And so I gave like a real squeaky little bugle and then about a half a dozen cow calls. And then I just stood there with that decoy on. Well, all the about three or four minutes after I called, I hear branches breaking down in the bottom, and here comes this bull, and he's coming right up the spine of the ridge, and I'm expecting that he's going to come to my left, and I'm going to have a good shot at him. Well, right at the last second, like I'm waiting for him to go behind this tree so that I can draw. Well, all of a sudden, he takes a hard right for some reason, and it, it, he wasn't trying to win me. It was just the 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 way he was coming up the ridge. And that course is going to put him, he's, he's going to walk right in front of me, 10, 11 yards. And the wind was coming in a way that he was about to walk right into my wind. And now I have no choice but to draw. It's either let him walk into my wind or draw. 
with him right there. And I, you know, it was my first time using it on a bull. I didn't know how he'd react. So literally when he started walking through that place at like 15 yards with nothing in between us, well, he was closer than that because I killed him at 11. Oh, shit. Yeah, so I drew the bow, and he caught it. Like, there was nothing between us. He saw the motion, and he froze, and he looked at me like this, and he just freaking sticks his head up and relax and just kind of takes us. He actually opened his shoulder up for me and stood there and ate an arrow at 11 yards. Oh, fuck. And now one of the reasons that I stopped calling you know, I only did a few calls and then I waited is because I, as a solo hunter, I was always really scared to call too much and let them pinpoint me. Yeah. Like you, you want them to know the general vicinity that you're in, but you don't want them to pinpoint your location because if they're, if they're too close or right on top of you, you, you can't get drawn or something goes wrong. And this bull was right on top of me and I was in a situation where I had to draw right then and, dude, usually, you know what happens when a bull yeah. catches you drawing. They take one look, and Boom. it's like, what? That's the difference. This bull now. just stood there, man. He stood there and oh. ate that arrow. Let me freaking aim on him real nice and went like it, 40 yards and died. What it really comes down to is just showing that bull what he's expecting to see. That's exactly right. Because, you know, you, you'll be calling, and, you know, another thing about that story that you didn't that you neglected to mention was that, that bull was silent too. Yeah, he was he silent. Didn't, he didn't make a yeah, peep not, coming he, in. Yeah, yeah. And that's how a lot of the Which lone most of them bulls do. are. Yeah. yeah. And so you know when you're in that situation without a decoy, like let's just say he hadn't heard the footsteps because I mean you can't always do that. That's right. Well, then all of a sudden you just look over and bam, we've He's all there. Been, we've He's all there. been busted that way. You can't draw. You can't move. Well, you can't even pick your fucking bow up from the ground yeah, up. You here, know? And here's the thing though. Is that if you have, you know, and we've run the decoys on the side of the bow, on the front of the bow, all that stuff. And the big thing is, is, you know, a lot of the times when they're not talking, you get lazy with it. Well, that bull comes in, you look over and, oh God, he's right there and he has me pinned. Now you just turn and you show that bull the decoy, whether it's on the front of your bow, the side of your bow. And then it's just like dad said, you know, like they'll see the movement. But then if you show them that silhouette of the elk, and that's exactly what they were wanting to see. It's almost a breath of fresh air. Yeah, Yeah. they relax. And, you know, I don't want to go into, well, I mean, I guess I could. But the a bull I killed during that COVID year, I dropped out of school, and uh, me and dad took off. OTC, public land. We called in this bull at 11,800 feet or something like that. And, I mean, these are not pet elk. I mean, they're just, (laughs) they're all, well, they're all wild, but. Um, this bull, we had bumped him out of his bed and we, he wasn't sure because all we could see was his rack, but he had heard something. And so he walked down. Well, we, when we started calling, well, he, he him, ran off. Oh yeah. yeah. He ran off. Well, we started calling and he made his way back up and he's on high alert the entire time that he's come back up. Just nervous as hell. And me and dad are sitting right next to each other with Matt Young filming us from behind. And Matt, Matt Young looks like Chewbacca. Yeah. So, I mean, you've got, you've got a, a full-size yeah. tree sitting behind you yeah, yeah. with a camera. And this bull starts coming up, and he is the only way that he can get into us is coming straight at us. Yeah. Well, this bull, when he finally makes contact with the decoy and sees us, he hangs up at 40 yards. Yep. And Dad has the decoy on the side of his bow, and when he hung up, I had come to full draw, and all I could see was his head. 
And if you act, if you guys want to watch this, this is on my Instagram story. It's a one of the reels that I posted like yesterday or something like that. But this bull, he got hung up at forty yards, and all I could see was his head. Now, what he was sitting there for a minute, two minutes, and long time. That's a hell of a long time to be at full drop. Oh, dude! Without a decoy, if you let down, the hunt is over because now he caught that movement, yep. and it's a human. He's gone. You don't get another chance. That's right. He's facts. out of the country. That's facts. That's it. I let down with that bull facing right at us because Looking I mean right I was at us. I was shaking. Yeah, and I mean I couldn't just, I couldn't hold that draw. You were shaking like a queer at a hot dog. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Freaking yeah. cold sweats. Yeah, and well, when I let down, Dad gave him a soft cow call again, and then started flicking the ear on the decoy to give it some of that natural mm-hmm. movement. Yeah, that bull. Ended up coming that next 10 yards that I needed for him to be right in the middle of my shooting window. Mm-hmm. So I draw back again. And this time, you know, there's nothing in between us. He's in my shooting lane. There's 27 And he yards. has us pegged. Yeah. I draw on him. And I get stuck at full draw again. And this bull, he just, he won't he's, stop staring at full us. frontal. And, and, at, and 28, at 28 yards, that's too far for a full yeah, frontal. No, you can't take that. I don't care who you are. I mean, Send it. No, well, you no. send it and you'll cut his under you, twenty yards. I would agree, send it. But over twenty yards, like twenty eight yards, he's gonna move. So he's facing you right at right. Just yeah, he's looking, looking at right, right at, at you. Okay. And here's the problem. He's so bought in that he's just he won't stop looking at us. And every time that this bull would turn and act like he was gonna leave, Dad would let out a cow call. Stop and, and look right at you, and he'd stop I'm, and face and, us. And I just look at Dad. And I'm like. Oh, don't do that <laughs> please and so i'm getting stuck for another two minutes and finally i let down and once again this bull stayed he's just not sure what's you, going on you're thinking at this point this bull's gonna just jet well yeah. and the other right. thing is is that this bull starts barking at us and you, all of you know if you hear a bark it's usually game over yeah, yeah. i mean because start, they're gone. he was starting to figure out that something's wrong here yeah why are these so cows started not barking to me yeah. And then I, you know, then we're really afraid he's just going to yeah. whirl yeah. and go. You so, know? I mean, in, in that video, you know, some people have told me like, wow, Lane, that was a lousy shot. And I got, I got, I got lucky on that one because I had been at full draw for five minutes. Yeah, fuck him. Yeah. Okay. And so like, and when you hear a, a bull barking at you, yeah. the next thing you're anticipating is him to turn and run, like not in a slow fashion. So as soon as he started to turn, I figured Gone. he was going to go fast. Gone. And I let it go. I ended up hitting him in the shoulder and got really lucky because it penetrated both youngs and he died in ninety yards. Yeah, he went through the shoulder and got both lungs. Super lucky. Yeah. I mean, like I Damn. couldn't you, you couldn't draw a worse spot to hit and I hit it. But That's it just per- so happened that I penetrated and hit through. Damn, I gotta give more credit for that hoy because he only draws back probably what, fifty five pounds? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it's all about shot plays. Uh, it, it really I, knew, I knew exactly where that stress point was in that in that shoulder. No, I just I, I straight up got lucky. You lucky but, it is. Uh, but we all can you, admit it. You don't get that opportunity without a bow mounted decoy, and Never. you know I promise you that. You no. and you can kill them without a decoy. You don't have to have one. It's just I like having one, and I. Think that well, I'm, for, fair, you I'm know, fairly if successful. You want the family business to grow, you better well, have one. <laughs> you know, regardless, like I've killed a lot of bulls without it with without a decoy, you know? However, like it, it if you don't need it, and I tell people this all the time, if that bull's coming in and he's gonna walk by you right over here at twenty yards and he never sees you and you shoot him and he runs cool. off and dies and he never cool. even saw you, Sick. awesome. Mom. 
What that decoy is on there for is if he does catch you, yep. if he does, if you are in a situation all of a sudden like crap, I've got to draw on him yep. now, wow. or he catches you just a little bit of motion. Because a lot, one thing a lot of people don't realize is that elk are terrible at picking out something that's standing still. If you've got a backdrop, you could be in your fancy black overalls that you're wearing God. right now, and <laughs> and you could be standing there, and as long as you don't move. They'll walk right up yep. to you and look at you I, like... I, I, I believe that, 100%. I what, do. what kind of tree is this, you know? Yep. And As long as they can't smell you. Yep. But as if you twitch, mm-hmm. if you freaking move your head, if you do anything, they yep. are experts at picking up movement when they come in like that. And, it, dude, the hardest part about it, because you're calling them in, they're coming in on red alert, they have their eyes peeled, and if you go to draw and they are, their head isn't completely hidden or they're not facing another way, you're busted busted well if they look over there and they see the decoy yep. and they see what they're expecting to see yep. they see a they're cow okay. looking at them dude even when it doesn't work they're there for 30 seconds yep. trying yep. to figure out what the hell that oh oh what you know what's going on and when they do that 90 percent of the time this is exactly what they do they walk over here like this Walk give over you the shot. Like this. They give yeah, you dude, the they shot. They just turn in circles and they look back at you yep. and they just give you. An They're looking for the WAP. Yeah, that's they right. The WAP. Let it, it. Let it eat. Let it eat. Is that it? Levi? Does that answer the question? Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, have, here's the uh, thing. Here's the thing. The, I had I, a situation this this season over the counter archery. We were moving in on a uh, a bull. Turned out he had a cow with him, but all we were doing were calf calls, just young calf calls, and he, he bugled back a few times, and then um, we got to be about an hour, and he had shut up, so we move another 20, 30 yards forward and calf call again, and he stands up about 50 yards from us, <laughs> and him and his cow walk opposite directions. It's deadfall. There's no, ch- like we see him for maybe a second, right? So I feel that if he saw what he thought he heard, Yes. I slowed down and, and, and hung around for a shot. Uh, and that one's definitely been on my mind every day since that happened. Yeah. So, yeah. It happens. Uh, Dude, one, there's one to definitely uh, go get me a decoy. There's, <laughs> there's no doubt that, you know, when they come in like that, if they see what they're expecting to see, it is a big, big, gigantic benefit. And there's lots of times, I mean, the, the last two bulls that Lane has killed – Neither of those bulls gets killed without the decoy. Yeah. Neither, I, Neither I, of them. Listen, guys, Levi, I'm not sucking these guys' dick. <laughs> but yet, I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now. I I don't literally, like, promote a lot of shit, obviously. Like, I don't. I just try to keep it real and authentic and shit. And this is kind of the deal, like, why I wanted these guys on here. Because they have something... That I think every bow hunter fucking honestly needs. And when I say bow hunter, like I use their antelope uh, decoy for a first rifle. And Oof. you got to realize. That's not something we promote. But No, no but. <laughs> yeah. You, you see, you see yeah. my. Yeah. We're on private. We're on private. Yeah. And it's still not enough. Well, right? the, yeah, I know. Like, I know. But literally, I had the orange up and everything. Yeah. I'm like, you know. It's deadly. It's deadly. I'm going to tell you right now. Those decoys during the rut, when those antelope are hunting, when you, I mean, you're, you're talking, you see me getting out of the truck at 1,000 yards with a client, and I get 
sub 70 yards. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then not only that, or or some I get, I, I you know, I'm, I'm 250 yards, and I'm thinking I got the, the buck that we're going after. And then all of a sudden, wham, I'm getting blindsided by another one. I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah. yeah. Fuck, yeah. dude. Get ready, motherfucker. We're yeah. about to shoot this yeah. motherfucker. Like, there, there, it, it, a decoy will give you opportunity. Yeah. Period. Yeah. yeah. And that's all we need. That's all we need because you're already at a disadvantage as a bow hunter. And then because they're so close, it doesn't matter what animal you're after. If they see movement and it's a human, they're gone. Gone. So, I mean, if, if the, our decoy can give you one thing, mm-hmm. it's an opportunity. Yep. Yeah. Because yeah. if it can hold them for mm-hmm. three seconds, you can rip an arrow back and get a shot off. Yep. You know what I mean? No. And that's all you can ask for as a bow hunter. Tell you one thing that tool. drives me bananas about antelope, though. You know, decoying as a whole is is kind of a rut thing. Okay, that's when decoying is most effective by mm. far. And the rut, yeah. the rut, even elk, yeah. and yeah, for any of them. Now, can a decoy work during the pre-rut or the post-rut? You know, any other time of year? Yes, it can. It absolutely can. But you're usually not drawing animals to you. It's more of a game where you're going in and if, you know, if you get caught at the last minute or you've got a gap where you ran out of cover and you need to get across this gap, it can enable you to do things like that. But for the most part, it's like when you go to draw and shoot, it gives an animal pause, okay? Now, our our bow season here in Colorado for antelope is pre-rut. Mm-hmm. And it ain't till the very end of the season where they start to get ruddy you know what i mean mm-hmm. so these guys go out on august 15th and they they're gone they walk out well, standing standing straight up not the guys gone. but the antelope um standing straight up walking at them with this decoy and the antelope run ain't working and then they'll, they'll they'll send us a message this thing don't work or they'll tell their buddies this thing don't work and it's like god dang you can't yeah, yeah. that's not the time it, of year to sense, do that bro. Like oh, and it, it, th- there's been times where you'll have an animal that'll just watch you walk right up to it, but that's 90, an exception. Ninety five percent of the time, it, it it's is. like you have to be a you have to be a hunter. Yeah, yeah. I mean because we're not yeah. we don't have the luxury that a rifle guy can have. Yeah, where you just walk to wherever you can get a bullet off at two hundred yards. Yeah, hundred yards. Yeah, I mean like you have to be in this animal's comfort zone. Yeah, and. You just you can't just walk it, it, willy nilly into that bubble. Like you, animals don't respond well to that. It doesn't matter if you have a decoy on or not. Well, and I tell people all the time, it's like if 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 me and Luke go out on a football field, and I take this decoy, hand me a decoy, and I'm across the football field, and I put this up in front of me, and I start walking at you behind it. How long does it take you to figure out I'm not an elk? Pretty fast. Pretty fast. <laughs> Immediately. Like, that don't look right. It don't. It, it ain't moving like an elk. Yeah. It's, you know, there's yeah. there's all kinds yeah. of things screwed up. Now, let's say that we get out in some sagebrush or something like that 100 yards apart, and I get down low, like duck down, you know, to where all you can see is this much of the decoy sticking up above the sagebrush or any kind of cover. Yeah. And every time you look directly at me, I just stop, maybe reach up and flick an ear or something like that. Or, uh, yeah, you know, something. Uh, and it's going to grab my attention. Well, 
it's you're not necessarily going to know that it's not an elk Be- in that situation. Well, because it's something. Because I'm there, acting I'm like an elk. Yeah. I'm yeah. not just standing upright where you can see my lower body. you got to find some cover yeah. for your lower body. If the animal stops and looks di- directly at you, you need to pause for a second. Let the animal go back to what it was doing. Move in a little bit closer. Then it can work. You're being a hunter. Yeah. Period. Being a hunter. Being a hunter, period. Well, that's what I'm saying. Levi, I know you're still on here. Guys, all I'm saying is, listen, if you, you know, bow hunters spend a lot of money in, um, you know, gear, hunts, gas, this and that. And when you get an opportunity to fucking finally get into some elk, especially during archery season, OTC, dude, don't you want the best fucking odds? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely, man. The last two years. And. And it it is not going to hurt you. I promise you that. No, no. I promise you. I'll slide through each of the Instagram pages of those guys, and that's a fact. So I think I'll be picking me up. Yeah, just just check, just watch their page, and and you see, like, here's the thing. Do they have a 100% kill rate? No. Nobody fucking does. Nothing does. No no hunting deal does. But that's why I'm not trying to sugarcoat this. I'm just trying to tell you guys. Listen, motherfuckers, if you guys want a good opportunity with uh with your bow in hand and you have animals in front of you, dude, this is the real deal. Like, I'm telling you right now, I have white-tailed hunted with this, with my mule, that muley doe. Yeah. And I've gotten enough where I'm close enough to shoot this white-tail in the middle of a cornfield that's cut yeah. down. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, I have dude. no, I have no nothing to hide. Yeah. I, saw, yeah. I saw one of the nasty Yeah, and I was like, I was like, I was like, hey, listen to this motherfucker. Watch this motherfucker. <laughs> and, and the guys were like, what are you doing? I said, watch and learn. Yeah. Like, I'm fucking, like, I fucking knew what I was doing. I was just, I was throwing a Hail Mary. I didn't know, but I believed if I did it right enough behind the product because they see it, right? I came out of the trees and I came in. Trying to be a deer, you gotta be smart though. Yeah, you, you ain't you gonna go fucking like kamikaze right it, at it, it. But it gives you an opportunity because you know, like especially for those white tails. How many oh. times do you see them push out? Oh, a they're gone. Lock her down in the middle of nothing. Nothing. Yeah. And when you're sitting up in your tree stand, you're just sitting there smiling, waving yeah. at them. Yeah. Oh, okay, you know, I might see you well, next year. You're usually praying, like, yeah. please lead him over here, and usually she doesn't. Yeah, and at the it, very least, it gives you the ability to go and go on the offense. Yeah. I mean, like, it's not a hundred percent thing, but you know, some like how Dad hunts the whitetail. Yep. I mean, is just that no. is that is bonkers. But but I love that part because here's the thing: this is what happens. I so I get a hunting this piece of property in Nebraska where where I'm roaming. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? Because we hunted the stand where obviously they didn't come in. Yeah, we get out of the blind. We're we're driving and we fucking see him at the the blind that. I, I told him I, I should have said that. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. You Always. Know, 2020. Yeah. I said, stop. And I had I had the decoy in the, my back. And I said, what the fuck are you doing? I said, the fuck, let's, dude? Let's I got try. going after it. <laughs> I, got, I got this evening to Wait. hunt, and I'm gone. I'm Wait. like, yeah. he's like, that shit ain't going to work. And, you know, these guys hunt this yeah. field in this area forever. Yeah. And they were like... What the fuck? What are you? What are you gonna shoot? How far are you gonna shoot? And I said, I'm not gonna shoot any fucking further than fucking 45 yards. Yeah, yeah. And like, okay, Luke, we don't, you know, we don't want to wound an animal, you know, either, yeah. you know. And uh, I got sub 30, 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. That'll work. What we, happened was that it came to me even closer. And these guys were shitting their pants. Yeah. Dude. These old boys were fucking blown the fuck. I gave it to them. I said, hey, man, try it. Have fun with it. You know what I mean? I don't. And, I don't care what species you're hunting. If it's during the rut, if it's during breeding season, when you're using, I mean, and it's not just our decoy. I ain't going to lie. You can be using it. I still use quite a few other companies' decoys mm-hmm. in conjunction with ours. The beautiful thing about ours is that you don't have to put it down. That's you can, difference. you can, it's right there in front of you while you're drawing and going mm-hmm. through the shot process. Every other decoy that, you know, I've, I've been decoying since Mel Dutton decoys. You probably don't even know who the hell that is. Mel Dutton decoys were the hard plastic two-dimensional decoys that we carried around back in the, in the early nineties. Okay. <laughs> and I mean like that, I've killed my first antelope over a Mel Dutton decoy. The problem is that you've got to have something to do with it. And, you know, I did all kinds of shit. I hung decoys in trees, and I'd stake them out here and things like that. But the thing is, when you need that decoy to move to get attention or or whatever, it doesn't. Yeah. And with elk, you might have a decoy that's you hung in a tree right here, and he's standing right in front of it, and he doesn't see it. You know why he doesn't see it? Because they don't see things like that that aren't moving very well. That's... And it, there are times where you need to move it to get their attention. His bull this last year that, that he killed... There's no way that that bull would have come in. He was standing on a ridge across from us, bugling back and forth at us, but he wasn't going to turn around and come. He's going to bed. Until yeah. we, I had the butt decoy back behind Lane. Lane had the fr- front-facing right. one on his bow, and I had a elk the butt. Yes, yeah. And I start walking backwards and going through opening, showing him an elk leaving. leaving. And that bull came. He came that's right smart. then. That's that's gonna, that's gonna being be a hunter, bow hunter. Being a hunter, though, that's just it. Being yeah, a bow hunter. Yeah, that's exactly like, you, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is this, yeah. Can you put this on your bow and go out there and try to walk towards a fucking, you know, a deer? No, you got to be fucking still hunting. Yes. Yeah. You know? Yes. It is. Yeah, All right, Levi. Right. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> we we get into this shit, man. My bad. Yeah, I know. My bad. <laughs> Thank, by the way, Levi, thanks for letting us and chesting us to work on your bows over there. I mean, it brings a lot of joy to us, and, you know, hopefully that makes you successful and, Hopefully some of this stuff we're talking about can, you know, help your odds of success because that's the most important thing. You're you know, we bra- want to see you're everyone. A, you're a brave man, Lane. Work on your bow, Levi. <laughs> 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 uh, it's it shooting lights out. And uh, honestly, if it makes a bull hesitate, man, it's worth adding to the pack. Dang right. Kit and, it, uh, it is, dude. And, and you know, a couple like, ounces. <laughs> that's, that's the other thing. I mean, this thing – Literally, when guys are like, oh, it's a pain in the ass. Well, if you don't want it on your bow and you just want it there in case you run into a situation where you need it, well, they fold up about the size of a Frisbee and they weigh literally next to nothing. You just stick that in your pack, you know? Oh, That's- and while we're talking about the Frisbee, you know, because absolutely, I mean, I would say anything that you go and hunt, if you can have that tool in your pack, awesome yeah but as you know joshua my buddy over there working with me at pellegrinos that decoy does you absolutely no good in your pack (laughs) (laughs) because you know how many times have you been walking up the ridge and all of a sudden you hear something blow up out of their bed or stand up and there all of a sudden there's an elk right in front of you 
Yeah. You know, there's being able to, you know, the way that we do it is while we're moving, while we're mobile, we'll rotate that decoy onto the side of your bow so that you can still knock an arrow. And that way, because it happens at least once a hunt. It's just easier to carry that way. Yeah, it's easier to carry. But number that you're when you're heading up the hill and, oh, I just busted an elk. Well, if they stop and look, which they do a lot of the times, whether it's right when they get out of their bed or after they trot off, being able to show them a decoy, it might not bring them all the way back, but at least it calms them down and doesn't blow them out of the country. Yeah. Because if they see a human walk in there, they're gone. Game over. It's Bye, just game over. Yeah. Bye, And you don't got a shot. Yeah. So, I mean, being able to put those things on the side of your bow um, and rotate those around, and that's not just for elk. I mean, that's for when you're heading to your whitetail stand while you're going on your mule deer stock. I mean, well, there's certain species do I don't mind having it in the pack and then deploying it when I need it. There, You know, like you when you're doing your antelope thing, there's no reason to carry it around on the bow the entire time. But when I'm elk hunting, if, as long as I'm in elk habitat and I'm moving, I want that thing on my bow. And, I, I mean, I've done some – I've seen some ridiculous things where me and, me and Kurt Wells and that cameraman that Lane was talking about earlier that looks like Chewbacca – he does. He looks just like Chewbacca. He's big, hairy, big hairy bastard. Anyway, he, uh, we walked over a hill and there's, there's a whole herd of cows, forty yards in front of us, and there's, you know, half of them are staring at us, and literally, I had me and Kurt had those on the side of our bows while we were carrying it. We just lifted those up, showed the, showed the cows our bows, and Matt had one on his camera. That's one of the things that we do with our cameraman. We'll put one on the camera. And the camera's just shooting right through the middle of the decoy. Well, all of us show our decoys, and literally those cows went back to feeding in front of us at 40 yards. And like six of them saw our whole human figures, three of us, you know. And they went back to feeding, and it ended up a, there wasn't a bull with them. Um, I don't know where he was. He might have he might might have been close by, but he wasn't there, and we didn't get a shot. But had there been one there, he'd have he'd have he'd have caught an arrow for sure. Which wouldn't have happened if we walked over the hill without him. Well, here's the thing on the whole thing. Levi, you still here? Yeah, I'm here, brother. All right, man. Real quick. Thank you again for listening. Thank you. I still got your prize, dog. I got your prize from last time. <laughs> yeah. as, soon as, as soon as we start shooting, get out to the range. Let's go shoot. Well, now I don't even know, man. I, you know, you definitely ain't going to beat me now if, fucking the, <laughs> if he fucks you with win? your bow. What did he win? Uh, let me show you that marsupial. Uh, oh, marsupial gear. Oh, the, bino harness. Yeah, dude. Not the harness. Uh, what is that right there? Do you want to see it? I'll, I'll show it to you. The front harness, you oh, know. sweet. You, you use it for uh, fly fishing, uh, turkey hunting. Yeah. Pretty much everything. Yeah. But, yeah. That's awesome, that. dude. Um, that's, but, a, that's a good company. Levi, I'm stealing that. <laughs> that um, thing's sick. I love that thing. Now I can I can meet you halfway. You? <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, listen, Levi, I appreciate you, man. I can't wait to shoot you with you again uh, this spring. Heck yeah, boys! Always a good time. Have a good night. All right. All right, you too. So what I was what I was gonna dig in because I didn't want to you, you keep, you keep the, blowing my mind with this technique. Techno technological right. skills. Well, that's the yeah. at, bro. It's it, it, it's crazy because you know it, it's so nuts. Like um, you know, 
Like I, I told Cody, I said, dude, like you're gonna be busy. Like people are gonna hit these guys up, and I knew it from here. But um, did you hang up, Cody? Yeah, he's off. Okay. Um, I want to just just tell you real quick what it, what's going on here. All right. This is so cool because uh, people watch this live. They're yeah. watching live right yeah. now, and uh, well, they will. I, I gotta pull it up, but um, it's just cool, man. It's just you know. Oh, it's an awesome format. You know, like people with, we get a lot of people during like the season. Yeah. They're like, you know, in the truck and they're watching it and they're like, yeah, oh, dude, this is what happened to me today. So they get it. I, I get it. They relate to it. And um, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm just blown away on like how many people still fucking listen to my dumb ass. Oh. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I really am. Charismatic. Charismatic. And I mean, you know, one of the things I appreciate the most is that it's just really easy. I mean, it just yeah, I'm not, I, I don't try to We're fucking pretend to I'm trying to do some, any going down the checklist. I mean, we can rattle off l- anything and we'll l- be fine. Listen, I am the first person that will tell you right now. I am not the expert. I love to do what I do. I love to hunt. I do. Am I the expert? Fuck no. That's why I get guys like you guys in, and I learn every time. This is what it's all about, though. Like people, I mean, like people, like you know. And this is the problem I think with a lot of podcasts. And this is what really boasted me about, uh, you know, when I when I started the podcast is like I got in a podcast. I was listening to Rogan, obviously, yeah. Uh, you know, a few other, but then I would get into like I wanted to listen to something different, you know. Like I was like, fuck, man. Everybody was like piggybacking off of everybody or trying to use the same, same you know, format. thing, thing. And I was like, man, be the, like, be you guys. Yeah. You guys are you guys for a reason. That's why you guys are doing so well. And that's why I'm doing it. That's why I'm doing it. Like, am I killing, you know, 330 bulls? No. Yeah. Am I killing fucking baby bulls? Yeah. Not the last three years. Dude, I'll but, tell you uh, what, like something that I've learned, um, you know, I I started. I guess I started uh, hunting on video in like 2009, which is hard. Yeah, oh, it's hard. Well, people don't realize. Man. I would say like three quarters of my hunts, and and it, the other thing is, I'm not going to say I never go with an outfitter. I do go with outfitters mm-hmm. every now and again, um, but not very often. Mm-hmm. I would say probably 80% of my yeah. hunts are DIY hunts. Yeah. And they're going out just like anybody else would. Mm-hmm. Might sometimes private property, sometimes public land, it just depends upon the situation. Yeah. Um but doing it with another guy right behind you makes things way all, harder. Makes things a whole lot harder. But yeah. what I what I discovered over the years is that um a lot of the audience can relate to your to your failures a whole lot more than they relate to your successes. And because all of us have been there, not everybody has had, you know, big successes. Yeah. Um, and, you know, so like as the chest thumping hunter that I am, you know, I always think that when I go out and kill this big animal, that that's, that's going to th- be the thing that people like the most that they saw out of me that year. Nope. Yeah. They like the miss. They like the one where I, you know, they can see the pain on my face. The one you where know, I threw the bow. Over yeah, the yeah. <laughs> and I've done that. Hoyts are tough, man. I'll tell you that. Hey, they have taken some. They have taken some shots. Oh yeah, from me. I believe it. But um, you know, with you saying I'm not the expert, 
I'm just like all of you. I'm, you know, I'm bringing guys in here to try and talk about, you know, how to become better because all of us need to become better. Uh, all of us want to become better. Um, you are very relatable because of that, you know, and you're pretty charismatic too. He Does he remind yeah. you of Franz? You should have Franz on the oh, podcast. Oh, dude, Franz is your... <laughs> Send he's, him over. He's my Uncle Franz. He's <laughs> Okay. A, he's like your twin. Really? Yeah, we seriously. We suck at killing elk. You're both he's ugly. He's Peruvian. Oh, we're both <laughs> he's, Dude, he, 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 he sounds a lot like you. He looks a lot like you. He's built like you. Like he, and, dude, we love him. Yeah. You know? We, yeah. We yeah. He's not technically my uncle, but he's my uncle for life. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, yeah. I like those kind of guys. Oh, yeah. I, I, here's the thing with the, with the, with the, when we were going with this when, uh, he was online. I wanted to bring up like there was an incident. I uh, was with Snyder and Frank and Amy. We went up for his goat hunt, and they had your goat oh, decoy. Yeah, yeah, and this was this is something like was another incident where I was a believer of your product. Yeah, <laughs> and, you know, um, I I was like, what the fuck is Frank doing <laughs> when he pulled that out? Yeah, right. Like I, I, I they're right there just. Let him fucking get up yeah. and do it. But after when Aaron was throwing rocks down, like trying to get him out of the bed, yeah, it was happening. So Frank was fucking mo- working the decoy and moving it. It made the whole thing way comfortable for Aaron to make that shot. Oh. Like, like you know, everybody sees the shot, the the you know the kill shot and everything. But what prior to that was stuff with your decoy. Getting and, closer and, and yeah, yeah, it was it was so crazy on how everything just laid out and they had it in their backpack. I didn't even know it was in there. Yeah. I didn't. I yeah. I swear to God, I I was like, oh, they're going up. I'm what setting the hell up. is that? I have camera. I have a video camera. I'm like fucking. I'm trying to take photos. I'm trying to fucking you know make you know Mister Photographer proud. Yeah, yeah. Right? Why I'm here. So I'm doing this and that. And I'm like, what the fuck is he doing? Yeah. And I'm like, okay, we're just rolling, rolling, rolling. And I see it, and then I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah. They got even closer. They got closer. Yeah. Then I was like, oh, fuck, how much closer does he need? I know he shoot a stick, but fuck. Yeah, and then I I think that the goat was fully focused on Frank and that decoy when Aaron yeah. actually came up So then, shot. yeah, he got up. Yeah. He looked back, and he just yeah. kind of just started trotting away and. Yeah. That's when Aaron went full draw and fucking smoked it. I was like, holy shit, dude. <laughs> I honestly was blown away. Like, I, I swear to God, like, and uh, that was a few years back. And I was like, oh, shit, what is these things? And I uh, went to No Limits, and I was going to Nebraska to do a deer hunt. And I was like, yeah, fuck it. Yeah. Let me try one of these fucking, uh, it was a decoy. Stalker decoys. The, the, the doe. Sure shit. It worked out great for me. Yeah. Right? And then from there, it went into the antelope for me, and I was like, oh, my God, dude. These things are fucking money. <laughs> like, yeah. it really is. And I I met you guys a while back. I think, was it at Western? Dude, I met you. I think it was at Western. No, oh, dude. What? The first time me and you met, I think, was a shot show in Ooh. Vegas. Oh, my bad. <laughs> I believe yeah. it was. At my bad. Vegas? <laughs> Do you remember... We were in the in the bar at the Venetian, I think, and I might think Santino was with. Might have been, yeah. Me and he you might have been there. Uh, was that a Yeti? Uh, Yeti Ye- p- 
yeah. yeti party or yeah something. i think it, I, I dude i'm telling you dude, right that now that was Shot the shows. first time that i met you okay and um and then we ran into each other a couple times on the planes but i didn't know your name you didn't know my name yeah. necessarily we just yeah. kind of waved at each other because we recognized yeah. each other and that was it but um it's crazy that's crazy yeah it, well it's nuts i get a little crazy sometimes but <laughs> but, but like honestly like like here's the thing what i wanted to get to like I know we went this, that, that direction. My main thing is like, you know, now that I found out, you know, you bought the, you brought the company and this and that, like, I guess, what do you want to do with it? Like, what, what is your, what is your dream with it? I don't know. I mean, everybody wants to fucking run off to a sunset, retire off something they, they purchased. But here's my deal with this podcast i didn't want to make this my job right i really didn't right it became my job yeah. it really has and i love it don't get me wrong i really i really do love it uh but i never pictured it to be my job i thought it was just something to get me a little cash coming in yeah yeah keep me involved in the game you yeah. know it just it took over my life dude yeah and i'm glad i stepped away from coaching a lot to yeah. keep doing what i want to do this is what well, I really want to do is hunting. You know, you're about. asking me what I want to do with it. I'm not, you know, I'm not sure yet. Yeah. And it's funny because you know, I don't know what I want to be when I grow up yet. Um, but we're in a comfortable spot now where, you know, we're not too big. It, like it, to, to go any bigger, to bring in a bunch of other products and stuff like that, it, it becomes a different animal. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Now, all of a sudden, you know, you're going to cross some thresholds for how many employees you have and yep. come into completely different tax situations and all oh, yeah. kinds of BS red tape that you I have to go you, through. I feel you, bro. I feel you. Freaking, you know, you grow this thing a whole lot bigger, and the next thing you know, you got to go down and lease a, uh, a, a, an actual space and Dude. things like that, and it becomes something that is much more consuming than it was. And so I don't know. I don't know if I want – we're going to reach a point where – you know, it it, it it probably plateaus out. Either and, goes that way or, yeah. or you're cool, happy at that. Yeah. And and I'm not sure which one I want to do yet. You know? Yeah. The good thing is we're we're still growing. The fun you know, when I first bought this business, it you were hard pressed to find a you if you meet a bow hunter somewhere that had ever seen one before. Mm-hmm. And now we're hard pressed to find somebody that hadn't seen one. Yeah. And the good thing is I still run into some that are a lot that are thinking, oh, I haven't, you know, I've thought about that, but I haven't done it, you know, but at least they've seen us and they know who we are, you know, which is yeah, pretty common still. I think, I think it is. I think that that whole part is like, they seen it, yeah. but they haven't pulled the trigger on it. Yeah. And I think, um, you're a fucking dumbass for not doing that. Well, I, I, I you know, it's like having a call in your pocket now, dude. Yeah. I, I really do. Like, honestly, if I have to fucking say, and don't listen to my fucking dumbass, but yeah. listen to the guys, the expert. If you have, if you're buying reads and you're buying fucking calls and you're fucking trying to alcohol all year long and you're doing this and that, why wouldn't you not have that? I, I call it insurance, man. Dude, this I'll tell you, is, really. Aaron said, it, it, one day we were we were talking. I I think we were we might have been doing his podcast, uh-huh. and you know somebody had said something to him like you know oh I don't need I don't need a decoy or something like that, and he was like yeah you don't need one till you do yeah 
That's the freaking, that is the truth right there. You don't, you don't need, need insurance until you, until you do. And, you know, when somebody says, oh, I, I don't need those to kill elk or I don't need those to do whatever, well, you don't need a bugle either. You don't need a call, you know. If you want to be a real purist, then go ahead and, and that's the funniest thing is because we'll, we don't, we don't need something like that. that oh, you, you know, get a, that. A, a highly, I bet you do. Yeah. Well, like it's some kind of technological yeah. advantage or whatever. It's like, dude, go look at some pictures of Native Americans from back in the day. They freaking wore deer hides and, and animal hides what, all the time. What's this the difference is one of the, on estrus? What's the difference? Of, uh, this is one of the oldest like tactics yeah. in the world. Well, yeah. You know? In kind of a softer answer to, you know, where we want it to be. You know, because I don't own this. This is all dad. You know, yeah. I just, I go out there and I smile and I go ahead and try to put arrows through things with them. Um, but at the end of the day, if we can supply bow hunters with a product that makes them more successful more yeah. often, then not only does that lead to a happy consumer, but it can also work wonders to grow the sport that we love and a sport that's under attack all the time. Oh, yeah. All the time. And so anything that we can give to supporting this way of life that we love so much and that we want to protect, yeah, why not? Why not? Yeah. So, I mean, I want to see my friends be successful. Yeah. And if this is a product that can increase their odds of success, do it. Yeah. Do it. Well, and for me, like that story that I told about Derek earlier when he called me and he said that, you know, hearing somebody the first time that they have a close encounter, like there's a reason that I've been a decoy junkie for so long. There's, there's certainly been times where I killed something even prior to this product, way before I got into this stuff, you know. There were times where I killed one where I didn't necessarily need a decoy in that situation, but I liked using it because of the, there's something about being proactive and fooling them that, hey, that charges me up. You know already, what I mean? You're already trying to do it with the bow, but there's that. There's that fucking thing like, hey, yeah. bitch, I got you. Yeah. I, I fooled you. Uh, yeah. I, I, if, if if there is no man's man about yeah. it, like, yeah. I fucking bluffed your bitch ass. Dude, I'm, I got I'm a, you. I'm going to tell you, when an animal comes in, a big, you know, a big bull, a big buck, whatever, comes in and he's postured up like, I'm going to whip your ass, and you shoot him at close range, there is nothing better than that in the world. There's nothing uh, like that is, it's the funnest way to do it, in my opinion. Like, well, uh, and hearing guys when they do that the first time that they're like, holy crap, was that freaking awesome. You know, that's it's like the first time that we did it. That's I mean, like, that's you the know, best you can thing relate in the world to that, me. right? Oh, it really dude, is. I can relate to well, it. And even this year, you know, I ended up killing my biggest mule deer that I've ever killed. Um, Still haven't gotten him officially scored, but I roughed him out. He's going to be somewhere in the 190s. And I was able to crawl in to 24 yards on him in his bed. And I had the decoy on the front of my bow. And the thing was is that he was bedding by himself, but there were fawns and does running around playing all around him. The, and the I, fawns were, yeah. yeah. And I waited for those fawns to kind of get downwind of me a little bit so that I could cross and, you know, they were downwind, so they knew the gig the gig was up for them because they could smell me. But this buck, he was accustomed to hearing what was going on, you know, hearing all that playing and that stomping around in the leaves running. 
And so it gave me a little bit of cover to get up 24 yards from him. Well, finally, I see his head turn through the grass, and I didn't realize how big he was. And so naturally, you know, like I hunker down, and I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And I'm sitting there for about 30 minutes. Finally, this buck stands up, and he looks my direction, and I raise up to my knees. So the, the decoy's already up. Yeah. De- so decoy's facing him, and I come up to my knees. So you raise up to a little higher. Yeah. Exactly, because I wasn't going to shoot him off my butt. So I raised up onto my knees because I'm in, like, waist-deep cover. Uh-huh. And I already got an arrow knocked. And as soon as he sees me raised to my knees, he looks at me, and he starts marching directly at me. And when you see that caliber of a buck... Get Coming pulled, at you. <laughs> and now, you know, he's you're already close. You're at 25 yards. Yeah, that's close. He starts marching right at me, and I'm, I come to full draw with him staring right at me, walking at me. And at 17, 16, 17 yards, I'm at full draw. He's full frontal, and I'm having that battle in my head. Like, should I wait for him to turn? Should I wait for him? To, like, should I see how close he gets? And finally, I lose that battle in my head, and I'm just like, I'm putting that arrow in him right now because it's the biggest buck I've ever got to full draw on, and I have to make sure that I make this shot. Yeah. And so I bury that pin right underneath, right in that patch, and let that thing go. Ended up going 40 yards. and. So this was at 17 yards? 17. Yeah. And what I want to know real quick, how big was that buck? He is going to go north. He's going to go north of 190. Yeah. Mid-190s. Monster buck. Monster buck. Yeah, he's yeah. a big deer. I mean, I, I damn near pissed my pants when I when he turned his head yeah, at me. Yeah, did you say monster bucks? Bigger bigger than whatever I shot Luke. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> where, where, where'd you shoot this year? Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Just say, oh. just say whatever I shot that's mounted here. Yeah, it's a big, that's a big he, fucking deal. He didn't tell you the That's a 84, 184. That's a big, yeah, that's a big deal. Well, uh, I mean. Aaron, Aaron scored that, so I don't know. I mean, I, I call it 97, but <laughs> <laughs> he said 84. Um, but this is this is kind of what I wanted to say with that. You get opportunity. And, like, yeah. you guys are – here's the thing what I want to tell people. Like, I got to stress. You got to be a hunter still, no oh, matter yeah. what. Yeah. Like, you guys still fucking think it's with not your foolproof. fucking – Your head, not your yeah. nuts, right? Like, you got to fucking do it and be smart with it. But the odds with – your guys' product. Used it, in the it, right situation, it, man. It, it can create an opportunity nuts, where there was no opportunity. It's yeah. nuts. It's nuts. Right time of the right year. Be be a hunter. Like, you know, no no pre rut, rut, you know, and uh and do it. But I it, I mean, I guess where I'm going with this is so when you when you said oh, I'm gonna buy this company and I'm gonna do this company, now, where has, you know, I don't know what did you do before you bought this? Well, I was uh, with Bowhunter Magazine. I was uh, that's a, it. A publisher so, at Bowhunter. So Magazine. you were in the industry, yeah, and you were just doing that. You were you were working with Bowhunter. So then you were like, okay, I'm gonna take this and I'm gonna run with it. Yeah. Okay. So now I guess when, you know. Now that you are balls deep in this mm-hmm. this 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 product, and you and you had success with it, where 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 does it go next? Like what what is the next step? We're like I was saying earlier. I'm not I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Like we're at that point where to you go to shows to go a whole lot and bigger, do, and you go to yeah. Um, 
Like, we leave for the Western on Monday morning. Oh, you guys go on Monday? Yeah, Monday Dang. morning. Yeah, we got to because the setup is, anyway, they, yeah. you know. Still fucked up? Yeah, we got to set up Tuesday and then have nothing to do on Wednesday, and then the show starts on Thursday. I think that it would be, it's important to note, the main reason he bought the company was because of what he was doing with Whitetails. And so being able to, like, I Which was, I think is the fucking most sketchiest fucking well, they are. It's the sketchiest animal, animal yeah. to ever, ever out there. They're, they're so, the wariest animal that so there is. So to me, that was like proof in the pudding right there. Yeah. No, it, I mean, there was, I already knew that it worked on the Western big game. And the thing was, the company was doing pretty well with Western bow hunters already. Yeah. And, um, but they hadn't really done anything with whitetail hunters and, us guys that grow up here out here in the west we you know growing up in colorado i thought i lived in the bow hunting mecca Mm. okay and when i got involved in the industry and i found out that there are more bow hunters in the state of pennsylvania east in the state of pennsylvania than there are in all 13 western states combined yeah Yeah. i was like holy crap well crazy right you know when you look at the at the stats, you know, the two point, uh, the numbers are around 2.2, 2.3 million bow hunters in, in the country. And like 97% of them hunt bow hunt whitetail deer. Do you know what percentage of bow hunters hunt mule deer? Under 10%. I believe Like that. 7%, 100%. something like that. Like 5% bow hunt antelope, you know. The second biggest big game species is elk. And that's like... 15 to 20 percent something like that so like literally throat if you if you if you crack that whitetail market and guys start accepting it that's where you're going to get into things like don't get me wrong i'm a western i'm a western guy you know i grew up i grew up with a grandfather that told me he'd rather he'd rather shoot jackrabbits than whitetails Whitetails are carp deer. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like seriously, that's that that that's been the opinion of a bunch of Western people for a long, long time. And and you know, I really I really enjoy hunting whitetails, and it's partially I think because I grew up hunting mule deer, and it's they're just such a different species than mule deer are, and there's there's so many different intricacies to hunting them that I got super interested in. <clears throat> but um, anyway, I don't even remember where I was going with that. But because I confused because Tomas is supposed to give me some kind of snooze or rogue oh, or he needs some, something. What'd you run out of? I need something. Yeah, you you out? I'm out. I like that Tomas just walks over to oh, me. What? That's awesome. Here, bro. Oh, because you <laughs> got, got it. it. Oh, oh fuck you guys. Tonight. What are these? What are the, try one? See if you like it. I swear, I've I've been a. Uh, Basically a Copenhagen tour for my yeah. entire life, and a couple of years ago I switched to those mainly because of trade shows. Yeah, like because you can't spit. I can't. Oh, well, yeah. no, I'm not a spitter. Oh fuck, you been no. Oh, you like got I, it? you can give me your Copenhagen. I don't. I don't. Uh, like, this motherfucker ain't too Copenhagen. I'm gonna tell you that right it, now. It's not a matter of gutting it. I just don't um, salivate that much for some reason. You know, other guys sit there and spit in a cup the entire time, but I don't. But Coffee. these things. Tell me what you think. Did you put it in the top of it? I like it right now. I put it in my bottom, but top. Oh, yeah. This top. stuff right here. I was on this stuff. It's me- it's messy is what I don't like about that. 
Yeah. Man, this outlaw stuff though. Like I was doing it, and for, you know how they had the they had the nicotine and the non nicotine. Mm-hmm. That nicotine stuff was awesome. Let's go. I, I I must have brought like ten cans with me on that elk hunt. Mm-hmm. And I mean, for a guy that you know, obviously, I mean, I'm all, I'm on and off the wagon as. Ooh, far upstairs burns. Was it? Is so you can't no. go upstairs. No, I can't. Come on now. Nah, dude, I'm a little bitch. Yeah, but I mean, this stuff <laughs> for for a guy that's trying to get off of tobacco. That's the best. I mean, like you got to moss. That stuff is here. that stuff is great. That uh, that outlaw stuff. I, I so I don't even know where I'm going with this, but I met I met I met uh, Jared Michelle yeah. at uh, the Sig Games too, and like it was so funny because we were talking. I think it was Snyder and him and I. We were on a group text and like, hey boys, I know y'all dipping and shit, this and that, but try my shit or whatever. And we're like, yeah, you know, Aaron was like, yeah, try it, get a hold of him, do it, this and that. And it was actually something I could do because I'm a flavor kind of guy. Yeah, I like this actually, I really yeah. do. And uh, and I and I said, Jared, man, I, I like this shit, man. What do I gotta do? Sign up, sign me up, fuck it, you know. I don't got to wait in the gas station, point at this, point at that, you know. Because I was on the Rogue for, for a long time. And uh, anyways, so Gaethje's with me. And Gaethje's a dipping fool, Copenhagen motherfucker, right? Like, he, <laughs> he dipping, right? Yeah. And, and we're in the back of the way back to, uh, to try to catch our flight back to Denver. We're leaving Wyoming, go back to Salt Lake or whatever where the fuck we were at. And uh, Jared had this certain pouch. He's like, and he took a pouch. We're in the van. And it's some Russian shit that he's testing out and he can't even get it or whatever. Yeah. High nicotine. It's high. It's fucking. I got a story after this. It's fucking. I got a story after this. He's like, he's like, you want to try? I was like, fuck no. You want me puking all over this fucking bitch? (laughs) Hell no. He's like, and and Justin's dumbass. I'll try it. <laughs> I swear to God. I was like, why are you trying this, dude? He's like, what? I can handle it. He goes, and, and, Jared, and Jared goes, this is fucking pretty good heavy stuff, man. All right. Threw it in. All right. All. We get to the, we, we get to the, I don't know. We had a delay or whatever. We go to the fucking, the bar there. And this is. An hour drive, delay, yeah. find out. We go to secu- security, and we see Jared. We didn't know we were all on the same flight. We're like, oh, come over here. We're gonna we're on the same flight. Obviously, we're in Denver. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we're smart. Yeah. And uh, we go to the bar. We pull up. We buy some wine. We're like, oh, I don't want no beer. We beered out, whiskeyed out. I was like, what's... Justin's like, let's drink some wine. Uh-huh, you buy it, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. And so we bought like two bottles of wine and blah, blah, blah. And Justin goes like this, pulls that fucking packet out. And Jared goes, what the fuck, dude? That was the same packet I gave you? Because he knew it. Like, it was a big fucking heavy. Yeah. It looked like a fucking straw hay in his fucking mouth, dude. Yeah. I like it. And he goes, dude, you are fucking crazy for keeping it in that long. And he goes, dude, whatever you want, I don't know what I if I could supply you, but you are a real dipper. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I and I was like, what's 
what was going on? What what's the big deal? You know, we were drinking wine. I was like, like Jared, the dip master, was like, dip master. I can't fucking believe that motherfucker kept that in for that long, dude. I hold my fucking juice the longest I I can, but that motherfucker. Does he fucking like being fucked up? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you ever watched a bite? <laughs> he likes to get fucking wrong, dude. dude this, he really does. This year I went, um, uh, bow hunter sent me to Greenland. Okay. To hunt. Oh, yeah. Muskox. Oh, I'm so glad you breathed this up. I'm so glad. And so we're on that muskox hunt, and the, oh. the guide there is from, uh, uh, was he from Sweden or Finland? His his helpers. There's there's like two eighteen year old kids that. Are oh, there's kinda, no way I could put this in my upper lip real quick. And, <laughs> and they're they're from Finland, okay? And uh, oh, he's from the the main guy is from Denmark, but his two Finnish, um, you know, assistants or whatever. They were there on some kind of program where they're learning to become guides. Yeah, and so th- these kids were great. You know, they yeah. were they were tough young kids and i was chewing these and they're like four milligrams of nicotine yeah these. and you know these are these, way more than the the zine that are six that i get from gatesy all the time these are way more you think so i do huh well they, they're supposed to be four milligrams they're way more. well than the, these I kids think. they they were like you know one of them finally looks at what i'm doing and he was like um can i try one of those you know and i was like well sure and he says well how how much nicotine is there in there? And I was like, uh, four milligrams. And he was like, oh, okay, you know. And he acted like, oh, that's that's wussy stuff, yeah, you know. And and I was like, well, what are, you know? He he says, oh, this isn't like ours. And and I didn't even know that he was chewing one. And he he pulled this can of stuff out, and I, you know, I I didn't know what it was. It was some kind of finished product, you know, uh, from Finland. And I he says, do you want to try one of mine? And I was like, sure. And he says, okay, but I got to warn you, it's got more than four milligrams. And I didn't know what more than that meant. You know, I, I was like, well, okay, I'll, I'll try one. I put it in. And I mean, five minutes later, it's just. Oh, yeah. And I was like, what the hell? You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. And he, so I said, let me see that can. He pulled it out and it's like. 16 milligrams yep. dude oh, 16 yeah. oh, I like taking it. four of those at I once you know oh it, it was it was it was rough so the first time i got introduced to this whole pouch nicotine yeah. shit we were at the craps table oh really i was at the craps table with justin my boy greg and we were uh rolling dice we that's, that's my that's my that's your game i love i love i love gambling i do i love dice yeah. i really do yeah, I've made a lot of money doing. Like, really? Yeah, and I've um, I I just love dice. I really do, and um, you know they 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 always tell you no spitting at the table yeah, and shit yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, fuck it, you know, give me one of those fucking mm-hmm. zins that you have. Yeah, never had one in my life. This is before Rogue days, before anything I had. Yeah, they were pretty OG. Yeah, so I I you know I I'm a Levi Garrett guy, Red Man, um. You know now this leaf but, tobacco. Yeah, yeah. I, I, my brother was a, a pitcher, mm-hmm. right? Oh, yeah. And mixing well, with his bubble gum. So yeah, like <laughs> I got a funny story to tell you about that. <laughs> but but uh, like my dad, he played Pittsburgh Pirates. You yeah. know, your dad played for the Pirates. And, yeah, and then he got drafted to Vietnam. Oh and man, went over and never went back to it. Yeah, 
Yeah. And uh, my brother played college ball, uh, baseball. My sister played college uh, softball. Yeah. I was a fighter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's good. But, whatever. But uh, I remember this one instance, you know, I'm going to go with this because uh, it's funny because my brother was in Legion Ball. Uh-huh. And he's a few years older than me. And I would always take a little bit of the Red Men, too. Yeah. And we just do it. Just me and my older brother and I would do it, you know. Anyway, that think, you know, we're, oh, yeah, we're, we're ball players, you know. We're sick. Yeah. yeah. We, and uh, my mom did his laundry one day and found the packet of Red Men or Levi in it. And... Uh, and she didn't like it. It was a can of skull or something like that. And Levi in his whole fucking pack. Like he had a bunch of shit. You know, he was older than me. Yeah. And my dad goes, sit down, son. Kitchen table. <laughs> and he goes, here, let's chew it down. Here you go. You want to do this like a big boy? You want to do it? And I swear to God, this is, I, I will never forget this day. And I'm sitting there like a little kid that's like watching. <laughs> like, oh, dude, you're busted, Manny. You're in trouble. <laughs> yeah. And I'm surprised my dad ain't like, whooping his ass, right? Like, yeah. you know. Well, he and, was. He just didn't know it yet. <laughs> and uh, he fucking says, hey, take a chew. He said, take a chew. My dad's like, my brother's all played off. Oh, I don't like it. It's all dead. It's too much. Yeah. Chew it. Chew it. Chew it. Swear to God. Manny chews it, fucking does it. My dad goes to the other room, goes piss or whatever, comes back. My Manny, my brother Manny, he's all like, takes more. <laughs> like, doing the whole, like, I, I, I love, love this. This <laughs> is cool, right? He's chewing. And he comes back, he's playing, oh, can I spit it out, Dad? No, take some more. Yeah. Take some more. And I swear to God, it was like uh, three hours. He started, did he turn green ever? No, my dad, he get. My brother's always chewing leaf, the leaf right yeah, now. So yeah. that isn't that bad, right? And spitting shits is coming all over. And then my dad goes, all right. Gives him a bottle of Copenhagen. Yeah. Yeah. Because my dad apparently did it too, you know? Yeah. So he's all like, yeah, here you go. Chew it. With the fucking leaf or yeah. red man or whatever it was. And then my brother, I saw the tables turn real oh, fast yeah. on my brother. <laughs> He was like, oh, <laughs> and sure as shit. Uh, he goes, you want to chew that shit? He snowed it. <laughs> He's puking everywhere. And my mom's like, okay, that's enough. And my brother's puking in the trash can, like literally puking. And sure as shit, two days later, I see my brother fucking <laughs> dipping a couple yeah. He's like, dude, you can't. You got to take so much of this shit. You can take a little bit of this. And, <laughs> well, and I'm like, dude, did so my dad did it any backfired? Lesson? Yeah, it backfired <laughs> on him. And like, fucking sure as shit. So, fast forward to that. My brother in college. Yeah. Chews, right? He gets these lumps in his neck right here. Mm. And he fucking gets tumors. He had fucking a tumor right here. Mm. So, they had to re- surgically remove it. Mm-hmm. Right, they pulled one fucking, I would say like a close to a baseball mm. out, but behind that was another one. Mm. It went from a golf ball to a marble to another one to a little pee one, and he, he fucking never fucking chewed again. He 
quit yeah. doing that. It was yeah. like an eye opener for him, right? Yeah, and it quit for me. Too. Well, you know, hunting. Yeah, it's hard. It's fucking hard, right? It's so hard. I fucking I didn't chew tobacco for a long time after that because I saw what he went through and I was like, fuck that. I don't want that shit. Dude, it, Big it's old scars, you know. The devil. And fighting, cutting weight. Yeah. I was like, I was chewing too, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, fuck, I need something like an alternative. So that's when I went to the these yeah. These things. Yeah. And I love them. I I I will. I love them. They're the Better. devil in a can too. It is. It if is I the could devil. Go back, like the first time that I, somebody gave me a dip, I got I I got sick. You yeah. know, I took a little pinch, and he was like, "No, that's not how you do it. You do it like this." Yeah. And I, yeah. So I he, did the same thing. Made me sick as a dog, man. I yeah. turned green, and I wish I'd have just stopped right yeah, then, right there. Because well, you know, the best thing. So I mean, I I still remember, you know, because. I started chewing because my little my little clique of friends in yep. high school. I, I mean, did it, it was it was cool. It was really cool that we were doing it. Yep. You know, we got all the chicks. You know, yeah. Whatever. Really. I mean, not all. <laughs> <the chicks>. Nobody <laughs> wants to kiss a guy. I don't know. But when I finally got caught, you know, I still remember my mom pulling it out of my Letterman jacket and being Sick. like, "Lane Ferris, what the hell is this?" You oh, know, yeah. and. You know that that part wasn't very scary. What I was more scared of was Danny, yeah. Danny. And, yeah. But looking back, you know, because something you can't kick the damn thing. What worked for a couple of my buddies, you know, when they got caught, and what made them quit was, you know, their parents sat them down and you know gave them the chew and all that stuff, but they couldn't spit, and they had to eat it. Oh, they had to swallow no. it. They had to swallow it. And a lot of the kids that that happened to. They never came back to it. I should and have, I should have done it. that to you. You, you yeah. should have because and dad because now, felt about now I now I gut it. Yeah. So now I could eat it, and I'd be like it'd probably make me sick. But dad felt about this tall, still feels about this tall because yeah. you know I feel it, partially responsible. Here, here's the thing, dude. We're all gonna be grown ass men in one day, and we're all gonna do something, whether it is whatever. Did my brother's tumor stop me from doing? It? No, I started doing nicotine pouches you know yeah. to chew that it's supposed to be the bad i go back home i'm hunting for a while my brother's sitting in a blind with me and i'm i bust out these rogues mm-hmm. and i'm like oh this ain't this ain't tobacco this is nicotine bro it's like nicotine gum mm-hmm. and he was all like really man that motherfucker will throw, he has logs of <laughs> nicotine down yeah. but he's like this is my alibi right <laughs> yeah but they're like candy it is. They're like candy. You're, but he so now needs you're the just sixes. And he's cut, you like, cut the middleman out, and now you're just addicted straight to the source. Nicotine, yeah. So, I mean, it's just like. It is. It's it's not It's not any better. It is not. It's good. We're, you know, alcohol is no better. It's, it's not the end of the it's world. It's still a bad habit. It's a bad habit. Just it's mentally still a bad weak. Habit. But that, I'm going to tell you right is. now. I'm going to tell you right now. Does. It helped me through my day. Yeah, it does. It makes me help in the woods. Hell yeah! It makes me. I, I, I mean, I love. It. I love having something in my mouth. I do. Don't take that. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I saw that little light go off. The table raised actually. And uh, but like honestly, like it, it's just something for me to yeah, now. It's yeah. the fixation. You guys know. Yeah. And do. um, don't. It's the devil in a can. All you kids listening out there, do not start this stuff. It is the stupidest. How much money have we spent? It's stupid. We could pay for a 
couple of freaking awesome hunts. I, I can get out of Grizzly, dog. Right? Yeah, I dude. Spain against like, the Ibex, you know what I mean? Don't yeah, start it. Don't start it. It is dumb. Um, but the moral of the story is, uh, you know, it, it is so funny, like, how, you know, you know, father-son right here, oh, yeah. like, how it happens. And, like, you know, I was going with my dad's story, and, like, he thought he was going to break my son break my brother and literally didn't yeah, you know break yourself. um but it was just the way it, it went down but like you know i'm gonna have a time with with my son one day and i'm gonna be like don't do it you know yeah. i always tell him it's caca he always tells me <laughs> yeah it's caca in his mouth when they were little we used i used to tell him it was my spit medicine oh really yeah spit medicine. i think that's what it was wasn't wasn't that what we called it i have no idea you were like, I want some of that. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, I remember as a kid, dude, my dad used to smoke when he was working on the railroad. Mm-hmm. He would smoke and he would fucking have an ashtray in his work work car. Old beater. Old yeah. beater, right? And uh he would fucking have all these cigarette buds. I remember going in that bitch and I'd lie down and smoke <laughs> the buds of it. <laughs> and I would be like, What am I doing? Ooh, this is fucking cool. <laughs> I, 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 you're a kid, you're curious, dude. Yeah, you want to do it. Yeah. You're going to do it. You're going to try it. It's, if it's for you, it's going to like it. It's just, um, yeah, whatever. What do you got, Cody? We got Matt. What's up, buddy? Matt, you on with us? Yeah, what's up? Matt, where are you calling from? Hey, y'all there? Yeah, yeah. Where are you calling from, Matt? Oh shit! Oh, Matt, my my pilot, Matt. Yeah, man. That's on? my dog. <laughs> so Matt moved from where'd you move from, Matt? Awesome. Come again? Florida. I got I got the hunting bug bad, so I had to leave the state of Florida to come here. Uh, That's where it was, Florida. He left fucking nice weather to come to this fucking tundra. <laughs> yeah, pretty much right now. Uh, what's yeah. up, Matt? You got a question? Yeah, I got a question. I, I picked up one of y'all uh, Ultimate Predator gear, the uh, the decoy there from y'all at the hunt show last year in Salt Lake. Yeah. And I was wondering, when I run that with the stabilizer, when you guys are talking about moving it to the side, Yep. what's the easiest way with the stabilizer? Are you taking it off? No. The stabilizer off to turn it sideways? How, how do? You, what's the best way to do that? 20, 30 bucks. Get yourself a quick disconnect. 100% it's going to make your life so much easier just ab- just for storing your bow in a case, doing whatever. Go I on an airplane. It's 20, 30 bucks, and all you have to do is just crack the seal just a little bit, and it slides right out, completely done. Yeah, I've, I've got one on my Matthews. I just picked up a Good man. 34 uh, Can't yesterday help them all. from No Limits. So I, uh, I'm, I'm in the process of building that one out for this hunting season. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Um, and, you know, you said, wh- which one did you get the face for? Uh, the VTM 34. Oh, so you went with the Hoyt. Oh, see, Luke, you yeah, lo- a little bit of a loss there for you. He did. He, <laughs> sw- he switched this year. He did. Well, uh, you know, with, with the Hoyts, just get a quick disconnect. And I know you said you already got one. That's the easiest way. Um, but to tell you the God honest truth, you know, some of the best bow hunters that I know don't even use a stabilizer. So, I mean, like, obviously you're going to have one on there. Um, more times than not on, you know, like my personal rig, dad's rig, we're using either, you know, that stubby that comes on your VTM or, yep. you know, upgrading to that six inch. 
a lot of the times we won't run them on that bottom port yeah. that they're incorporating now. Um, you can absolutely do that. There's ways to get around that. But as far as being able to rotate it around the riser, you've just got you've got to run it in the standard slot. Um, and, you know, with that, you can run the 10-inch and you can still get it around there. Um, it can be a little bit trickier. But, um, you know, we're just we're usually using just a standard 6 to 8-inch, just like most people do. Yeah, yeah. So, and you've got to play every – Every bow is just a little bit different, and you got to play with how you attach it and where you attach it so that it can be pivoted fairly quickly and easily. I have run into a couple different bows where it was difficult to uh, pivot it around there without loosening up the connection a little bit. Um, generally speaking, for me personally, especially when I'm, uh, when I'm elk hunting, I just run a shorter stabilizer in that situation so that I don't have to mess with it. Because like I said earlier in the podcast, when I'm elk hunting, I want to keep it on my bow all the time. I want it on there if I if I end up bumping into something that I wasn't expecting to bump into. But carrying it on the front, like you know, is a pain in the butt. So I'll rotate that thing onto the side. So I end up, you know, switching it back and forth, front and side, front and side, several times during the day. And I don't want to mess with even a quick disconnect, having to, having to take that thing on every you have no time for yeah, that. on yeah. and off every time and pivoting it and truth be told i would say 90 percent of my elk shots have been south of 30 yards yeah and really when it comes to running a longer stabilizer i don't need to run a longer stabilizer if i if i'm shooting 3ds or something yeah i'm gonna run a yeah. long stabilizer but when i'm actually hunting and moving and having it a little lighter weight Having it a little bit more compact, yeah. being able to Not slide that to decoy that quickly, you know, over to the side is is more valuable to me than running a ten inch long stabilizer. Does that make sense? I, I ran into something this this season. If I would have been, if I didn't leave the the decoy at the camp, I, w- I would have probably shot an elk. <laughs> but it, uh, I pulled up in the high alpine with like three trees around me, and it was just. A decoy would have worked well, but yeah, yeah. You leave camp, so well, it doesn't do you any good back there. But you know, and I've—that's why that we try so hard to keep it on the entire time while we're elk hunting. You know, there's no, there's really no other species that I'm that that way with, unless I'm really in a situation where I think that one could pop up unexpectedly. Most of the time, when I'm deer hunting or turkeys or anything like that. I've got an eye on them, and I'm going after them. With elk, you're, you know, if you if you hunt anything like me, we're stopping and we'll do a calling set, and we'll cover three or four hundred yards, stop and do a calling set, cover three hundred, four hundred yards, stop and do a calling set. Well, I don't want to, I don't want to take it on and off every single time. And there's so many times, like we talked about before, where you just bump into one that you're not expecting, or you just get done with a calling set, you sit there for ten minutes, nothing happens. And you start to take, you know, you, you walk 15 yards and bam, here he is. He yep. just hung up for a little while. Well, if that decoy is not on your bow, it doesn't, you're not, you're standing there with your, you know what in your hand and yeah. that's it. That's it. You know, that's all you got. And so going back to that, you know, just when you, you said you already had one. So, I mean, obviously preseason, I mean, just like how you're going to go out and you're going to practice for game day, taking long shots, all that kind of stuff. 
I mean, put the decoy on your bow. Figure out what you got to do to rotate that thing around if you're going to. Um, and, you know, like, I want to be able to, when, it, when that thing's rotated onto the side of my bow, I need to be able to knock an arrow and take a shot and without moving it to the front because sometimes you don't have that time. That's you know? right. So, like, you know, this year something that I had to do was, you know, shooting. You know, I was shooting a muzzy trocar, and when I'd draw my bow back, the broadhead would hit the side of the decoy, or if it cleared, it was definitely going to hit when it went back out. Yeah. Oh, and so in yours. order to alleviate that issue, and because I did this while I was at home when I was practicing – I ended up making a little tiny cut in the decoy and then hooking it onto the side of my site, on my spot hog site. And that made it to where, number one, the decoy wasn't, like, pinched and crunched all over. You know, it was still open, but then it gave me that shooting ability. The clearance for your arrow. Yeah, so that I could shoot when it's on the side of the bow. Yeah. So, it, long story short, Every every different bow is different. You might have to jerry-rig yours a little bit to make it work so that you can actually shoot an arrow when it's on the side of the bow. But if you do it that way and you get used to carrying it on your bow when you're elk hunting, I promise you, I if I had a nickel for every time somebody told me, oh, if I'd have had it on my bow, this would have happened. Yeah. I, like, I wouldn't need yeah, the business. I'd I be a rich man. Um, and it, literally... The time will come where you're like, oh, my God, I'm glad I figured out how to do that yeah. because it's going to save your butt one day. Prep, man. One day, it's going to save your yeah. butt. Yeah. Well, and that's the one thing. Like, I, Matt, I know you. Uh, you're going to what, Western, right? Say that again? You're going to Western? Are you, are you going to the Western here in a couple of days? Yeah, yeah. I, I leave Friday. So okay, I'm cool. Go, go, go. Go check out their booth, man. They're going to be there. You know, yeah, meet, meet the guys. They'll, they're going to be there. They'll come, talk Come to introduce them. yourself. You, you, well, you bought your decoy there last year. You know where we're at, right there in front of the Moss back display? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right there, right there on the corner. You guys in the same spot? Yeah, yeah. Come, come BS with us. And if we're too busy to BS when you come by there or whatever, because Friday and Saturday are ridiculous, <laughs> um, then are, are you going to go to, like, the Saturday night dinner or anything, that big banquet? No, I... Saturday morning, but I'll, I'll either stop by Friday afternoon or, or uh, Saturday after sheep camp before I head out of town. Just barge in. Yeah, come man, come by, come by and say hi, and if we're talking to a customer, just come up and slap us yeah, on the back. Thank, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Luke, you, you hanging out? You grabbing beers Friday? Yeah, I'll be there, buddy. I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm leaving uh, Saturday midday. I get, I get out of there before the fucking chaos gets really crazy. Dude. So I'll be there though. I'm we'll gonna have give, a I'm gonna give job or uh, Luke a job in the booth. Keep him <laughs> keep him hanging around. I'll be there. I'll, I'll definitely come by the booth. I'll be there at the booth. You know, here's the thing, man. I obviously I work with a lot of companies. I really do, and I like the companies I work with. And um, I I believe in this product, and I I've used the product. And here's the thing with my with my show is there's no punches hold. I'll tell you the shit's garbage or if the shit's fucking legit and i will not say it's garbage unless i really fucking have tried it or done it this product is not garbage it's a fucking it, it, it is like a saint for me like it really is and um um 
I honestly don't have I don't have an elk one yet, and maybe that's a, oh he's that, got one now he just that's that, that, that's the we'll difference. Oh, fuck. I'd like to see you kill one. I fuck me too. <laughs> <laughs> that's my dog. There's no punches over here. Uh, yeah, but here, you. but like you know, you don't matter. You know me. I I don't hold no punches, and I I keep things real. Like you know, things work for Snyder. He pushes certain things. I don't. You know, he hates my FMJs. I like my FMJs. He likes Zamberlin Boots. I like my Grisbees. Same thing, you know. I do what I do. You do what you like to do. These guys are here to help you to fucking... We all want to kill an animal. We're bow hunters, dude. It's already the odds are against us. They're trying to help us. Dude. Well, we appreciate you, Matt. Make sure and come by and say hello to us uh, next week. All right, gentlemen. We'll t- take care. We'll see you on Friday, all right? All right, buddy. Oh, yeah. I'll see you Friday. He's good shit, man. When are you going, by the way? I'm leaving Thursday. Thursday. I'm going you're, Thursday morning. You're bailing out Saturday afternoon. Yeah, Saturday afternoon. Dang, dude. They got a good... They got a good concert this year on Saturday. I know, night. man. And Ned Ledoux is, I, dude. I, I know, man. If here's you were the thing. a fan of his dad at I all, know. no, I, it's not that. It's here's the thing. I go hard in those fucking days, oh, right? Yeah, yeah. I go hard. I, I, I meet. I, I meetings. I do this and that. I, I love talking to all my people that listen to the podcast. Hey, man, I love it, dude. I do. I love it. Yeah, it's so good for the podcast. It's so good for me. Um, Aaron's gonna be there, so oh, yeah. that's a fucking yeah. dude. I can't believe he's. I can't going. either. He, it's hard to drag I, him into crowded. I guess places. that's a. I guess out of the whole Frank and Aaron thing, I guess that's oh, the man. only good thing that happened out of the whole deal. Yeah. <laughs> and then now Aaron has to go. <laughs> so good for that, right? Like I'm excited to see him there because I remember my first show. He was there, and I was like. This is cool, right? Yeah. You know, because you want to meet and see Aaron. And like a lot of people fucking, like I don't, like me, now that he moved away, yeah, it's going to be good to see him again, you yeah. know? But before all that, I was like, man, fuck this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go away in the beer line, <laughs> you know? But now I, I'm excited to see him again. And uh, He's and a good it. cat, man. He, I'll tell you, it, you know, me and Aaron, we knew of each other a whole lot longer before we knew each other Mm -hmm. you know we only got to know each other a few years back and and i i I can tell you right now i'm proud of him like i'm you know he's damn near my age but Mm -hmm. i'm proud of him almost like a little brother yep you know what i mean because there's aaron has aaron has worked hard and done really well for himself and grown a lot a lot over the last 10 years, 15 yeah. years. Yeah. Like he, he really kind of come into his own. He's still, he's still Aaron. Yeah. You know, he's oh. still, there's, there's times where, you know, it's like you reach over and, sh- <laughs> you know, cause you don't know what's going to come out of his yeah. mouth yep. or when it's going to come out, but he's learned, he's, he's learned to control that a little yep. bit better. And, and dude, he's, I, I'm I, happy for him. I will say this about Aaron is what I like about, and I think that's kind of like, where me and him just kind of fucking became buddies is because we knew we didn't have to pretend in front no. of each other yeah, and um, just be be each other, right? What you, like what, what you, you see with him is what you get. Yeah, and I think good or bad. It was it, it, it's honesty. It's like that's yeah. what you want as a friend, and especially you know you being in the industry for so long, you have seen so many different things come up high, some things drop off. 
And one thing I will say about Aaron and, you know, Kafaro, you know, I knew Patrick when he had it, and yeah, it was did, good. Yeah. Patrick, great guy, dude. Great guy. Awesome dude. I wouldn't know about Kafaro if it wasn't for Aaron, though, at the right. same time. And it was, so when I saw that whole exchange go over and him take over the whole deal, I was like, yeah, man, this is no better person to take over um, the yeah. company, right? Yeah. Like, it, it was cool. And it's kind of like what I see right now, like, this guy, he reminds me of a fucking car salesman. Like, he is so passionate about this the product. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, like, I don't know your other boys or your, your daughter or anything. I just know him from the IG and what I see of him. You know, and I, and I you know, he works it now at a yeah. archery shop. Like, he's passionate about archery. No doubt about it. Like, yeah. and that's, there's no disguise in that. There's no sugarcoat in that. He is a prep. And, Having him there in, in in your right right hand man now, uh, he, you know just, what's hard about it is that oh you know boy. for his entire life, you know he, he dad has been his mentor and dad has been you know like I knew more than him. They don't come any better. Well, I I knew more than him on all of these subjects. You know whether it came to. Uh, the mechanics of a bow, tuning bows, equipment, all of that stuff. And he was doing whatever dad was doing. And now it's getting to the point where dad doesn't necessarily know more than him. Yeah. Like he's, he is more up to date uh, on the latest and greatest and what's happening and what, you know, people are doing and things like that than I am. And all of a sudden I find like there's, there's times where, you know, I'm like, well, this is what you do, son. And he's like, no. No, 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 no. This is how you do it, you know. Yeah, and that's yeah. that's hard for a dad to take when yeah. all of a sudden he realizes that yeah, there is times where I need to shut up and listen to him now. Yeah. You know no, what I mean? When the, I'm going to tell you right now, you've done your job, man. I, you do your job. I, I've just known, I, I know people from the IG, right? Like, I, And I can kind of see, like, what kind of person he is right now. And I knew who you were. Yeah. I knew like Aaron Dunn told me a lot about you and I knew from you and, uh, just awesome dudes. You guys practice what you preach. You guys are real hunters. You guys do it. You guys do your, you know, go out and do it. You guys are the real deal. I will say that. Um, what I do get about him is that he was, you know, Young athlete, whatever, and he's coming into his own world now, and he loves this shit. Oh yeah, I could see it right now. Like I, like I could have a podcast just with you, and I could have a podcast just with you. But I knew this the dime the dynamic of this was way bigger than what I wanted. Like this is cool for me to see a dad and a son here doing something that you talk about hunting, what you guys really do. But it all started with you, Dad. Yeah, and it maybe started with your dad with you. Yeah, and it, you took it, it to the next level. Did. You took it, it to the next level. Yeah, Grandpa did. You know, did that, and now look how much more you knew from your dad now. Oh, you know, honestly, I I tell him all the time, like where you're at in your 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 bow hunting journey, your yeah. archery journey. Yeah. You know, just part of your this part of your life yeah. where you are at right now compared to where i was at at your age holy crap yeah. you know like it 
it makes me the only thing that worries me are these crazies that we're dealing with that yeah. you know today's are trying society to change our you know yeah. change it to that let's be straight we have a governor who wants to outlaw hunting in the and he he's pretends like he doesn't but he does yeah. that's exactly what he wants that's what his, they, that's what his, his husband is. Yeah. wants it even worse than he does yeah. you know and <clears throat> i just want him and his kids to be able to do the same thing because I, I can't wait to see where he's at yep. when he's my age now it, it, it's, and it's so not because grandpa him you and where and you're at now his, and then and his great can you imagine yeah, yeah. and could you imagine you know, one day if you ever get laid, you might have a kid. <laughs> <laughs> if he can find a girl that likes yeah. him, yeah. Well, you know, I'm gonna have to find a girl that's all right with me going up in the high that's country. The, 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 that's the that's right a, now. That's the trick. That's the trick, dude. The I'll trick. tell you that right now. Mm-hmm. There's a happy medium there, but I'm gonna tell you right now, uh, it, they're out there, and I'm I'm just I'm blown away because. Um, you're you're talking to a kid that uh, for a guy I'm old. I'm, I'm old. <laughs> you're still a kid. I'm, we're both still kids. Oh fuck! Um, you know, I, my dad took me out pheasant hunt a few times. You know, that was about it. You know, yeah. jogging, and um, you know, I didn't get into bow hunting until I got up here and everything. But I always wanted to, but I didn't really have the mentor, my dad, to do yeah. it. You know, uh, it was always sports, 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 of what he could do for me. You know, mm-hmm. and did he ever tell me not to do anything? And no, he told me to do it all. Or, or yeah, he did tell me not to fight anymore. But he, I, I proved him wrong. <laughs> I, you know. Yeah. Um, but I love the, I love, I love my dad. And I, you know, the one thing that you know as an athlete, when you said your dad missed two games, yeah. you get, when you get a little older and you have your kids, and you know they start doing stuff, and and you realize how much they actually did for you like cleats shoes equipment camps doing all this stuff let alone the hunting gear that you had to buy oh, yeah. you know what i mean like dads did a lot mom and dads did a lot like they did it because yeah you're a son you know and then, yeah and then, and that's one thing when i got older i realized now that i even have kids now you know before i even had kids i remember man I was like, dude, what the fuck? A gas bill, light bill, oh, yeah, adulting fucking, sucks. Yeah, yeah, dude, like it, it all sucks, right? Like, yeah. um, I was so anxious to get the fuck out of the house and do my be me. You know what I mean? And then I didn't realize, like, what the fuck did, was I thinking? You know, <laughs> like how good did I really have it? So, um, and then when I had kids, I remember, man, I bet it was like. A month, maybe two months tops. I was holding my little daughter, and I was like, man, I'm an asshole. Because oh. I knew yeah, the what I did to my the parents. The things that you took for granted. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, everything like my, you know, we didn't come from money. My dad worked yeah. for everything we had, but he had, he did everything for all our kids. All my brothers and sisters, like camps all my wrestling tournaments and camps i just took for granted like i need to go to fargo for nationals you know part of the reason that it was like i said i missed a couple but not very many and and i had to jump through hoops Mm -hmm. to be there at some of those things 
but one of the reasons that I was driven to do that is because, you know, parents aren't perfect. My dad wasn't perfect, no. but he showed up. Yep. My dad showed up. And it cared for you. It mattered. He, it mattered. Yep. Like knowing my dad was there up in those stands watching me was usually the, it was more, looking back, it was more important than anything else that was going on. Yep. You know, and I, I went to work for somebody for a little while, you know, like a few years back and we had a falling out because part of the reason was he, you know, he wanted me over here doing this stuff when my kids were playing sports and we ended up having a discussion about it one day and he's like, you know, Hey man, I had to tell my kids at some point, if you want to have these things, I need to be doing these. And I was like, man, that's where me and you have different opinions about this because in my opinion, it is far more important for me to be there for their things that they're into than them having anything else. You know, just based off of that, I mean, like you look at, you know, you're talking about like the passion that you can see in me. It's like, it's his passion that he gave to me. I mean, because, you know, you look at those two loves that I loved so much was football and bow hunting. And those are both things that I got from him. You know, I wanted to be a linebacker because he was a linebacker. I wanted to be a bow hunter because he was a bow hunter. And, you know, the fact that, you know, the only reason that I'm so involved in everything that I am is because he had me doing it. And, I mean, I couldn't be more thankful to him for that, you know, yeah. because the best dad ever. I mean, yeah. we're getting up. too deep here. No, no. <laughs> just showed up, it, showed it, up it, for everything. It, it really is, though, because I remember, like, you know, my dad would be on call for the road. He was an engineer. He would have to take trains to yeah. Cheyenne or wherever. And uh, he would lay off for my game. It was Friday night, so I'd play football, whatever. And I knew when he laid off, yeah, it was a big deal. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. it was a big deal. Because I knew he laid off just to watch me play. Yeah. I didn't really knew it was a big deal because of the money situation, like how much money he was losing to the mm-hmm. family, and how much sacrifice he did until I got older. But I knew it was a bigger deal when he was there. So guess what? When I would go make a tackle, I knew that on the intercom, my name, my last name would be fucking brought up, and I would know that, yeah. you know, yeah. that's what made me be saying thank you for, yeah, coming back here and wait. Till, and it, wait till it's your boy. Yeah, and I, like I, I, shit, wait till it's your boy. I'm gonna, be fucking crying I'm like gonna tell you right now. <laughs> I know. Like dude. as thrilling as it was for you when your yeah. name was being called out, you yeah. know, when you were fighting, when you were playing football for same the same yeah. type things no. for me. The when when it's your when it's your kids uh, that are doing it, it is a completely different level. Oh, I, I get it, man. And, and you know, parents get crazy. About sports, they get crazy about those things. They go it, like it's one of the reasons I would dread the idea of being a coach because parents are crazy. Yeah, but I understand why they're crazy. Yeah. Like I, I hundred percent. Like I do, yeah, Cody. Just like uh, my daughter, seven years old, she wanted to do plays. You're talking to a guy that uh, likes punching people in the face, right? Yeah, like, oh, you're definitely like, like I, 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 yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like fuck. Right, but my daughter so like wants to do this, and I'm I'm a, I'm a I'm a parent, and my wife's a parent. Like, whatever you want to do, you want to play an instrument? I don't give a fuck what you want to do. I never did that shit, but I'm I. That's yeah. what they want to do. Cool. Yeah, you got I, you got. She wants to do uh, a play. She wants her deal is she wants to be a famous singer, and, and she she said 
I want to get on stage and see what it's like to be in front of people. Yeah. What better way to do it than play, right? Yeah. You got it right, babe. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. So she right. had to try out. She had to do she had to memorize a fucking skit and everything. She went out and knocked it out of the fucking park, right? Yeah. And she just got a big old part now for this play as a second grader. And these are high school kids. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, I had no idea what what I'm getting myself what the kids are getting themselves into. Yeah. She got the part, she told me last night, and I was like, what the fuck? And I'm proud as oh, hell. Yeah, dude. I'm like, what do we gotta do? You know, and this is play. I'm gonna, I'm gonna you know tell what I mean? You, it's nuts. Like for me, his his um his football, him and his older brother, uh-huh, when they played football, both of them like I I, I was it, like over the moon, super proud and yeah, yeah. Cra- as crazy as any freaking parent that you see out there. You know what I mean? My third son, the wrestler, uh-huh. holy shit, did that take that into a completely different level? Yep. Okay. Because it's one on one. Oh, dude. Oh, yeah. The, like, I never, watching him go on to a football field, I, I, I never felt nauseous. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> there were times. When Casey was he he wrestled through college, there were times where I was nauseous before he was getting ready to wrestle. Yep. You know, and uh, like I, I'll never forget, there was one particular kid, um, and it was for your position in state that uh-huh. he was not expect he he this kid had beat him twice I think, yeah, and he came out there and like literally I don't even know the name of the move. And the way that he would do it, it was like a chicken wing where he, the guy would shoot and he would catch his head right here and put his arm behind like his back. Like a cow catcher type deal. Like a cow catcher type yeah. deal. And he would he would flip him around and just be in position for a pin, pin. immediately. Yep. And he did that to that kid. And I almost I almost lost, lost my it. shit, dude. <laughs> I did. I yeah. like almost came apart. Yeah. Like I I honestly Hope that your little one gets into the position where he's in either fighting or wrestling, jujitsu, something (laughs) like that. Because that is, you're going to see what your dad. I know. You're going to see what your dad was going through. I know. And I I, I told him, man, I said, I'm sorry, man. (laughs) I did. I did. I really did because, uh, you know, it's so nuts being, uh, becoming, you know, as I get older, I'm 42 years old now, Mm -hmm. you know. And now that I have a family and, and, you know, I still think I'm fucking 21, yeah, man. Yeah, in our heads because, we are. Because, I, you know, you got to realize, like, all the guys I still fucking train and, yeah. the, you know, they're, and they're then little you, young And then people. you walk in front of the mirror without a shirt on you're like, what the uh, fuck happened to me? You know what I mean? Oh, what? dude. I'm telling you, dude. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> and then, like, I, you know, I, I put the gear on. And I'll start working out with them, and I'll spar with them, and I'm fucked for like a week. And I'm like, oh fuck, yeah. dude, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. Like in my mind, which I love, I love that, I love the thing, but it's um, it's different, man. It it really is different. But I, what I was just gonna tell you, Lane, uh, cherish. Every moment you get, you get to hang out with your dad. You get to develop a product, push a product. You get to go shows with your dad. And you guys, it costs money to go to these shows, right? It, it costs money out of your fucking pocket to, to promote this product, to believe in it. But uh, all I'm saying is 
you two, I don't know how many other guys you have on your, on your team that are going to be at your event, at the show, to talk about the product. But I will tell you this, and anybody who doesn't listen to the podcast right now, they eventually will. You get the, you get in front of them and you talk to them, it's sold. You guys are passionate and you believe in it. And the testimonials that you, that people can say it speaks for itself like I, i'm not trying to fucking sell you guys sell you guys something that you, it's Dude, not believable honestly we're all hunters man we are so we are so blessed to be it's i've dealt with a ton of manufacturers mm-hmm. over my career i believe it i mean a ton and they're you know <laughs> especially back when i was selling ads mm-hmm. you know like that for the was magazine magic, shit, yeah. magazine tv online there was a you know i was i was in a publishing position are you still work with the are you still work with them yeah for that for bow hunter but i'm not in sales with uh-huh. them anymore i'm I, I write a column in the magazine and then i write for the magazine and i do some other contract stuff with them but back in the day when i was selling ads when that was a gig you know it didn't matter what you thought of this guy's product you needed to blow sunshine up his butt about it, and you needed to try and get that money, yep. get that advertising. 100%. And there were certain times where you took one look at that product, and you're like, mm. we used to call them suicide ads. Mm-hmm. We're helping this guy commit suicide because just by deciding to bring that thing to market and trying to push it, he's, he's committing financially su- financial suicide because that thing ain't going to work or doesn't work, you know? It's nice having one that we know works. Yep. Like, there is no doubt. You go use this thing for a little while. Don't be stupid and think that if you spook a couple of animals that, oh, that's it. This never works. Yeah. No. If you learn how to use it and you're smart about how you use it, you're going to have times where it creates opportunity where there wasn't one there before. And Absolutely. I mean, that's it's it's nice because you hear these people come back and they sound like you yeah no like, i that's why i, crap, I, I you know? was honestly first time i saw it i rolled my eyes and now i'm like oh, i'm gonna have one with me i might not use it every time but i'm going to have it that was you me. know i was you know now we got turkey hunting coming up too yeah and you know like my my ideal spring here is going to be you know i'm going to go south dakota i'm going to go to nebraska and then kansas and then oklahoma and then back to colorado is that going to happen probably not i'm broke <laughs> but I will be sleeping in my truck for a week or two someplace else hunting for turkeys. And I have a very particular goal that is, I think, one of Dad's goals still. For that turkey decoy, you know, if you show that to a dominant bird, he'll run up on you in full strut, and he's going to be face-to-face from me to you. My biggest goal is I want him to be right here in the middle of the table. I want my broadhead to touch the bird before the knock leaves the string. Mm-hmm. It might blow up the bow. I don't know. It <laughs> might know. blow it up. I've been trying to do it for a while. And yeah. part of the problem is is that we get so excited when they're at five yards, three yards. Shoot. 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 Yeah. And that's good. I yeah, yeah that's great. Yeah. But I I want to be able to touch him. Are you yeah. a turkey hunter? I love turkey hunting. I love turkey hunting. I do. Hunting. Oh, I, I mean I, I grew up in Nebraska, master. so you know oh, you know and you know my whole deal and uh, like you know i get what you're saying is getting in close but 
fuck, my gingivitis will blow away. They say, <laughs> they, they <laughs> say that fucking turkeys can't smell. No, no, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I love that close account, and I think that's why I like turkey hunting. Oh. Yeah, you and they're vocal. I mean? Well, I can, it's a I feather can tell you right now, one of the number one questions, and I'm asked, over and over again is what is your what's the number one species for you if yeah. you couldn't hunt anything else what is it mine's elk yeah you know and no i'm not a super slammer i haven't had a chance to hunt everything on the continent just yet um but out of everything that i've hunted and i've i've encountered dang near every species yeah you know what i mean yeah, yeah, yeah. um and i've taken a lot of them um but like elk are the king of anticipation and, you know, the, to me, anything that yells, here I come, here I come, here I come, here I come, and there at the last minute, they rip a bugle, and you still can't see them yet, but you feel the ground shake underneath your feet and the, the vibration on your skin, like, that it, it will do something to it, It'll melt people, you know what I mean? And turn you into this, like a freaking 10-year-old, girl trying to pull a 30 pound bow for the oh, first time you know that was me this year yeah that's what happens <laughs> well turkeys to me are like a little small version of an elk and the the reason that i love elk so much is because of that interaction like i was talking about before i'm i've developed more patience over my career um to be patient when i need to be however i am a very aggressive hunter I am I am a try to make it that, happen that, guy. That is why you came over with the stalker. Well, and there's there's certain times where the best bow hunters they know when to make it happen and they know when to let it happen. And I have had to learn how to let it happen in some situations. But with elk, like that is you know, I you're very proactive. It's very interactive. You talk to them, they talk to you. You are fooling them the entire time. Same reason I like using decoys on things. September. You know. Turkeys are the same thing. Yeah. I mean, I'll like, you know who Mark Smith is? No, I don't. The Muley Slayer? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I know him as Muley Slayer. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay, so Mark had never killed a turkey, and I took him on his first, well, we went on our his first turkey hunt together, mm. and we the, the first turkey that he ever killed we mark was pretty accomplished bow hunter at the time you know he was seasoned he yeah. wasn't a beginner at all he would be, he'd been killing big deer and killing elk and yeah he's a he's a killer yeah. um and anyway he, he we went and set up and uh a buddy of ours had roosted a couple of birds and it was one of those things where first thing in the morning they flew down off the roost we start calling at them and they're they're gobbling at us from down here while i'm sitting on the left side of the line mark's sitting next to me over here and we had a, a guy shooting a camera in between us, I think. And we had a mic on Mark. And as these birds are coming, I'm peeking out of the corner of the blind, and they they were running and gobbling, two of them, just pterodactyl run. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they're and, coming. And I'm like, oh, shit, they are, they, they are coming hot. They're coming hot. And I'm just I'm looking out the blind, and I'm telling Mark this, and I'm like, oh, they're at 100. They're at 70. They're at 50 get ready and he's like you can hear him in the in the microphone <laughs> and he ends up making a perfect shot on one right yeah. in front of the blind but he 
almost lost it. Oh, yeah. And the reason he almost lost it, you know, this is a bird we're talking about. It's a freaking bird. bird. Mm -hmm. And I, Cameron Haynes, I have argued with him about this. Like, Cameron thinks that turkeys are stupid. Yeah. Like, uh, evidently, he's been around a pretty tame flock someplace where he thinks he can kill them with a golf club if he wants to. And I'm like, dude, Cam, you can't be a really enthusiastic, a passionate elk hunter and not enjoy turkey hunting. It's impossible because it's this, they're like little feathered elk. Yeah. That's what they they're are. They're hard to kill with they, a bow. They're, they are they're, hard to kill they're with little a feathered elk, yeah. man. They're, they're, that, I, I can get, I understand both guys. I, I understand it because I feel like I've had numerous years where I'm like, these fucking birds are so stupid. I've had successful years where I'm like, these are fucking dumbass birds. And I've well, had in, years in Nebraska, yeah. Yeah, and I've had years where I'm like, what the They're fuck is wrong with the fucking tar out of me? Yeah, like I, I what the fuck I, I I should be done by now. Yeah. Right? So I get both of them and uh the main, the main thing is is like I like to hunt with my boat, period. Yeah. Like and I can't and like we were just picking up the cam. Like he probably needs to come outside of his circle and try a, a different hunt. A different state of birds because it is fun oh dude, it is fun it is so fun it's fun and you know you know i know he likes spring bear hunting and doing all that shit but to me i think it's a it's a cheap way to go get out in the field in spring shoot yeah. your bow get some ticks and have fun <laughs> dude <laughs> you know what i mean i don't i don't mess with ticks i, I don't fucking go ticks hate are. ticks man <laughs> honestly and i this quick break is brought to you by Crispy Boots. And I'm telling you, I've been rocking the new Laponians Gen 2s, and they had the best thing that's ever happened to my feet. Man, I'm talking lightweight, great ankle support, and I'm telling you, they look real snazzy. Uh, I love them. I used to rock the Thors, and, man, these things uh, blow them out of the water. I'm telling you, man, let's just keep it real. Crispy Boots, I'm a big fan, and I think all their boots are or the bomb.com you know uh guys check them out at crispyus.com if i had to choose between turkey hunting and deer hunting Uh (sighs) uh-huh it's a coin flip that's a fucking shit right there. i'm telling you dude that that would be a really hard and for me deer hunting means muleys and whitetails yeah like i'm usually I'm usually upset if I don't get to hunt both in a yeah. season. And we usually hunt our muleys late season, you know, Eastern uh-huh. Plains. And that was all because of football. Uh-huh. That was the only, you know, he yeah, would yeah, get yeah. done playing football at the end of October, early November, and he could go, he could hunt Eastern Plains muleys every year, yeah. you know, and me and him could hunt together and his brothers. Um, but uh, anyway, like the choice between deer and turkeys i don't know what i would i, I don't know what i'd choose honestly i'm damn i might choose turkeys you sound like my boy josh oh walker you met josh walker yet the, the so. former uh yeah the played, packers played with the backers jacksonville yeah. he's he's friends with Derek. he's he's a buddy he lives down the road from me that motherfucker loves birds he loves he's, goose, he's been doing duck, a ton of goose and, and duck lately yeah because it's obviously oh, he dude. loves the hunt he loves the hunt period and uh is he big is he a big goose guy yeah he love he fucking loves it, man. He and this is like when I talked to some when it, when we met 
uh, for the first time. He finally got on IG. He lives right up the road. And he he um, been seeing my truck, yeah. uh, you know, Gladiators. And yeah. he fucking finally reached out to me. And we were actually getting ready to do the best of the best last year. Mm-hmm. And he finally reached out to me. He's like, hey, man, I'm new to this IG ding. I see your truck running up 285. And, you know, I see you you like to hunt and this and that and I see you shooting your bow all the time. Uh I like to come and shoot with you because I see you have range. Yeah. I was like I was like, cool. I, well then I check him out, you know, and I look at his IG and I'm like, fucking baller. He little followers because yeah. he just started it. Yeah. So I'm like, how the fuck is this long, guy played in the NFL? He, how long ago did he uh, uh he played five years? He played five years in the league. Um I think he, I don't know. A while Probably back, a few years four ago. Four years ago. Yeah, maybe. okay. Not, not, yeah. not too long ago, but, uh, and uh, anyway, so I look at him, and I see, he pop, he put a couple of, uh, pictures of him playing NFL, so I Google that, and I'm like, oh, shit, this is him. Yeah. We were going to snowpack this little bar up here, this tavern. I was like, listen, if you want to come meet me, meet me at this bar here. At least I know I have a fucking few other people around me. Yeah, yeah. In case you get a little weird, I don't know. You know, yeah. I don't know who the fuck <laughs> this guy is. Hits me up, and he meets me, and he just comes in, and of course he stands out like a fucking, you know, yeah. sore dick. Big you dude. Know? Yeah, big dude. Yeah. And uh, comes up, starts talking to everybody, you know, hunting. He meets it, and we start bullshitting, and I'm like, Mac, man, yeah, come on over. You know, you're cool shit. Yeah, come on over. And we start shooting. And then I started talking about, you know, hunting geese and duck. And I'm like, oh, this motherfucker is all about this shit. You're right. Like he loves that shit. He loves hunting, period. So if he if it's in nine season, he's hunting oh, yeah. ducks now. And so right now it's his thing. But he loves elk. He loves deer. Um, but I was going with this is like it is it, it's so crazy, is because you're talking to a guy that's played in the league for, for so long. And he just he didn't he wanted to be antisocial. He didn't want to do yeah, any yeah, of the I social totally media understand. deal. And I get that. I respect that. And I was like, well, here's the problem. You want to start a podcast? Yeah. You're going to need to be. He wants to start a podcast. Well, he did. He's it, on it. Yeah. Retired. Okay. He retired to hunt now. Yeah, retired to hunt. Yeah. And uh, I said, well, let me help you. And yeah. I'll do this and that for you. I said, but you got to do an IG and you got to yeah. get people. You got to get an interaction with people. Like, they got to know who you are. Oh. Nobody's going to fucking know who the fuck you are. Yeah. They don't give a fuck if you play for Green Bay or if you killed this bull or not, if they can't see it yeah. or, you know, push you to your content. And he's like, fuck. <laughs> so he did it. And, and he goes, man, the best thing that's ever happened on the IG meeting is the people that he, he met me. You know, now he's met Snyder. He's met, yeah. you know, Derek. And... He's realized that if it wasn't for that, um, you know, his podcast has bloomed so yeah. much more now. Yeah. He's like, fuck, I hate this, but I love it. You know yeah. what I mean? From networking. Yeah, yeah, it is networking. and uh, But it's the same thing I was going with this is, you know, it's like, you know, you're doing Hoyt. You've done all this and you don't, you do shows. Yeah. And you do, you have an archery shop guy that's talking you know, the people all yeah. the time now. But when it, when it all comes down to it is you got to get in front of people and you got to tell people how you really feel about 
you know, hunting Dude, and how it works. I, I can tell you right now, like, I, this part, having conversations with people that I like, um, this is fun. You know what I mean? This is, this is it easy. Is. This is fun. It, no pressure. Um, there's, there's certainly been podcasts that I've done with guys, like, especially when I'm hosting. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I just did a podcast last night. I wasn't the host. I was on somebody else's mm-hmm. podcast last night. And they, like, literally they might ask me three or four questions during yeah. the entire thing because I was just I was just going. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Have you ever had – it's different when you're in person. Have you ever been on a podcast with somebody where you ask them a question and they answer with a one-word answer? Yeah. That's hard. It's so hard. and That is hard. I think that's kind of why I – went away with the whole like when COVID hit right away yeah. i was doing pulling people up on the big screen yeah and i did like seven or eight deal and i said this ain't this ain't the way i want to roll it's right. not the same it's not- i said if they ain't cool to come in here and if you know and i get the COVID deal and i was like well you know what i'm willing if you're willing yeah you know what i mean i'm not sick yeah you ain't sick let's go you know at the time you know everybody was all like uh, i don't know you know yeah and I said, "Fuck that, dude! I'm doing this all interview, and and that's what I've well, been this, able to do." This is the you know the dis, the discussions and talking to people that you're that are interesting people and that you can learn something from. That is the fun part. Hundred percent. The social media part. Like I'm I'm the old generation. Yep. You're right behind me. Yep. Okay. No, I know. You got to adapt. The though. social you have media to part. I hate it i and i'm not good at it you know what i mean like uh, we were talking about social media on the way up here and i was telling lane that i think maybe my i, I might be better off outsourcing our social media no because it well i man, don't I'm i don't str- want to say that i don't Luke, want to say that I, I, the whole audience that's listening i'm struggling like i keeping up with it's hard. With what they want and the algorithms. And, you know, I can tell you right now, I don't know whether we're shadow banned or whatever with, with that Ultimate happens. Predator. That happens. Like, but our engagement over the last year has just it tanked. Happens. It happens. And, and I, you know, the only way that I can explain is just, they're just not. I asked Lane the last couple of days, did you see this post? Did you see this post or whatever? And, you know, I've got some buddies that helped me with it a little bit, but. Lane's like, no, I haven't seen them. Well, it's because they're not serving it to people, and I don't know whether I got flagged well, because it, most of our social media it, is a it, dead animal. It, with it, a, it's both. It, I'm going to tell you that right now. I, don't ask me. I. It makes me angry. I dude. um. The way that social media should work is if I follow you and you post something, I should see it immediately when you post it. If I follow so. you, I know because yeah. they're they're. I, well, I, I hate as, them. Dude. As far as like engagement, you know, like when it I is. pull up my Instagram, you know, a lot of the times it's people that I just recently followed, or whatever the case is. But I, I'll get every single one of Cam Haynes's because his following is so. Yeah, big but pay and, attention to how long it takes before you get cams. Yeah, well, that, this is this is what I'm saying is you know like yeah, Aaron, I get a lot of Aaron stuff, and it's just. There's certain, you know, there's certain groups and certain profiles that I follow. And there's sometimes where I'll like, I'll, oh, well, what about my old teammate, you know, that I haven't seen in a long time? And he's an active guy, you know. 
And I haven't seen one of his posts come up in a, in a year. And I'll go back, and I'm liking all those photos and everything. And then he might pop up a little bit. But, I mean, just all of the, the social media landscape is so hard. Realistically, you can expect like 20% of your following to even see it. You know? If that. I don't know the answer to that, but I just know where I've dealt with in the in the I don't know how long I've been doing this now for, but um and I don't have a monster following, but I I'm 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 it's solid. I, I, you're I, I got good. a good I, I you know, it's none of it's bot, I'm gonna tell you that right now. <laughs> yeah. It's all good. Um and I've had like good people to help me out build my audience and um and obviously the podcast has helped now tremendous. But um the whole purpose is like for me now is to help you guys. Mm-hmm. Like it is like you being here. Yes. Yeah. We're cool. The show is going to go on regardless. Yeah. My job is you guys drove an hour. Some minutes, two hours, two hours away. Yeah. I want to make the most for you guys. Right. So my job is promotion. After this is all said and done, we air this fucking thing. Cool. I'm going to do, I'm going to do, pictures i'm gonna do this and that and for you i'm gonna send you guys all the content all everything what you gotta do with it do with it it's yours right you guys are here my whole deal is like when the whole social media deal is it's weird because you know like guys like aaron and i like when we were together it it felt like everything was just growing so good and i was uh-huh. like damn dog yeah i appreciate you man you're helping me out a lot he's like yeah you know this is what we do you know i help you out you know yeah and now i'm kind of like okay cool i got i got two different demographics like i i'm big in the mma world right yeah. ufc uh-huh. which is huge right mm. it's huge yeah and um so like right now I'm getting nothing, but I'm because we're in camp and I get a lot more content. And I I take pictures and I'll post with you know these guys got millions of followers, right? Mm-hmm. Millions of followers, and uh, you know it, it it's nuts when they share something. It's crazy on what the what oh, it comes yeah. back to me. Like it's nuts. Like I get like you know I went from 400 likes, 800 likes to like 1200, 1300 likes, yeah. like. And I'm getting people that I don't even know who yeah. the fuck they are, right? Yeah. yeah, it's so weird. So I don't, I don't know. But this is what I do. What I what what I've known through the years. What I recommend, and we're talking on a podcast. This is what worked for me. Engage a little bit to the people that you don't know mm-hmm. on a post, and it'll it'll build. It kind of catches on fire. Like oh, yeah. sometimes it might be an emoji. Fuck, I don't know. <laughs> I, I I don't know everybody that's you know commenting on my shit, whatever. And you got to find out what's good for you. Like I, cause like I, I'm a follower of you guys, so I see lately. It's so weird how this works too, because I have you on the podcast, mm-hmm. and now I see more videos of you guys using your shit. Yeah. It's so Crazy. weird how it works, right? Mm-hmm. Like, cause before, well, I wouldn't see I think any of you, your videos. If you end up message, messaging us or anything like yep. that or going to do a little bit of research, like, you know, when I'm getting ready to do a podcast for mm-hmm. Hoyt, the guy that's coming on, one of the first things I do is go to social media and look through. And, you know, if I don't know him personally, you try to find I try to find out what he's all about, what we need to talk about. Me too. You know what I mean? Me too. And yes, as a host, as a host, I, you got to do that. If I'm, if I follow him, all of a sudden, I'll start getting his stuff for a little while, but then it'll go away. But yep. w- with with ours, 
like not only it's because an animal i think is dying it, it could be that we got tagged and you know shadow banned as they call it or whatever but it also um you know a lot of our social media has always been success photos from customers you know and for a long time at the beginning especially when people weren't really realizing how well this worked mm. you needed to that was your proof in the pudding you know and i mean since i've i i don't know how many customer success photos we have but it's a lot yeah, I, it's a I lot believe, and I videos believe. it's a lot it. and well you know when most we try to get as much video as we can, but most people are just taking a photo afterwards, yeah. you know, with what they did and telling us the story about what they did, and we'll post the photograph. Well, Instagram used to be a photograph-based platform. That's what I loved about it. And now... TikToks. It's like you're... You got to do a reel. You got to do a reel. Yeah. And I was just thinking the other day, I was like, okay, I'm watching the engagement on these photos, you know, for the last year just die. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. And... And... I'm thinking that it's partially because the animal thing, partially because we're not doing reels. And now I'm just like, I don't know what the hell that, you know, I don't know what the answer I, is just yet. I, you know? I don't either. I, I can't beat them. I joined them. Yeah. I, I, I did. I, I, I started do. doing it and um, it's helped me. Is It really has. So I don't know. Take that with the grain of salt. Well, it's helped me. And, you know, one of the weird things is, is like, you know, for the longest time I've heard, oh, you need to be posting all the time, at least, you know, once a day, blah, 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 all this stuff. Well, my personal one, dude, I'll post like, I don't know, you know, I'll go weeks without posting and then post something and it does pretty good. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, it I don't know the whole answer on how this all works, but, you know. Nobody I, does. Here's the thing. Except for the Nazis I, running it. Yeah, exactly. Here's you the know, thing. Here's the thing. I would rather be organic and not, like, me, I don't I don't got money coming in, growing off trees here. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, I, I just do not have the willpower in me, and I don't justify the willpower. Not, nothing to take away from those people that pay for people that run their social media. Because I know it, it's done, it's good. It's not in my budget. Yeah. And I just don't feel like... It's genuine. I, literally, I have enough. I'd rather connect with my audience knowing that it's me. Yeah. Like That's when you what message they appreciate me, about When you, you message me or, and say shit or send me a fucking meme, yeah. it's me replying back, right? Cool. Could I, I maybe, could I, my following be a lot higher if I did that uh, the other route? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's here's not authentic. The, here's the thing, man. I would rather be me and connected with my audience uh, that listens. Here's, here's an important question for you. Have you turned yours into a business account yet? I have. You did. Okay, well, I can tell you personally right now, I was talked into, you know, way back, like right not too long after I passed like 10,000 followers mm -hmm. or something like that. Yeah, that's somebody, when that's when it comes. Somebody a, told me, you know, you need to change to a business account because you can link, you know, you you can you can link in your stories and everything like yeah. that, you know, all those things. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I'll go ahead and do that. And I did it with my personal account. And I, I'm not kidding you. Overnight, the engagement was cut in half. Yeah, because as soon as you become a business, they want you. They they want you to boost stuff. Hey, they, they want, want you, you to, to boost pay to go and do that, right? I know. If if any of you listening that have a good following, 
I recommend that you don't change it to a business account. I, I, like I said, I don't know the answer to that. And I did, and I've been told that they can't. That once you, they go, don't get the tools that you get for right, right. What we get, which I like to see my audience, my engagement, like the the dashboard now. Yeah, I do like that. For instance, uh, New Year, I get to work with new companies now, so you know the the game. Like, hey, send me your impressions. Yeah, screenshot, boom. There mm. you go. Mm-hmm. That's what you get. I have that, but if you did have that option, you're like, I don't know. What's working, what's not working. Yeah, I don't know. There's yeah. things you can so, do with it. In my, in, my, in my point of view is like I, like, I don't care. Like, even for a podcast, like most people don't show the, like, the down, downloads of a yeah. podcast, right? Yeah. I do. Yeah. Because guess what? I don't give a fuck. Yeah. yeah. I don't. Yeah. Because if it's five or 50 downloads. Yeah. Or 5,000 downloads? Cool. Have fun. What I'm showing you is what's off of my Podbean. People got to download from Podbean. Right. It's not showing you what I'm getting from iTunes, yeah, Spotify, yeah, yeah. fucking Google. Like, those are my monster fucking companies. Yeah. So if you want to take my podcast downloads of what you're seeing on Podbean, go ahead. Yeah. I'm happy with that. Yeah. You know, um, my whole deal is with this whole thing, with the whole social media and with the business, we need it. We do need it. But at the same time, we need somebody that's, it doesn't need to be political. It doesn't need to be like animal rights deal. It just needs to be about a business that's trying to promote themselves. I mean, we're in America for fucking Christ's yeah. sake. This is supposed to be America, but it's not. Oh, anymore dude it's, it's it, it, it that's the part that we're, we're we are playing with uh razors man like it, it sucks because if you put something out there because i'm gonna tell you right now i put uh i put a, a reel out that i think's badass mm-hmm. a kill i i'm you know we went to arizona got two uh coos deer promoted the six hour Did fucking you? games you know the whole guns and shit it's gonna kill it Dude, they fucking shut that shit down. Really? Faster than shit. Like, Is that they were the like, one of Gaethje when he's yeah, down Ga- prone? And- so, so Gaethje, you're talking to uh, 2 million followers, yeah. right? Dude, he fucking got fucking backslash big time. Yeah. Dude, and then this for is... Shoot, for, yeah, for, for, you shooting mean, ammo, from, whatever. From consumers or, or, or from followers? Yeah. He got a bunch of backlash? Oh, yeah. So this is kind of like where oh, we can talk yeah. about the Derek, Derek Wolf deal. Yeah. Right? So you know, you and I both know Derek. Yeah. And um you know, anybody who's listening, they should know who Derek Wolf is. Uh especially now. I got I, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, yeah, everybody After the fucking last knows. week. I, yeah. it, it's crazy, which I'm so happy for him. I really am Dude, because that, he wasn't not scared to post That's it. another one that man, I'll straight up I'm proud of Derek. Like I'm proud of him like I was we said earlier on I've hunted with a lot of high-profile athletes before, quite a few of them anyway, and most of them are low-key about it because they know, like, Gaethje, like, if if half of your audience goes bananas on you, but Derek's opinion, Derek's attitude is, like, I'm not going to hide who I am, and if you're the type that is going to get so angry about me doing this that you're going to leave me, bye. Yes. I, bye. I, I, I get, so, so... You got to realize, like, I've worked with guys like Derek yeah. that have uh, stacks in the bank. 
Yeah. Right? Like, we're stacks in the bank. And I have worked with guys that have stacks in the banks, and they not Derek Saddis yet. Right. right? Um, Let's say say Gaethje right now. If Gaethje quit fighting tonight or the next fight, he's Mm -hmm. done fighting. He's set for life. Yeah. He's set for life. Right? But at the same time, he's not. Yeah. Right? Um, well, the, the, the thing is, like with Derek, you know, he's, he's, he's set if he's smart. With his, if he's smart. You've got to be smart. Yeah, then, yeah. I should say on, that, yeah. Yeah. Because no matter how much you have, you can, yeah. you can screw it up. But here's the bigger deal. Like, we were talking about this earlier. There are other opportunities that come for you. Like Derek is a major, you know, radio show host yeah. in Denver. And it's a great show, and he does a terrific job. Well, there might be future opportunities that come. You know, one of these network executives hear the job that he's doing over here on Denver Radio, and all of a sudden, he's got an offer from ESPN a couple years down the road to to get into. And the problem is, is if you've all it takes is one crazy executive over there who. Paints this picture of you anti, because anti hunter, anti hunter, whatever, and and all of a sudden yeah. you lose you you lose a potential opportunity because of your lifestyle that they can't that and that is coming from a person exactly, that is completely Dan, irrational and, and, and completely emotionally based. That's kind of where I was going with this whole yeah. deal is because you know Dan, like Justin, for instance, like me and him go hunting a lot together, right? And I'm like, man. Post that motherfucker, you know? Yeah. And he was like, man, I, I don't just know get if I so. can. And I'm like, fuck that, dude. That's who you are. You're a hunter. Yeah. That's me. But it's talk- his livelihood. It's talking to me. But I'm, I, maybe I'm being selfish for me, too, you know? Because we've had a conversation. He goes, like, Luke, you got to look at it, my point of view. Is this going to cut me from a Jose Cuervo commercial? Yeah. That he makes. It could. It could. No, it, and it has. Like, Monster or all these other ones that have, have because they don't want to be affiliated with this guy that yeah well think you know, about think about any other arena where if a company is allowed to say actually we're not going to give you this opportunity because of your background yeah. because of your culture because of your heritage um, that really we don't align ourselves with that yeah. but that's a huge issue and then but. But if you're a hunter, that it's completely okay. In fact, uh, you know the vast majority of you know your corporate juggernauts and all that stuff, they they don't like this. See, and, and it can you it know, can take the, away every opportunity every, that you have. It's but a, it's, it's completely a, okay. Me and you, us us three, we talking. We we kill something. We go. Let's let's just say. All right, now we go to Texas. We post some pigs up. Yeah, we kill it. Boom. We post it. No problem. All right. Now. We bring a guy like Derek and Justin in. It's going to help our product. Yeah. Hard thing. Our, 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 my podcast. We do a podcast there. It blows up, right? But now it's going to backfire on them because... It could. They're fucking it could. killing animals. But you yeah. know what? Honestly, all of us got to get to the point. We've all been hiding for a long time because of this stigmatism that is, that, that is connected to it. And for fear of losing opportunities like that... But when we really get down grassroots around, you know, into communities, we find out that there's a lot more like-minded people like us 
than we really think there are. But they're all hiding too. And what we have to do is we have to get to the point where we're sick of hiding. We're sick of it. We're si- you know what? You might cost me something in the, yep. in the long run, but screw, screw you. I'm, I'm, this, this is who we are. This is who my grandfather was. This is who his grandfather was. Damn right. And, and we're not going to change for you because of your emotionally based, irrational thinking. I want to feed my family. You're, you're, yeah. you're, you're preaching to the choir, Sorry, bro. Sorry, you you're, you're, you're talking to a guy right now that I took, a, I took a fucking gamble right now. Like, listen, this is no bullshit. I, and I have turned money away. I'm not rich. I'm yeah. not Justin yeah. Gagey. I'm not fucking... Rich man, I am not. Yeah, I have turned my okay. Rewind this whole conversation. I was when I started the podcast. I was like, "This is what I want to do. I want to have drinks. Yeah, I want to have uh, conversations, real conversations, like hunting camp. I like to have fun. What I do, I don't care if you don't know me. You will know me as the guy that likes to have fun. I would yeah. rather like, yeah, I I love. Don't get me wrong. I love smoking a fucking person in the face. <laughs> if, they, if they got some coming to them, I yeah. do. I have no problem doing that. Yeah, that's what I did. My life now is my kids, my wife, and I like to have fun. I like to go in the outdoors. I I love that. So when I chose to do this fucking podcast, I was going to do it my way. Mm-hmm. And I took a chance, and I had a lot of people, a lot of feedback from some of the highest guys up there saying. Uh, you probably shouldn't do that. Mm. And I was like, yeah, I know I'm not Joe Rogan. Yeah. I can't do that. And I was like, but if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it my way. Yeah. And if it doesn't work, guess what, doc? Yeah. This is my shop. I live here. Yeah. I don't yeah. give a fuck. Yeah. Right? I took a chance of having booze, smoking cigars, Guys want to smoke weed, smoke weed. I don't care. I'm not discriminating. It's not illegal here in Colorado. Mm-hmm. I don't care. We chew. We do this and that. Do what you I want. took a I took a chance, right? And then when I went to companies, I said, "Hey, this is what I do mm-hmm. for my show. This is who I have as a guest, and we we're having cocktails." It, I I will honestly give this to Aaron because. I, I feel bad for it, too. I, I really do, but I think he needed it in his life. Mm-hmm. He was so high-sprung and so out in trying to be this person in Kafaro and this, and he was a time bomb waiting mm-hmm. to go. Mm-hmm. And he goes, can I come? I'll be your first guest on your podcast, but I want a drink on your show. And you're talking to a guy that hasn't drank for fucking four or five years, dude. Yeah. Because he was an animal. Yes. But he was all yoked out and yes. doing shit, yeah. you know. Uh, and I said, are you sure? I said, I don't, I'm not making you drink. I'll, I'll, I'll bring a whole keg of kabuchi down here. Because that's, <laughs> that's what he was into, right? Yeah, 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 like yeah. he was. Like, I'm not trying to push people to fucking drink or yeah. whatever. I just want you to be you. Yeah, you just right? want to have a casual conversation. I don't, you know, yeah. I, I'll do what I want to do. I'm a grown-ass man. Yeah. And he was too, and he did it. I think that was the 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 break for me. Is like, well, Aaron had a, you know, he got fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> he says he did it. He goes like, my, I don't even get drunk, and I'm like, yeah, you got fucked up, bro. But I was saying, I was like, I got these great companies behind me, and they all 
support what I do. Like, I'm not, am I going out hunting drunk? No. no. Fuck no. There's a time and place for everything. And uh, my whole deal is I wanted to do a show that was me, and I wanted to do a show that would make it presentable for people to understand. Yeah. Yeah. Was there times where I got a little fucked up where I didn't need to be fucked up? Yeah. I probably should have quit drinking a little bit more. But that's me. You know what I mean? I said I wanted to do a podcast that was different than a lot of them. And guess what? If you look at a lot of podcasts now, they're starting to crack up beers. They're starting to do it. They're trying to get sponsored get from Gundil. Here's the thing, man. Take chances. Don't try to fucking piggyback off of everybody else. Be you. Yeah. Be your guys' deal, dude. You know, like like your deal. Like when I saw your uh, Cody Ludman. Let's go real quick. I want to before. I, That's funny. All right, GVD films. You're in, man. Yo, guys, how's it going? What up, Pippin? Who who did you oh, say it was? Um, Lane, are you gonna do the uh, elk calling contest or what? The elk calling contest. Hold on, Which, who, who is this, and where are you calling from, and what the hell are you talking uh, about? Marty, I'm over in. Uh, oh, hey, what's up, Colorado. dude? Where? Where's he from? Where are you from? Marty from Iron Will. Oh, oh shit! Okay, okay, that's my dog. <laughs> What up, big dog? Uh, which which elk calling competition? Oh, I'm just messing with you. They they have one at the Western Hunt Expo. I was like, Oh, you can't fuck with those Dutch guys, dog. Oh <laughs> no! Get Jermaine up there and he'll whip me. No, whip me. Uh, I know just enough to be dangerous. <laughs> Try to be dangerous anyway. Most of the time, I got him behind me, so I'm set. No. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's, That's what the decoys are for, though. There. Decoys are for when we screw up. <laughs> What's up, dude? Oh, yeah. Well, I just wanted to call and say what up. And uh, that was the very serious conversation you guys just had there. It was I crazy, know, right? We've been getting deep, dude. It's it's weird. It, uh, <laughs> I might get laid tonight. I don't know if I play my cards right. There was a point I almost, I, I almost teared up. It was crazy. Hey, let me ask you this. Are you guys going to be down at Western Hunt? What was that? Are you going to be down at Western Hunt Fest or what? Uh, 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 what yeah. Expo? <laughs> yeah, we got a booth there. Um, forty-seven sixty-two, I think it is. Nice. When do you guys go down? Yeah, forty-seven sixty-two. When do you guys go down? Uh, we got to head there Wednesday. Okay. Where is forty-seven sixty-two, bud? Is that on the? We're, we are seriously on the other side of you. We're like um, just a couple booths away from Kafaru. Oh, okay. Oh, we, all the way at the other we'll end of the find building. A way to come down and say hey to you. Yeah, you guys are in two one two. We're all the way over. I just looked it up. I was like, dang, we're not neighbors. Yeah, yeah, we're on the opposite. It's end. such a big place. It's such a big place. I, yeah, I tell you what. You gotta walk if I, if I had to be a consumer, and this is, this is me just talking out loud. I don't know. That is the only place I would go. Honestly, is the western. Oh, it's a pretty cool show, dude. I, I I enjoy that show. I like I like the atmosphere. I love uh, everybody that's there. Like I when I first got in the game, I went to every show and I got broke real fast. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I got hung over a lot too, dude. Uh, I went to Shot ATA, fucking Western, all of them. I went to all of them, 
And now I'm just like, dude, I could do the same thing at one show. Yeah. Well, yes and no. I hear you. Yeah, yes and no. But as far as the consumer shows go, that thing. Oh, for you guys? Oh, yeah. As consumer shows, that is an awesome show. It's an awesome show for a consumer to go to. It's an awesome show for a manufacturer or a company to display at because it's it, man i don't i don't know what it is they do it right mm-hmm. at that one yep. they do it right at that one um you know i shoot until three couple years ago i don't think i missed an ata show from 2002 through like 2020 yeah and um you know when i was this guy's age young going to those things i loved it yeah. i loved it and now it's like Man, it's a chore for me. I ain't gonna yep. lie. It's yeah. a it's a chore. Maybe that's where I'm at. <laughs> yeah, dude, you'll it's, get burned because I on had it. fun. I did. Don't get me wrong. I met some great people. Yeah, a great time, and it was who I got connected with. Yeah, but I feel like ah, uh, now I can. That's why I leave Saturday. Yeah, I do. I really do. I I'm just like, ugh. Oh, hey, uh, Marty. Yo. Hey, I need some help with penetration. Where are my broadheads at? <laughs> <laughs> I'm si- I'm sick of halfway. We had this conversation last time I saw you. <laughs> I know you it. You weren't allowed to step over to our side of the fence. I can step over to whatever. Yeah, he All right. can't. All right, we'll, we'll talk when, uh, <laughs> when I see you, for sure. Yeah, you just hit me up, brother. Heck yeah, man. Be stoked, too. Hey, guess what? Is Bill going to be down there? You know it. All right. Well. Dude, I need to meet Bill. Oh, um, you haven't met Bill. I, I don't think I've met Bill. Oh, uh, one of the coolest fucking guys ever. Yeah, he really I is. don't think I've I've met him. Now, Marty, I think you and I met at the Jamboree last year, didn't we? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, yeah. I remember you, bud. And uh you make sure and come up and say hi, but I I'd really like to meet Bill. Um I you guys have an awesome, awesome product. Yeah, definitely. It'd be good to get you guys all together. He's uh he is a man, that's for sure. Well, cool. you got you guys do a great thing over there, and I will say this. I will come by, and I will help do whatever you guys need me over there. And um, fuck, you guys have nothing but solid company to me, and uh, I can't appreciate it. Yeah, we appreciate you too, man. We want to get on your podcast soon, or get uh, Bill on there. Hey, listen, and, bro, uh, listen, I've been trying to I'll get that probably, dude. I'll probably drive him home. Oh uh, yeah. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops, man. Me and Lane are starting to eyeball these couches over there. Uh, that's good. Um, <laughs> hey, I'll tell you what, man. Uh, we'll talk at the Western. We'll get some in the books, and let's do that. Sorry, what's that? I said Sorry. we'll talk at the Western, and we'll get some in the books. Sorry, you. Think, uh, we'll get you guys on the podcast. Yeah, dude, definitely. Um, we need to. All right. Anything else? Hey, are you gonna are are you gonna be at the? Uh, uh, at the CBA banquet in March. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Awesome. The, um, possibly, I'm talking to Lane Walter right now about that. Um, still trying to figure out dates and whatnot, but yeah, I'm trying to plan on that for sure. Yeah, it's it's March 11th, and it's in Loveland, I think, at the uh, um, at the county fairgrounds there. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. You need to be there it ain't too. That matter far. of fact, oh, big that's dog. Good. Yeah. Yeah. You you do. Hey, I'm I'm telling you, I'm down. Yeah, hey. you need to. Like and, and what I said at the very very beginning of the podcast, like 
I don't care what state you live in. You need to start, join your state bow hunting organization, support what they do. It's important, and especially in our crazy, whack, state, whack, up, ridiculous state. Yep. It is. It, it really is. It's more, I can't even tell you. Like, uh, I know. I know. Huh? It's nuts. Hey, uh. I'll tell you what, man, I, I can't wait to uh, hang out with you guys there. Uh, I'll be there Thursday, and uh, can't wait to see you guys. All right, man. Um, I'll keep listening. You guys have a good night. All right, later, buddy. Later, bro. Um, dude, that good, that dude's a good dude. Dude, they're all – here, here's the thing. Like, I that. remember meeting him last year. Really? At the, at the jamboree, at the you know, shooting up there, and he he's a good cat. I like that kid. I tell you, I tell you what I, I do know. Bill – Mm-hmm. And Bill didn't know me two shits and win and like uh he goes, Hey, you're the gladiator dude. And I said, Yeah. <laughs> hold your sword up. <laughs> I was like, Yeah, I guess. That's me. As I fucking hold a fucking beer in my hand. <laughs> yeah, he goes he goes, I appreciate you guys. And this was I wasn't even shooting this shit. My I wasn't shooting that broadhead. I was I was not shooting that broadhead. One, it was just I just did not see the the money for me to shoot that thing, right? Until I had encounters, encounters of fucked up. I was shooting uh, mechanicals forever. Yeah. I was. Nothing against the mechanicals because... I know there's mechanicals out there that are great. And they fly they're, well. They're, they're good. I mean, that's, that's why. End of the day. And you're talking to a well. guy, you ask, hey, where's my bow press at, right? You're talking to a guy <laughs> that I, I try to get everything as, as simple as possible because yeah. I'm mm-hmm. not a, a a technician. Yeah, I'm not yeah. a technician. You're yeah. right. I got people around. I live in a city now where I can go and get my shit worked on oh, yeah. and do it. That's what they do. Like, yeah. When people want to fight, yeah. come and find me. You know, yeah. like, I'll teach you how to do that. Like, that's me. I'm. I go to them. Like that's my experience. I want to learn. I want to learn. Yes. Do I want to? I. I, I know how to do some things because Aaron taught me yeah, a lot you of got, shit. You got to have a few tools in the yeah, tool yeah. belt. Yeah. But I'm. But when it comes down to set up on a bow and all that, I let the professionals do it, and then I tweak it and this and that. Yeah. I didn't shoot. I didn't shoot fixed blades until I fucking had a shitty fuck couple shitty incidents. I was mm-hmm. like, oh my shot, my bad. I fucked up, and then it happened again. And it was mechanical, and I was like, "Fuck this shit! I'm not." You know what? I mean, honestly, there's different species. There, there's some species where I prefer mechanical. I 100 percent agree with and you. And there on that. are some species where I'm going to go with a fixed blade. Yep. And to me, like I said, I was not trying to tune different bows, different arrows for things because I I wasn't educated enough. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, you know what I'm talking. I'm just. Yeah, you, you. I just want to shoot my bow, and my twenty yard pins yeah. there. Yeah, my fifty yard pins there. My bow should hit that right there. Yeah, exactly. Right. And there's broadheads out there that that will do that because not all broadheads are built the same. No, and that's, that's that's part of why I want to try that iron wheel so bad because I mean I want to I want to get down nasty with that thing. Like yeah. I want to see what that thing's capable of because yeah. from everything I've heard, it is the best flying fix 100%. on the market. I'm listen. This is not a sponsored paid and you're talking to a guy that i don't kill fucking every species i'm yeah. not this is this guy that when i do get a an animal and i get a shot everything i have shot with that broadhead now i have recovered and it's been a fucking blood trail where my dumb ass can even fucking recover yeah right and you, 
and you get two holes most of the time. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that is why, you know, and I shoot a heavy arrow and I do it and I, you know, you get in all this like FOC shit and this and that. Like yeah. my whole deal is I want to shoot an arrow that shoots straight. And when I make a shot, I know it's going to hit and I'm going to get a blood drill and I'm going to find my animal. Because this shit is all expensive, right? Oh, yeah. It's all expensive. So if I'm going to cut my cost, I'm let, let's just say if I go to, well, a perfect example, I went to Topo, Texas, mm-hmm. shot a ram, right? If I bought that ram, right, and I'm I'm gonna shoot it, and I shot it with the, let's just say one of my old mechanicals that I, an off brand that I didn't, I don't want to mention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I may not have fucking recovered that that shot. Mm-hmm. That, that animal. I mean, Scotty and them, they're good. They probably we would have got another arrow in it. Did you go down to Scotty's? Mm-hmm. I did. Going there right after the western. Oh, it's the best. You'll have the best time. I love Scotty. I'm going to tell you right now, it's the best place. It is the best fucking place to have a great time, and you're going to see lots of, you're going to have a lot of stock opportunities. Yeah, me, and, me and Aaron, well, I mean, both, he's flying from the Western down there, and then. You you, you guys are going down there. Yeah, me and, oh, I'm, I'm going down there to, me and Aaron are going uh, to finally do this with Scotty. Yep, good for you guys. Yeah. Good for you guys. Yeah. Um, So, they, Kafaro was doing a film. David he also was filming me on this whole deal and I you know I'm shooting Iron Wheel and I don't know you was dark when you guys show so back here I have a whole 3D range back here you think I'm a badass shooter but I'm not right <laughs> but as much as I have I have animals out there and I have an animal out there at 90 yards yeah. an elk 90 yards I would shoot arrows because I knew I was going on this hunt and Aaron goes, you better fucking practice. You better shoot. You yeah. Got to be. Because, I mean, didn't yeah. Levi shoot one at like 100 yards? Yeah, so it was pretty far. You know, yeah. with the bow, it's you got you to gotta poke, right? Guess what dad hasn't been doing? <laughs> hey, we'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> hey, dad, once you got it, you don't. You know, you, you're seasoned, It's dog. like riding a bike, Yeah, right? you're seasoned, yeah. dog. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, but so here's the thing. I shot one at 87 yards. Yeah. And I pinwheeled it. Don't ask me to ever do that again. <laughs> but I did. I, I fucking pinwheeled it. And that ram went 30 yards and dropped. I had a full pass through. And I'm 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 a believer. That was just uh, the, the, so audit are huge fucking animals though. They're big. They're yeah. they're big animals, especially those rams. My fucking arrow went right through that thing, hit a rock. And I picked up that broadhead and it is fucking perfect Man, dude I've, I've got to tell you made that comment about full metal jackets earlier now i gotta admit i haven't been shooting full metal jackets mm-hmm. for the last few years but i've got all of the experiences that i've had actually shooting at animals mm-hmm. with a full metal jacket has been extremely positive now yeah if you're practicing with your fmjs and you miss a target and you fucking bend it, it yeah you will bend it you know what I mean? Because it's got aluminum on there. I dealt with a. I'm old enough to say I was shooting XX75s. Yeah. You know, and shot aluminum arrows for a long time. You know, yeah, there's a big advantage to having a strictly carbon arrow. However, those arrows, if you're careful with them and you don't go missing your freaking targets and stuff like that, um, dude, they perform on big game. Yeah. Like, 
both the East and the FMJ, and you know, and they shoot really well. They shoot really well, dude. Those are good shooting arrows. And uh, here's the thing: what what triggered me on the whole thing is like I told you, I have a range out here, Mm -hmm. and I don't get to hunt all. I don't get to hunt like Aaron and some of these other people. Like I gotta, yeah, yeah. I I got a budget, and I get a I get to hunt what I get to afford to hunt, right? But I'd shoot my bow a lot. I really do. I shoot my bow a lot. And when it's nice out, I'll shoot. Mm-hmm. And what I realize is when you start shooting 3D animals, like uh, I love axes. I, w- I really want to move to axes. I do because I don't want to keep fucking with banded arrows, right? But pulling those arrows out when you're up here by yourself, oh, yeah, they're a lot easier to pull out. A lot, a lot easier. easier. And I, I honestly think that that contributes that. Because they're slick on the outside, that can there's less friction going through. Yeah, and I, you know, I'll never forget the the ivory that's in this ring right here. Uh huh. Um, that was a bull that I killed on the last day of the hunt in the last five minutes of the day. See that? Here, I need to take off. off my fat finger. Here, and so. Oh, anyway, that's cool. That's it, fucking cool. Yeah, you know, like that bull meant a lot to me, and um, and I shot him with an FMJ, and it was a fifty-four yard shot, I think, going like up a steep slope. He was running down the hill at me, mm-hmm. and this is way prior to d- these decoys or anything. You know, yeah, I don't need the decoy to kill elk, yeah. but I do prefer to have it when I need it. Yeah, um, but. Anyhow, he's running down the hill, screaming. With his, all I see is freaking white tines coming down, and he turns broadside and starts whipping a, a like raking a tree. And the first shot that I took at him, uh, I think I cut to about forty four. Mm. Um, it was steep uphill, and I didn't know where it hit him. I just heard it, you know, boom, and he he jumped over that bush that he was raking. And he stood there. He's not knowing, you know, what he did uh, or what happened. And I took the second shot. Boom. And he runs down the hill and just, I, he disappears. But there's a tremendous crash. I mean, huge. And I was like, oh, he just died. And when I went up there and looked at him, I mean, literally, those two shots were that far apart from each really? other. Through the, I mean, right next to each other going straight through the middle of the lungs and those arrows i i didn't ever find them they didn't even slow down you know what i mean like literally didn't slow down and i've had a bunch of instances like that on game like i've seriously i was talking to lane about it just just a while back i was like i i think i might go back to fmj's pretty soon i think especially you know working in a bow shop you know. I, realistically, I mean, I think that the most reliable Easton arrow is that FMJ. Really? Because of the, yeah, I mean, just the penetrating power. It's a quiet arrow. It is a little bit heavier. So a it's lot heavy. of the, uh, a That's lot what of guys I like about it. Yeah, well, and it's heavy. There's a lot of people that don't like a real heavy arrow I because know. you're you're going to oh. sacrifice speed. Yep. But it is going to quiet down your rig. It really is. Um, but you know, as far as what you were talking about, like shafts bending and stuff like that. Because it's inevitable. I mean, even if you run an arrow through an animal, good chance that it might develop a little bit of a memory. And, you know, whether it's bad enough to where you can't shoot that arrow or not, who knows, you know? But um, 
all of these aero manufacturers are coming out with, you know, a carbon shaft where they have a, you know, a half out or a, a sleeve, whatever it is, that you can add quite a bit of weight to. Um, so, like, for your instance, you know, if you're sick and tired of, you know, having shafts bend on you, Man, like that axis is a good arrow, and it's naturally a little bit heavier to where you don't have to run quite as much weight up front. But, you know, like your Black Eagle Rampage, your Spartan, um, you know, your Victory Rip TKO, Uh you know, some of these are, especially those Black Eagles, is they're really affordable for anyone. I mean, that's what I shoot, and I'm not made of money. Um, And those arrows, you know, they got that steel half out on them. I mean, it comes 52 grains anyway. But then they give you the option of adding brass, screwing it into the back. And so if you're talking about you want to run 200 grains up front, like not only are we achieving that heavy setup for you, you're also not having to worry about anything developing a memory because of the carbon. You're dealing with a much, much more durable system up front, screwing your broadheads in. And then you're achieving, you can get that front of center, you can get all that extra weight, and you get you know you throw that iron wheel on top of it, and I mean that thing's gonna flat fly through yep. anything, everything, anything. I, so, this is one of those cases where I want to reach over and just slap him and say, "Just listen to Dad." Yeah, it, it's like every archer though. <laughs> every everybody has their own cup of tea though. Oh, That's I know. what I was yeah, saying. No, it, it is. It's one of those hard and, things to accept. Yeah, and, yeah, he knows more about these than I do. You know, these days when when it comes down to it, like um, forever, like you know. Snyder, you need to shoot these rampages, right? I was like, no, oh, man, I'm, I've been pretty good with these ramp uh, FMJs. Yeah, yeah, they're you a know? great arrow. And here's my deal, like, listen, and he offered to give me, you know, I'll get you in contact with. I was like, listen, dude, it's like one of those things where I don't jump, 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 yeah. just because somebody the Kool Aid tastes good over there. I don't. It's mm-hmm. you, dude. That's you. Yeah. Let me be me. It's got. Listen, I work for my money. I. I'm gonna buy this dozen, Try maybe, true. maybe two dozen for shooting 3ds. <laughs> yeah, and then I got this hunting arrows for my animals, dude. I'm I'm telling you, man. I I've been really impressed with them. Every animal that I've ever shot yeah, with, them. I I've been good with it. So my 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 success is what I do. My my rig. I'm I'm not I'm not gonna switch anytime soon. Uh, Easton's been nothing but great to me. Yeah. Great company. Uh, yeah. They've been awesome. I mean, I remember dealing with Isaac back in the day. Remember when Isaac Dude, used to... Well, I, I go back way before... Before I, that. Like I'm sure. Isaac. Well, Isaac you were wearing an Easter hat right now. I, I was... I was... This is before Isaac was even with Badlands. Yeah. And... and You've been in it. Like Gary Cornham. You've been in it. I go back with Gary Cornham a long time. We hunted Nil Guy down in Texas with Gary Cornham. No shit. At one point. Yeah. Like, and... Uh, and knew Deb before Gary Cornham. You know what I mean? Um, I can tell you, I, I mean, there is a lot to be said about the consistency of aluminum compared to the consistency of carbon. Yeah, the oh, yeah. That the carbon is oh, wrapped yeah. around mandrels and things like that. Now, aluminum absolutely has some weak points because you can bend it. But it is extremely, extremely consistent, and that's why, like their top, their 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 tar- top tar- target arrows yep. ha- have aluminum cores 
inside. Something like the, well, even. Like the ACCs and stuff like that. The guys that are shooting Vegas, like the last, I don't know what the exact number is, but it's like the last four or five guys. All of them. Are, they're using aluminum shafts. All yeah. Of them. They're not All switching to a carbon. That's right. No. And, you know, just the penetrating it's, power you get with that FMJ. I it's, mean, it's more consistent. It works. And yes, you can bend it. You know, you've got to accept that. It, yes, you can bend it. You know, other than that issue right there, just be careful with the dang things. When you shoot at an animal, there's a very good chance that you're going to get two holes, and that's, that's what, what you we want. want. Yeah, that's what it you translates want. Translates to animals on the. So ground. the, I mean, I guess that's what I what I was going with this whole thing with the, you know. I practice. I mean, I practice how I play, right? Like yeah. so, like I said, I have practice arrows, and do I fucking shoot if I'm. You know, hit the rebar and shit. I'm still, if it looks good, I'm still going to keep shooting. Right. Yeah. Like, I don't care if I shank one, find one in the dirt. I'm still going to shoot it because that's my practice error. That's right. Yeah. Unless, I, you know, I'll throw it on the spinner and make sure it's not fucking wrong. Yeah. 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 Right? yeah. Not terrible. But at the same time, like, listen, I am in this sport because I love to hunt. I love mm-hmm. it. So I'm going to fucking pay the money, right, to get what I want to shoot. That's exactly it. you, you like people. Everybody has their budgets. Do what best for you. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like my whole deal is that's what's my cup of tea. I don't need influencers to tell me, "Hey, this is what you need to shoot." Yeah, you know I don't need this. I what I like to shoot is what I did. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. And I, and, and it works. It works for me. There's works. a lot to be said about confidence. Because it is what well, I like. And let and, me let me tell you this. I mean. It doesn't matter if you're shooting a arrow that costs a dollar a piece or if it's an arrow that costs $20 a piece. At the end of the day, as a bow hunter, we're looking for that 20 to 40 yard shot anyway. Yeah. And I can tell you right now, if you put the thing behind the shoulder where it's supposed to be, it doesn't matter what's on it. Yep. Shot Shot placement. placement, Shot placement. Trumps everything. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, does. you can get as deep into it as you want. You, you can, can go as expensive as you want, but if you put the arrow where it's supposed to go, it doesn't matter all, what you shoot. Yeah. It's it all smiles. It is smiles. And that's like what I said. Like you've been, you you've obviously been with Easton for fucking Christ was a kid. Yeah, um, yeah long long time. What are you I've saying, been shooting Easton. Yeah, I'm just saying. <laughs> he told me just now. Hey, yeah. get him another uh, liquid death, will you? Um, I I will say this. I have, like, you're you're talking to a guy that came to the company in this outdoor industry that I didn't. I don't know who to fucking deal with. Yeah, I, you. I, brand I, new. I, I'm brand new, and it's weird because every single one of these companies, I would honestly say, once I started, I haven't left. Yeah, and they have not left me because it just. It's just been good, you know. Uh, am I a guy that's going to knock down 40 animals a year? No, I'm not. You, I will talk to guys that do that. I will. Not yet. <laughs> I know. That's you, the, might to, you might get to. I'm trying, bro. I'm trying. <laughs> Dude, knocking down 40 animals a year, you got to be in a really special yeah. situation. Yeah. I mean, you know? but realistically, I try to do what I do with my tags that I have, right? <laughs> Yeah. It's not lack of effort. And Kill it's two, not, three animals a year. I'm stoked. I'm yeah. I'm pumped, right? Yeah. Uh, fucking elk. Um, <laughs> but but either way, uh, like honestly, like I feel like you know, like we were we were kind of going off of topic, but I want to I want to 
generate this back to kind of like the Derek situation. Yeah. You know, you and I both know Derek. And I know we've been rapping for a minute. But I think this is something maybe me and you need to talk about because you've been in the game. You guys have been in the game for a minute. And I don't say I'm a seasoned vet, but I've been in it for a minute. And I, I get to talk to a lot of people across the table. And I see a lot of famous people like I I I deal with, you know, yeah. in, in my era, in my field. And the one thing I will say about Derek is he's a 100% hunter. Mm-hmm. I like that. And he did his job. He's retired. And uh, just like Josh, like my another NFL player mm-hmm. that did it. Josh is all about do-it-yourself, backcountry. And I respect that. Yeah, I hundred percent. I I respect. You know, like you said, I I you've been on a few guided hunts, but more you do it yourself. Well, and you know, I'm not anti outfitter or anything like uh, that. Some of my best friends are outfitters. Mine too. Yeah, mine too. But I'm a terrible client. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I am. I can a find, I can terrible find. client because you've been doing it for so long, well, dude. You know, you want to hunt the way you want to with this 22 year old kid that starts telling me what I need to do here. Yeah, and I'm different. like, uh, Shut you the know, fuck up. Yeah. yeah. And it doesn't happen every time, you know, but there's, there's certainly a bunch, I guess part of the satisfaction to me is going in and figuring it out for yeah. myself. Yeah. And that's what hunting is about, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's trial and error, right? Yeah. Uh, that's, that's part of the satisfaction I der- derive from it. So when I'm, I I had Derek, we came out and shot. I took his money, you know. You took Derek's money. I did. Ooh. I had to take a little bit Derek, of money. Derek, uh, that's you can't let him. You, 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 you see what he's shooting? You're shooting a Hoyt, Derek. Come on. So so I did, and uh, he was all bragging about like he's all doing a, you know, it's his first September since ten years. Yeah. Being in the NFL, yeah. he wants to go out and do it, and I I give him all the credit for it. But you're talking to a guy that's Super Bowl ring. He has money to go out with a guided hunt, and this is why. This is the only reason I said this is I said if you have the money, go with a guide your first year. Oh yeah, get yeah. your get your whistle wet. Learn how. Good, good advice. I mean, I wasn't trying to be a dickhead. Yeah, and he's like, no, bro, I'm going. DIY. Yeah. And that's his, that's his yeah. mentality, yeah. which that was me too. Sure. It was me too. And I was like, fuck, you're going to get fucking frustrated. Because it was his first time elk hunting. Elk hunting. Derek's an Ohio boy. Yeah. And yeah, he came here to Colorado, became a Denver Bronco, and was yep. like, oh, I'm in a hunting mecca here. And, mm-hmm. I, you know, as soon as I get a chance, I'm going to go do this stuff, yeah. you know? Yeah. So yeah, it was his first time elk hunting. And he goes, I said, Derek, dude. Go with an outfitter or get a trespassing fee on some private land. Still do it yourself, but know that there's elk there, dude. You're going to fucking hit hunter after hunter. Yeah. And you're going to call, you're going to hear a bugle. Yeah. And you're going to fuck with them. And you're going to be all, your pecker's going to get hard. <laughs> and then you're fucking going to find out there's another hunter coming down the mm-hmm. ridge. I've been there. I've done, I'm oh, telling yeah. you, I'm, I'm telling you. That's what's going to happen. It's going to be dis- disappointing. Yeah. He was like, nah, man, I got this. I think day six, he hits me up. Bro, 
I'm getting my dick drugged down the fucking. I said, bro, I fucking told you. Yeah. 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 I, I fucking told you. I said, like, it's listen, hard. I lease a, a place up here. I said, I, I, I know what it's like. That's why when the elk are here, it's great. Yeah. But when it's not, it sucks. I, yeah. I can't force them. Yeah. But I'm not dealing with that shit. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah. I, I'm not. And uh, I've done it. And, you know, it, when it's hot, it's hot. Yeah. You know, and when it's bad, it's bad where I'm at. And he goes, help me. Mm-hmm. I need it. I'll pay. What do I need to pay? I was like, oh, now you want to pay. Yeah, yeah. I said, listen, get a hold of this guy. Mm-hmm. He got hooked up with Clay Hill. Mm-hmm. And uh, thank you, bro. Thank you. Fuck. Thank you. Got into him. I don't know if he did. I don't think he ended up didn't, uh Killing hell, but he got on yeah. him. Yeah, he got, he's like, that's he all got I want. some experience. Yeah, he was like, dude, that's all. I said, motherfucker, that's what I try to tell yeah. you. Yeah, get the experience, get in there. I, you know what? It's really funny that you, I, I can't tell you how many times I see like a, uh, a guy who goes out and consistently kills bulls on over the counter units in Colorado or something like that, and. They might be four points and five points, little raghorns, this and that, but he consistently kills them. You line him up against somebody who consistently kills 300-inch-plus bulls on private land or on, uh, on, uh, uh, with outfitters and things like that, guys that, guys that are killing even you know, mm. huge bulls, 370s and up. Which is know. ridiculous. Yeah, and, and I, I'm sorry, but... The guy who's killing those raghorns on that public over-the-counter unit. Fucking studs. You don't want to turn him loose on your big 400-inch bulls on down Hell on the ranch. Hell you don't want to turn him loose because he will show you how to do it. Yep. Yeah. You know what I mean? And go. You know, at yeah. The, at the end of the day, I mean, like, if I had the money, it's like, yeah, I would okay. do something sick. I'd do something <laughs> really cool. But, you know, like, I'm just not in that position. Yeah. And But that's all right. I mean, because, I mean, one way or another, if you're bow hunting, sweet. You're growing the sport, and if you have the opportunity to spread that spotlight and everything and push our sport, that's great. And, you know, so, like, there's a a huge push that we all see all the time, Mm -hmm. whereas, like, both, you know, outfitters and private land, all these things, these are, like, they're almost like curse words. They're, like, they're bad. They're voodoo. Which is wrong. That's not, that's not. Because, you know, like, I get onto a lot of places that are, you know, private property. Yeah. Like, oh, I've never yeah. been able to do an outfitted hunt. Yeah. You know, I just don't have the resources yeah. to do it. But there's a lot of times people ask me, like, how, how, do you, how did you get on that place? Yeah. How did you go? I went up and knocked on I their built door. built a relationship. I went and knocked on their I door. be a piece of shit, I helped, too, them, with, you know I helped I mean? them with a fence. Built yeah. a relationship. You know? And, like, if, so if, if you can do any of those things to... Up your odds of success and to go and have fun with it, build the sport, like do it, do yeah. what you're able to do. You know how many times I've been branding on oh, places yeah, where I've go. still been churned, yeah. I've been turned down. Let's get some, yeah. get some but then oysters. a couple of years later, yeah. I got opportunity to do it. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you help out, because you build a relationship. That's it. It's not I'm like not you're not just take door something. I'm not just like here. As soon as I'm here's done, here's five grand. Can I hunt here? Yeah. Like no. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't and need your fucking money. Half the time, you know, you don't got that money anyway, you know? And so it's just like, it's you, not, you can't walk up to someone's door and just be like, can I, just, can I go hunt? Yeah. Because half the time it won't work. No. You know what I mean? And that's okay. There's times where it does work. But if you're able to 
say, look, I don't want to. I don't want to just come onto your place and take something from you. I don't. I don't want to receive. Yeah. Without giving you anything, because yeah. I mean, if you just show a little bit of generosity, you know, because and it's like you said, people that turned you down cold, like mm-hmm. no, you cannot do that. Well, all of a sudden you get your foot in the door and you come help with a branding. You come and you help them run some fence line. You know, you help them, you know, trim trees around their house yeah. that they can't get to. It's all of a sudden, they're just begging to have you around. You're the son that I never had before. Uh, you know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah. that is. I'm, I'm, it's facts, man. And just be a good person. Yeah. <laughs> Period. Be right? a good person. Give and a little things back. Things work out. You yeah. know what I mean? Give yeah. a little of your time back. Yep. And that's why, like I said, like, my whole deal is, you know, with, with, with the Derek situation, like, I was so happy that he didn't give a fuck. Oh, like, yeah. his status, where he's at. Yeah. Of, like, yeah, this we don't, is somebody's got to fight for Honest us. to God, we, we don't know what kind of opportunities this might have cost him down the road, and he doesn't know that. You know what I mean? We're but not he didn't sure. care. But he had the balls. Yeah. He well, had we the were, balls. Well, and it's about your coot. Dude, if there's anything I can ever do for the guy, I'm super proud of him. You know, he's 20 years younger than me, man. And he's like, he, I haven't known him long, but he's he's like a little brother. Yeah, he's you cool, know? man. He's Remind, kind of reminds me of this dude little in some dude, ways yeah. just doesn't. Yeah, you know, 6'5". No, different, different. Like, not in that way, just mentality. Yeah, he, um, he he's, uh, you know, like I said, like he knew everybody before me, you know, like all my – same people. So when we hit it off, he's like, "Yeah, you know, they told me about yeah. you, you know, this and that." And uh, you know what? What I did was, I reached out to him on the on um, IG, and I said, "Hey, man, I know you. I know you're trying to get in more in yeah. that thing." I said, "I'd love to hear your story a little bit." And he, you know, the first thing he said, he goes, "I'll do it," but I hear you got a range. And I said, <laughs> yeah. I said, yeah. I said, I want to shoot in your range. I said, well, you know, there's a little money that comes on, the, uh, on this range. <laughs> and he goes, I'm in. And so I need we some maintenance. Shoot. Yeah. So uh, we had a shoot off. It was fun. We just had fun, man. And I knew 10 minutes in, in shooting with him, I was like, fuck, Good dude. Cat. This guy's Be real. He don't care. He don't, he's not, and that's the problem with like like everybody that gets like a like a status. Like yeah. a lot of these athletes take like, themselves yeah, too seriously. Yeah, you know, and they're just no, they're no different than us, especially hunters. I think more than anything. Yeah, hey, he's an Ohio boy, and he, you know, yeah. he he is something that I I I I'm glad that I'm I'm friends with him, and I can call him a buddy. And the other day he sent me a text. He goes, he sent me that Eastman Journal cover. Yeah, yeah. And he wrote me, he goes, you are the anchor of why all this happened. And I and I said, fuck, where my royalty fees at? <laughs> and he cried. And uh, I, I said, listen, dog, I'm here to only help people yeah. that, I, that are truly, I care about. Like, yeah. I, it, uh, because... When I first started, dude, it sucked when you start. You know what it's like to start yeah, in this. Dude. Yeah. And I had guys like Snyder uh, come in, help me, and all I can do is pay it forward. Yeah. Because I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for guys like them. Yeah. I wouldn't. Yeah. Nobody know who the fuck I am. In the MMA game, yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. But I wanted to do something I want to do for the rest of my life. Yeah. 
And for me to do something like now, I just took, you know, a good start now. And what I did with it is me, you know, but if it wasn't for them, I would not yeah. be where I'm at now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, man, it, it really sucks what Derek's going through because, you know, you think about, like, if I were to go and kill a mountain lion tomorrow. You want to hear the shitty thing about that whole deal? Well, it'd be, it'd be fine. No, but you want to hear Derek's. Listen. Lane real quick. Yeah. Nestor called me. He called me for Josh Walker. Joshua killed the big one too, just like yeah. Walker. And I couldn't go. Yeah. Mm. Said, nah, man, take try. Walker. It's cool. Yeah. Nestor hit me up. Hey, bro. We got one. We got a big fucking tong here. You need to get the fuck here. And it's my day. I'm in camp with, with oh, Justin. He. He called you. Oh, yeah. And I said, man, he goes, who should I call? I said, you better call Derek. Awesome. Because, you know, he, Nestor's not a guy that he's not getting money for. Yeah. Under, it's a friend yeah. deal. Yeah. He's like, yeah, you know what? Well, good for Nestor and all this, too. And you know what? Honestly, I was glad that Justin said his or that um, uh, Derek said his said his name on Fox News, yeah. you know, that he mentioned Nestor. Yeah. Um, I mean, I. That could have been me. I know. <laughs> yeah. I, I, hey, it's me I on these. That's me. I, I honestly, it was the best thing. I for honestly me. don't know that it would have gone over quite I, as big. If I don't know. If I, I don't know if I would have been on the Tucker Show, but no, goddamn, probably it. not. <sighs> well, but that's that's what I'm saying. Is like it was best for everything. Yeah, you know fact, I mean? yeah, it came together. The fact that you know, just because of who he is and what he's done, you know, now he can't go and kill a mountain lion without. The entire world saying, "Oh my God!" Yeah, he yeah. killed a kitty. Yeah, yeah. Oh. It's like, and, and so now, like you, you looking at this, and you, there's a big opportunity here, and you know, I think Derek's doing it really well yeah. about shedding a good light on it. But the, this state is trying to take it away from oh, us. Yeah. They're talking. They they're, we're, they're, they're going to try to take oh, yeah. away mountain lions this year. Right. They're co- they're See coming. See you later, bobcats. Trapping, all trapping, dude. I'm telling you right now. Our this OTC spring, this spring, this spring, dude. I can't have my kids go out and play because without me having my sidearm, because there's bears everywhere. Yeah, spring yeah. bears everywhere. And granted, this is why I choose to live out here. I yeah. do, I do, because I'd rather have neighbors like them. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, but there's a point of managing. Mm-hmm. And right now, it like. Here's the thing. These people think that we're fucking cruel and just trying to kill for trophies oh. and this and that. It's That's not, not the case, man. Here, here. We are we are we are dude, doing conservation. We're stewards do, of the land. Do fucking. we enjoy what we do in the in, in the outdoors? We, Absolutely we yeah, enjoy. Yeah, but we're it. also doing shit that our bitch ass could never do. That needs to be done. Needs to be done. It needs to be done. And you know I went on a tangent a while back because I deal with a lot of I train when I was working at the gym I train shit loads of people yeah all kinds of and I I got great clients I had great clients and I did this that and everybody was like yes I want wolves mm-hmm. what the fuck are you because gonna do they're the they, favorite animal they're listen, a majestic animal listen they thought they thought they would take get on a hiking trail and be able to take pictures of a wolf and a wolf yeah, in their habitat oh my See, god well, they were just not educated. The people are, that's the problem. They're not educated on, you know, because you know why? Because all of us have been hiding. Mm-hmm. All that's of it. us have been hiding. 
And you, you know, we're tr- we're 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 trying to lay low, not to rock, rock the emotional boat. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Screw that. In fear of backlash, it's, it's time to stop. Yeah, it's time to stop and confront it and yeah. and start. The the problem is is that the other side is they are well organized. They have formed all these nonprofit groups. Yeah, and. All of these nonprofit groups that gather all this money, they put a, a dog that looks like it's sad on TV, and they're able to oh, yeah. they're able to get all the people in the middle to send them money because they're supposedly saving that puppy. But oh, that's yeah. not what they're doing with no, the money. No, they're not. They are, you know, when when we go into a commission $13 meeting, thirteen dollars can feed a kid in Africa. Yeah, Bullshit. when when we go into a commission meeting, you know, talking about lion hunting in the state of Colorado or hunting of any kind in the state of Colorado with these commissioners that are appointed by our anti-hunting governor. In the CBW. In the, it, it, they they are the C, Colorado Parks and Wildlife commissioners, and they make the decisions on our hunting, uh, on everything that we do hunting-wise. And there's they have a public meeting where you're, you know, you've got organizations that are allowed to come in there and speak. Well, we're talking about whether they're going to allow us to do this 100%. or that. And it might be something that the all of the, the workers at CPW have recommended that we are able to do. And then we go in there and you have somebody from the Elk Foundation. You have somebody from the Mule Deer Foundation. You have somebody from the Colorado Bowhunters Association that speak on our behalf. That's it. And then you have eight or nine going people from these from these from these nonprofit organizations that are all well-funded and well-organized that are coming in there and they are doing a better job because you, you know how it is. You've got 20% of us that are, that are kind of like-minded and hunters and fairly conservative, I would say. And then you've got 20% on the other side that hate everything that we're about. And then you've got 60% in the middle. The problem is, that 20% over on that other side is doing a better job of influencing the 60% in I, the middle. I'm not going to argue and with we have to we have to start doing a better job of standing up, talking about why we do what we do and the importance of it, and influencing that 60% in the middle. Otherwise, everything that we do will one day go bye-bye. And I promise you that's true. You know, I, it, it's I, scary. I, uh, I'm not going <laughs> to... Yeah. Debate that because that's that's I believe that a hundred percent. It is because I, this podcast is brought to you by Cryptic, the best hunting and fishing outdoor tactical gear on the planet. That's right, I said it on the planet. That is why I wear it and my team wears it. Guys, check out Cryptic.com, and when you go to the checkout, type in our code. Gladiators, that's all capital letters, gladiators to save that money. Cryptech.com. Perfectly makes sense because, you know, you got this this side saying, oh, man, it's animal cruelty, blah, yeah. blah. And you got all these fucking vegans and all this and that. They don't know. No. They don't really know what fucking happens because we're not stepping in and saying, this and this is what's happening. Yeah, this the, the it's. I, we're I not a do. We're not doing a good enough job of a, of talking about it. Yeah, there's a war going on right now against our way of life, and if you don't pick up your sword and battle it, 
it's gonna go away, and we're gonna lose it's gonna roll what over we love us like to a do. Tidal wave. And well, there's, you're just gonna watch it happen. And, and so you just can't be silent. And that, and that, and I guess that what it all boils down to is join, join CBA. Yeah. yeah, our our Colorado. If you're a bow you hunter know. in this state, you have to be a member of the Colorado Bow and, Hunter Association. Um, and it's nothing. It's really nothing. Really, you sign yeah. up. You support Thir- like the thirty five bucks a year. Yeah, and I think I did a three year deal, and yeah. I was like, uh, I think it was. Uh, and I'll be the first one to admit, like, I didn't do that. I I really didn't. I was just like, oh man, I buy all these tags. I'm supporting it. I know. I, I I really didn't know when I first started everything. As a rifle hunter, you don't really fucking give a fuck. Yeah. And then when I started getting into bow hunting, and all these people started tagging me, and this is the good thing about social media. They started giving me all these tags on all this shit that's bills that are going on, which I had no idea about. Yeah. Yeah. It forces you into the area. And then, um, who was it? Uh, Was it Trevin? I think it was Trevin that said, are you a member? And I said, I honestly don't think I am. And I was like, I, I do all these other things. I, I, I did. I said, yeah. I said, I don't I buy know. my tags every Fuck, year. You, you know, know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I do what I thought I did. He's like, why don't you become, be part of the CBA? And I was like, okay. And I'm thinking, shit, how much is this going to cost me? Yeah. Right? And he told me, he, I was like, dude, sign me up for three years. Yeah. Let me do whatever I got to do. Every time I get a chance, I will promote it and yeah. I'll do it. It's because important. it's not, it's not. Like something I need to do, it's something I want to do, and people need to hear it because yeah. each, each state is going to do their own battle. The yeah. more Washington, I mean, huge and, one. And it, it, it all starts with this one, mm. and then it waterfalls, and the other states will start to look at the example of that one state, and that's how it gets washed away like yeah. a wave. The, yeah. You know what? There's there's one important group that I that I left out, and that's the Colorado chapter of the Safari, of Safari Club International. They do a good job here really? in the state, too. Yeah, and they'll have a representation at some of those meetings as well. But for the most part, other than the Elk Foundation, Mule Deer Foundation, and Safari Club International, um, there's the Bow Hunters Association. There's a little, tiny, small muzzleloaders association. And there is no... Rifle hunters. That's why I said firearm hunters association. Which there is, is none. Crazy. There's there's none. I mean, the only thing you hear about rifle is a NRA. Yeah. Oh, NRA. Yeah, Boone and Crockett. You know, and they don't go out and do things like mm-hmm. this. They don't. They don't. They don't fight. No. You know, pro hunting fights. Yeah. Yeah. You know, really in this state, I don't care if you're a rifle hunter or anything else. The the nonprofit that is doing the most out there right now, in my opinion, to fight for our rights here in Colorado is the Colorado Bow Hunter Association. And the Elk Foundation is right there with us. Mm-hmm. Mule Deer Foundation, too. They all three are doing pretty good jobs. But the, 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 the Colorado Bow Hunter Association is doing the most. And the, the plain and simple fact is the more members that we have, the bigger, our, the, bigger the stick is that we swing. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? I believe it. It is. And and it's super important. Like can't, can't if, sit idle. If you if you go and you all of our commission meetings, the the 12 commissioners or 11 commissioners that that the CPW reports to and they make these are all citizens. They don't work for the CPW. They're governor government appointed citizens that are in charge of this and they make the final decisions on everything. And they have uh, they have meetings, and 
all of those meetings are available on YouTube. You can watch. They're, they're like six hours long yeah. sometimes. But if somebody would just go through, and this is, this is an idea for somebody out there, go through all of those meetings and make a highlight reel of each meeting, something shorter that people can understand what's going on yeah, in our reel. state. You know what I mean? It would, dude. Catch fire. Keep people if, informed. If, if your average hunter in this state watched that highlight reel of what, happens at those meetings you're you, dude you it blow your I mind believe, i believe it and that's it's honestly what got me fired up and involved like well that's why i will say this i will say this the last or i've been a bow hunter now for 10 years in the last three four years i've gotten more involved and maybe it's because i'm doing the podcast yeah, yeah. More and i got more involved but the people that are doing it now i think are doing more so yeah than i have seen in the past yeah 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 the magazine's a lot better Dude, matt jackson is largely responsible for uh, that he's uh, doing a great job chairman ferguson chairman ferguson, ferguson all yeah. hail chairman, chairman ferguson, Berg, ferguson. Oh, ferguson. Oh, you know what i mean like like those are the guys that actually i know personally yeah and when they talk i listen yeah, yeah. you know what i mean like shut up and listen because they've been doing it for a while when you talk, I listen. Yeah. Because you guys have done it. You've been, you've been there a long time. Yeah. And like I said, I am no expert. I don't know shit. I'm just trying to learn and do my part. The whole thing is, if you don't get involved, there won't be nothing to get involved here soon. Yeah. 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 Well, for everyone listening, our, that that. Colorado Boat Hunters Association annual banquet is coming up on March 11th. And anybody that can go and get tickets, you got to go to uh, coloradoboathuntersassociation.org and I think register to get your tickets to, yeah, to go I, to the I, It's a rodeo. I, I know. I want to be there so man. bad, I can't. Yeah. yeah. I'll be in London. You're going to be in London in March? What he, are you, he fight, fight? He, oh, yeah, he yeah, fights Gage's March eighteenth. Yeah. I think we go. I think we leave. Fucking who's he? Who's he fighting? Uh, Fizzo. Is it Fizzo? Fizzo. Fazeev. 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 Some some Brazil or uh, Russian. Mm. Yeah. Awesome. Great tough guy, but we're going down there to get acclimated a little earlier and doing this and that. But I'm like, no, I mean, all right. it's all right. It's my job. You know yeah, what I mean? Like you got I, to. I have to do it, and uh, so I won't be there. But that's why I do this shit. We no, talk about it. That's all right, man. And, dude. We've been rapping. You know how long we've been going? We've been, I can tell you right now. How long? Uh, three hours and 56 minutes. Holy shit. This is the longest podcast yeah, I've ever done. Yeah. Got some guys like this is, this is the long, I've done a lot of them. This is the longest one I've yeah. ever done. I'm telling you, bro. It's weird, right? It it's is. It's so weird. It goes. And, uh, you know, I, I, I just can't doubt, tell you. I, I could have cut you guys off a long time ago, but I don't want to because it's so nice. important for people to fucking yeah. hear this. And, and here, here's the thing. I can't appreci- I can't tell you guys how much I appreciate you guys being here because I know you traveled and you guys did this and that, but honestly, I'm going to come hang out with your booths. I'm going to come Western Hunt. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring a crew down, and we'll get the vibe going. Dude, do you ever get down south of Denver ever at all? Yeah. Oh Dude, yeah. Call us one day, like from Monument. My you... wife, my wife's family. I go down there all the time. Colorado Springs. Oh. Yeah, they're off Woodman Drive. 
dude, you you're just jump down you're Woodman, probably you're 20 to our house. Woodman east or west of I-25. I don't know. Can... Do you turn right or left on Woodman? Turn right. Turn right. Okay, you're probably like 25 minutes from okay. our house. Yeah. But, hey, dude, call me. Okay. Like, call us up and friend, come over and shoot one day or something or we'll go uh, absolutely. coyote hunting or something. No, I did. Seriously, I, I go down there all the time and I'm just, you know, yeah. hanging out. You know, Hol- Holler at us. We'll come over and show you our man cave. You can give us pointers on how to set us set us up a little bit better like this to where we might be able to do a couple down they, there. Yeah, I mean, fit. It's all trial and error, bro. Honestly, this is, a, this is a super sweet setup. Well, I this. appreciate that. It's uh. It, like honestly, man, like I, I'm pretty proud of this place. Yeah, I am. I'm. Uh, I'm. I. Uh, you should. I don't, be. I don't know if you would ask me two years ago, would I be doing this? Yeah. Fuck no. I'm so. I'm so glad. I'm doing this, and it, it's something I want to do now. Yeah. It is. I look forward to it each week, whether it's hunters, fighters, whoever. Yeah. Like. It is so much fun for me just to do this. And I, I, I like today was a little special to me. I, I don't think you realize like how bad I wanted you guys on the show because one, I believe in the product two, I knew who you guys were. And, and, and three, I just knew generally it was going to be a good podcast and I have not been wrong yet. Yeah, we appreciate it, brother. We appreciate you having That's us, man, it, man, for sure. Well, I promise you this. We'll do another one. You, you see that trailer out there? That's yeah. my mobile unit. <laughs> I got a whole studio back in do that. Do you basically. really? Yeah. So when I go to, like, archery tournaments, yeah. events, Brand whatever, new. I take that bitch, that toy hauler pops out. I got a whole studio back there. Cody made me a badass tabletop. Um, yeah, man, that's how I did. Uh, uh, Bill and Josh. Yeah, we yeah, were in there. That was my first one, actually, I think, in there. And it's changed quite a bit since I've yeah, done they, that. But they said they had a hell of a time. Yeah, we had so. fun, man. They're good oh, yeah. people. I love them. Yeah. I love it. And uh, But, yeah, we'll come down there. I'll bring it down there, and, shit, we'll do one right out of your place. That'll work. Oh, yeah. Next time. That'll work. That'll be fun. Well, that being said, God damn it. Right at four hours. Right at <laughs> it, baby. Well, we, we started a little cow. early. I think we start. I, I pushed record a little earlier, but. It's all good. It's ready to catch it. Tomas was asleep on the floor over there. <laughs> hey, let me ask you this. Where can they find your product, social media? Where can they find you individually? Go. Um, so the the company is ultimatepredatorgear.com. That's our storefront online. Uh, you can also find our decoys in some smaller archery shops. We're kind of dealer ex- exclusive that way, but primarily consumer direct through our website. Um, on Instagram, we're Ultimate Predator Gear, and on Facebook, I think we're Ultimate Predator Gear as well. I'm not even sure. Uh, my Instagram's Danny Ferris, and Lane's is is Lane Ferris. Lane, nice and easy. Are you ready to take over this thing? Because this ain't gonna go nowhere. <laughs> Because you got to remember. You got to remember. This man started from the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Now you hear the GU. It ain't Rogan yet, but it's going. Oh, yeah. All right, boys. I appreciate you guys. All right, man. Thanks, Luke. Thanks, Luke.